Hey, what's up, Leftover Army? Yeah, you know, before I start with our intro, I wanted to go over something real quick. You know, we get on the show, and every great once in a while, we'll ask our listeners to go to iTunes, give us an iTunes rating. You know, we love five-star ratings, but we don't always get five-star ratings, and that's okay. Um, You know, we want you to be honest. So, And we also take, like, what you say in these iTunes reviews very seriously. Like, you know, if there's anything that we need to work on or change – you know, sometimes there's things that we do as podcasters and we don't know if people like it or don't like it. So it's like a shot in the dark. You know, we, we don't know what people like, what they don't like. And so we just do it. And sometimes people latch onto it and they grab onto it and they like it. And sometimes they push it aside and say no. And uh, they don't like it. And they let us know about that. But, uh, you know, we're not perfect. But I got an iTunes review recently and it's titled, Could Be Good If Not For The Hosts. The topics and structure is good, but the main host sounds like an opinionated guy who, if I met in person, you'd want to punch in the mouth. Additionally, I'm hardly a prude, and most podcasts I listen to are tagged explicit, but this guy drops F-bombs like a carpet bombing. He proves what we were always told about swearing. It's the sign of a lazy mind. His cohort, while not nearly as off-putting, is so crippled with verbal crutches, most noticeably, gotcha, that you start focusing on that more than what he's saying. Overblown, overlong, never been a complaint of mine before, and overly pretentious. Unsubscribing now. So you know what? I read this and I was like, you know what? He's right. He's absolutely right. There are things that we, maybe we are overly pretentious and, and maybe I do cuss too much. You know what? Maybe the masses aren't ready to hear somebody just be honest. I've always heard that like the most honest people out there are people that, you know, use curse words. So I guess, you know, I just considered myself a very honest person. And and I talked to Jake about this and and he's like, you know what? I I do say gotcha too much. I do say gotcha too much. So we we read this and we took it to heart and we're going to change the format a little bit. We're going to change it up for you because we want to be the podcast that everybody likes. And we are going to do our best here at Pop Culture Leftovers, you know, not to say gotcha. And I'm not going to drop any more, you know, fucking, oh, I just, whoops. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not going to drop the f-bomb anymore so uh i'm gonna work on that there's gonna be less f-bombs and less gotchas okay gotcha fuck 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 Gotcha, fuck, 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 gotcha, fuck. Gotcha, fuck, 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 
Gotcha. Fuck. 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 Gotcha. Episode 62. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's mix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Leftovers. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Hey, it's episode 62. Episode 62. Hey, Frank, you're here. Yep. Thanks for having me back, guys. Yeah, man. How did it feel to hear your replacements last week? They were awesome. That was great. My favorite part was when dude's mom called. Oh, <laughs> that was great. Harmon? Yeah, it made me feel like uh, my old Aunt Myrna messaged on Facebook. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, Frank. Yeah. All in the family. All right, so yeah, episode 62. Yeah, the intro, man. Uh, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck, man? Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to make that my ringtone. Well, <laughs> not that it's awesome. It's just like, uh, what about that? What about the, uh, what about the, uh, fucking iTunes rating? Oh, gotcha. What, what, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of stuff hurts. We're just amateurs. Yeah, don't, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. it. Fuck it. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Don't let that shit hurt. All right. Don't let that shit hurt. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. doing everything right and everybody's like sucking your dick, you know what? Yeah. If, if you're doing everything right, you're doing something wrong in my opinion. I got you. If everybody loves you, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> right. I'm serious because there, there's going to be people in this life that rub you the wrong way, but you're going to remember those people. And I don't care if he did unsubscribe. You know what? If he doesn't like the show, he can, unsubscri- he can unsubscribe. Well, it doesn't. I don't give a fuck about this guy. Fuck, fuck the guy that wrote yeah. the review. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I know my own, like, faults in, in my own. Like that's already something. That oh I already, yeah, you know it's, what I'm saying? A, Jake. Yeah, seriously, you need to you need to have a come to Jesus meeting and, and kneel down <laughs> at the altar because you say gotcha too much. <laughs> yeah, I I hear you. I appreciate it. What's the thing? I appreciate what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on, you be yourself. I don't care. Like I don't care. Like if, if Frank, if you get on here and you've got like a, I say it all the time. I say you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I say that a hundred times every episode. Right. Am I going to stop saying it? No. Yeah, I'm aware of it. Do I care to change? No. And you know something else I'm going to throw out here real quick. Let's do it. You know, it's like the thing is like when you go to a job, right? You go to the job and like you got the interview and they tell you, hey, you know, uh, when you come here uh, to work, how do you let stress bother you? You know, you go, they go through the little interview questions and stuff 
stuff like that. Do you check that stuff at the door? Do you check it at the door? Or you know what I mean? And you're always going to be like, yeah, I check it at the door. I don't let that stuff. I don't like everyday life affect my work. You know, I'm going to come in and I'm going to do my job. I don't. I don't let everyday life affect my work. You know, fuck that here. Fuck that here in this arena. This is our show. Yeah. This is our show. So you know what? I'm not checking that shit at the fucking door. That door is wide open. There is a cold chill of animosity coming through that fucking door. And I'm going to talk about this stuff. I'm going to talk about it, Jake. I hear you. I don't give a shit. You know, it's like, yeah, you know what? I go to my job and I have to be professional. Mm -hmm. I have to be professional all week. But when I come here, if I want to have a drink and if I want to drop a few F-bombs, I'm going to do that because that's my show. It's not your show, so unsubscribe. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't really – I feel like it's not that many F-bombs, right? No, dude, I cuss a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. But the thing is you got to understand, I drink on this podcast. Yeah. It's not like I'm drink, drinking at work and I'm like dropping f bombs and shit. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I drink on this podcast, and the more I drink, the more f bombs start to come out. And I I do say the f word a lot on this show. Well, that's like the PCL drinking game, kind of. Right. With two people, <laughs> one person can be Team Brian and one person can be Team Jake. Mm-hmm. And every time Brian says "fuck," you take that person takes a drink. Every, every time, time you Jake say, says "gotcha," exactly. then you take a drink and exactly see who, see who dies first. Exactly. Or Brian says, "You know what I mean." <laughs> And if I say fuck followed by that, you got to take four shots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People don't think though. I mean this is us being us. They don't think about this just being who we are on a – you know, it's in closed doors. Yeah, dude. It's so easy to get on there and fucking write a review. And number number, – okay, number one, if you're going to write a review, I don't don't know. You spell check. My god. Did you read this thing? Oh, god. The guy's spelling was horrific. Oh, my god. It was fucking horrific. Hold on. I got it pulled up right here. (laughs) Listen to this. Like the first sentence, he sounds like fucking. Where is it? Yeah, where is it? The first sentence, he sounds like fucking uh, Curly from the Three Stooges. <laughs> because instead of uh, instead of saying topics, he says the Toypix, 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 the Toypix instructions. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Come on, dude. Uh, yeah. I, I had to – seriously, I had to like decipher what the fuck he was writing yeah, because half of it is so opinionated. I think he did spell that right. Good for you, chief. Yeah, you ain't you ain't lying though. It was it was really bad grammar. Yeah, exactly. You're going to talk to me. You're going to talk to me about uh, all this stuff and, and he can't even spell podcast. There's no O in it. And then tag, there's only one G. Uh, and, and listen, there's no E. My God. You know what? If you're going to try to come off as intelligent – at least get the fucking word spelled correctly. And Jake, how did you feel? Was this the first time in your entire life you've ever been called a cohort? <laughs> Have you ever been? Who the fuck? No, no. Is this the first time ever you've been referred to as a cohort? Is this a first in Jake Elliott's life? It has to be. Definitely. It is. And his cohort. His cohort. Yeah. Like we're Robin Banks and. <laughs> <you know. laughs> cohort. Oh man, we're the new Batman and Robin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, whatever, dude. Whatever. You know what? That's the thing. I'm not going to change a thing. You go ahead and unsubscribe. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a, me saying "gotcha" a bunch is something I've been aware of forever, and it hasn't changed for 62 episodes. Yeah. So. yeah the yeah. minute you try to start second guessing anything, you start doing it all the time, and then it's not real anymore. Dude, this is not NPR. We are not NPR. This is not polished. We yeah. get on here and we just talk. Uh-huh. And if we talk the way we talk, and you don't like it, unsubscribe by all means. Yeah. I'm not asking anybody to stick around, but if you want to stick around and be part of a community. Get on Facebook and talk to us. 
be yeah. part of the community, absolutely. You're part of the leftover army, and we love you. Right. But if you're going to be like this guy, oh, and you know what? That's leftover army. I got a, I got, I got something for you. I got something for oh, you. You got more stuff. I got a little Shit. bit more for you here. All right. Uh, I, I his little his little name, his little uh, username for yeah. iTunes. Yeah. Uh-oh. I looked it up on. Uh, on uh, Twitter to see if he had a Twitter handle. Oh, there shit. is a Twitter handle see, by I, this name. This guy. No, I found it. I found it. I found it. I did a search and I found it. You didn't find it, right? I couldn't find it. No. I found it. Okay. So I did a search. And he hasn't used it since like 2013. But you know what? I want to wake up that account. That account's a little sleepy. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? I know what he hasn't been doing in his free time. Learning the correct spelling of words. <laughs> but... In his free time, he's probably just trolling around and like giving everybody else like shitty ratings and, you know, and another thing, saying he wants to punch me in the mouth. I have no respect for somebody that's gonna like say, oh, I don't, I, oh, yeah, I'm opinionated. I'm on a podcast, Jake, and I'm opinionated. Oh my God. How dare I be an opinionated person on a podcast where we talk about things that you're supposed to have, I don't know, opinions on. Yeah, that, that is ridiculous. I know. Right? Yeah, I want to find this guy on Twitter and send him a hashtag gotcha. Well, Army, if you want to find this guy on Twitter, <laughs> you can. Um, his uh, his little handle is T as in tool, J as in jackass, <laughs> L as in loser, A as in asshole, M as in motherfucker, B as in bitch, 0518. Wow, I just said a bunch of bad words there. Yeah. Unsubscribe. 0518. 0518. So it's TJ Lamb, 0518. And I don't know if you just want to reach out to him and let him know, you know, how you feel or whatever. By all means, feel free to do so and then tag me in it. I'd, I'd like that. Yeah. That'd be great. I'm going to, I'm going to try to find him as soon as we finish recording again. Yeah. Yeah, you should. All right. So. Anything else to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> I still love that remit that that song. You like the song? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun making it. <laughs> a lot of good times. I, do you think that anybody listening to that thought to themselves like, "Wow, are they really reformatting? Are they really changing the no, way that they're doing no. things?" No, not unless, anybody maybe, who's listened to more than three episodes. Yeah, unless it's their first show. I was yeah. going to say the same thing that Frank said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. You guys are a couple of cohorts. What do you guys know? (laughs) (laughs) Being a cohort makes me want to make that noise. Sorry. I wasn't even acknowledged as a cohort. That was probably the one thing he got right. No. He's waiting for you to start your own show. He loves you, Frank. What? I don't know. Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Frank, it's good to have you back, though, man. Oh, it's awesome, man. I, I really missed you guys that one week I was off. Yeah. We missed you, too, Frank. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've had shitty weeks. Okay. Fuck. Frank's had a shitty week. Jake's had a shitty week. I've had a shitty week. Uh, week. Um, Jake, I'm not even going to ask you about your shitty week. Yes. You don't even have to get into it. I will not. We know the details. They don't need to know the details. Frank, shitty week. Go. Uh, I can't remember if I've really talked a whole lot about it, but I got, you know, I got some anxiety and stuff like that. And I own a small business and without getting into, you know, detail with what I do, uh, all within a two day time span, I ran out of a pair of medications that I get that helped me to manage the anxiety and uh, I had a job go from being profitable to costing me twice as much as what I was charging to get it done 
all due to um, a third party uh, not doing a, holding up on their end. So uh, I was about off the fucking deep end the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, the doctor's office wouldn't refill my medication until I got into the, to the uh, office there. But uh, those two days were hell for me because I, I couldn't <clears throat> control the uh, panic attacks. So um, I, I will say this. I, I need to send a shout-out to uh, Dan West. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day I was freaking out so bad while I was waiting for uh, some medication to come in. It had already been ordered. Uh, I hopped on to uh, my Xbox, and he just picked up the Xbox One and Destiny. And I got on and I played with him and I was talking with him and stuff. And just – I didn't have anybody to talk to right at that moment because my wife was at work. Right. And, you know, everybody else was unavailable and all that. And I, I hopped on and – What was your mental state? What was your mental state at that moment? The best I could describe it is like feeling trapped in a corner and wanting to scream. Right. And And before you guys give Frank any fucking shit – about feeling like that. We always have. And don't say like, oh, oh, uh, Frank's on medication. That explains a lot because that's fucking bullshit. It's science. Yeah, people yeah. have, people have fucking chemical imbalances. And I'm right. man enough to admit that I've been on fucking like anti, uh, depression medication and shit like that before. There are chemical imbalances that affect people all the fucking time. It's a huge industry. It's not like this is just like a limited amount of people that are doing this. Yeah. People in high stress positions do this for all we know the very our very president could be taking some kind of like medications or stuff i can't imagine what that fucking man goes through stress wise yeah we don't know so you know don't give frank any fucking shit about taking medication half the people out there that give him shit about taking medication might need to be on it themselves so you know i'm just throwing that out yeah no i get you and honestly you know i wouldn't expect any of the people who interact with this regularly on facebook and i don't think so either right exactly i mean they might bust my balls but they wouldn't say anything hateful yeah the only people that would really try to troll me but i've seen i've I've seen people say stuff to people about like uh, you know what i mean or behind their back or whatever Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I the thing is, is that I've always been pretty uh, objective as far as all that stuff goes, and I acknowledge that everybody has their own issues, whether they acknowledge them or not. Yeah, and I acknowledge mine, and you you're, know, I, you're I, I do just what I'm trying can to get treatment, treatment. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just to manage certain things. It's not to get myself anywhere. Whether it's a glass of UV vodka oh, or oh, <laughs> whether it's whatever else, that was another bad week. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so anyhow, I was playing with him on Destiny and just shooting the shit, and I got lost in it, and it took me out of my problem, and it it helped me out big time. I was able to, you know, when I got off uh, of the game, I uh, hopped in my car. I had to go back to work for a little bit, but it gave me something to focus on while I was waiting for that to come in because it's almost kind of like a mental version of asthma. It's like you're struggling to keep calm, but you can't. So right. anyhow, uh, thanks a lot, Dan. It it you didn't even know at that time how much that meant to me, but thanks. That's awesome. And you were talking to him like through a headset mic. Yeah, nice. yeah, that was the first time I talked to him. And you know, you'd have to excuse me for not being able to recognize real subtle differences in a uh, English accent, but he sounds a little bit like Russell Brand. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. 
Hey, you want to hear about my week? Yeah. You guys ready? <laughs> All right, here we fucking go. Number one, like I switched jobs. I went from a job where it was a little bit more more stability, better pay, okay, to a job that I thought would be like you know a little bit less stress. You know what I mean? Yeah. But still good pay. And now that job is not panning out too well. Ah. So now it's like I'm looking for like new employment. And so, you know, I, I, you know, I made a sacrifice because I was like, I want something less stressful. Maybe I'll go here. Maybe it'll work out and it's not working out. So now I'm stressed out because I'm looking for new employment. Mm. And that always sucks. That's always a stress. I feel like I'm, I'm spending more than that's what, than what's coming in at this point. And so then I've got a day off on Friday and I got Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Looking forward to it. Three day weekend, and go to the gas station. Just gonna go to the gas station for like three minutes to you know pay for something and then get out. Come out. Somebody has backed into my car. Oh my god! Huge dent in my car, and they just drove off. So it was a hit and run. I got this huge dent in my fucking car. Yeah, I saw that, that when sucked. I came in. I yeah. just saw it today. It's it's gigantic. And it sucks. And so, you know, now I've got that to deal with. So that's bullshit. And so it's just like all these fucking things just piling up. Life, cars, and other bullshit. Are you guys ready for another installment <laughs> yes! of Brian's Dating Disaster? Girl number four? Sometimes our dates have a happy ending. <laughs> And some other times, there's just an ending. No! <laughs> All right. Let me get into this. Okay, I'm not going to talk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some updates, but I'm going to go back a couple weeks. Okay? I went on a date a couple weeks ago. I met this girl probably, I don't know, I talked, started talking to her months and months ago, so we finally met. And this is not chick number one. Okay, this is a whole new, this whole is like new, a different totally multi- multiverse new. Exactly, exactly. The new chick number one. Yeah, exactly. So, we're supposed to meet, and after months and months and months of not meeting, she's, she's nice, and we kind of just were just, I guess we're just friends, but we wanted to meet and see, you know, whatever, if anything's there. So we're going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. So I drive and I meet her at Buffalo Wild Wings. And she told me like she'd just gotten done from going out on a ride, you know, a bike ride, whatever. And so I, and she's like, so I'm not going to be like too dressed up. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get ready and whatever. And I'll meet you out there. Okay. What she meant by bike ride is like when she showed up for the uh, quote unquote date. She was dressed like a fucking hell's angel. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, so she's like all in like straight up like biker gear. <laughs> like I get it, you know, people do that. Like, yeah. you know, like if 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 that's you know, like get into it. Like that I have nothing against like people that ride motorcycles and dress that way. Yeah, it's the same thing kind of with the cowboy people. Yeah. Like but if we were meeting at a biker bar, that <laughs> would be one thing. But we're meeting for the first time on like I guess a quote unquote date. <laughs> okay so like i understand like what if i told her like yeah i'm getting off work and let's say like i was a uh butcher <laughs> i was a butcher at your fucking local like meat you know place where you get where, you know you know what i mean like a fucking like a uh, meat place like uh you know what i mean yeah exactly yeah. like Alwyn's out here yeah. or something like that <laughs> and i was a butcher and i was like i'm gonna get off work and i'll meet you there does she really expect me to show up in like this fucking like white uniform with like pig blood all over oh. my fucking you know uniform and shit? Oh right. yeah, I just got off work. Just thought I'd meet you here. <laughs> just got off work and I got like fucking pig blood and fucking like you know like chicken innards all over my fucking shirt and shit. 
So, so like all of her spikes aren't removable. They're like there the whole time. They're the whole time. She's got like the whole bandana on and everything. And it's just like, this is not a date. This is weird. This is different. She was nice and we talked and it was like, I gave her a hug and it was nice to meet you. And that was the end of that. All right. I've had dates kind of like that at where it's real awkward. uh, There's one girl I uh, dated after my divorce that, um, she was not yet divorced. And then all she talked about the whole date was like all the crap that her future ex-husband was putting her through. Right. And then at the very end, we went to leave. I'm like, well, I got to go. And I was trying to real quick slip into my car. And she goes – she sticks her arms out. She's like, come here. I'm like, oh, OK. We're doing that. And I went ahead and gave her a real kind of half-ass hug. I'm like, OK. I could not fucking get out of there fast enough. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I've been on those where I could not get out of there fast enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. I'm still a gentleman. I'll still walk into their car so somebody doesn't like, you know, fucking like run off, like, I don't know, take their purse yeah. or some shit. You know, I'll make sure that they're safe, get them to their car, and then I'm gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm a gentleman like that. All right. So here we go. You guys want an update? Updates, yep. yeah. Updates. All right. So how are things going with chick number three? <laughs> <laughs> How, how, or, or one or two still. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing that up. All right. So as of like last week, talking to chick number three and everything, and we got like the whole Snapchat thing going, and she's sending me some like snaps of her and blah, blah, blah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I hate fucking doing selfies, dude. I hate them. I hate them. I'm 36. I'm not in my 20s. I'm not fucking Justin Bieber or one of these fucking kids that send out selfies all the fucking time and throw them up on Instagram. Yeah, you're not trained in the art of the selfie. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not a big. Did you know that there's like an attachment that you can get for selfies? It's yeah. like a. Uh, it's like. I, 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 is it like a 70 inch pole that you can attach <laughs> to your That's phone and hold it out so it makes the selfies look better? The whole Didn't thing is so crazy. Crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There's supposed to be like the prime angle for it too. Like if you're looking up and away, or at least that's for a girl. <laughs> talked about that before. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole the selfie thing. The whole selfie thing's ridiculous to me. But I was like being nice, and I was like, whatever. I'll, I'll throw you out a couple selfies, and I hate doing that crap. So I was throwing her selfies. Well, when in, in the Snapchat, I didn't realize that I still had chick number two. Oh. Chick number two was the one that was sending me those professional selfies yes. that I talked about the last week, Jake. <laughs> yes, I remember. I uh, Instead of sending them to chick three, I accident- and I swear to God, I accidentally sent one to chick number two <laughs> oh, yes. that said, I can't wait to see you this weekend. Oh, no. So I accidentally sent it to her, and so she starts chatting me up again. Shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. Whoops, I opened up this door that I didn't want to open back up again. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, that whole thing happened, and we're texting. She's texting me, and she's like, I, I want to see you. I want to see you. And, like, dude, she's asking me to go see her. I think it was, like, Friday night. Yeah. Go out there and see her. And I was like, uh, I just stopped. I just stopped messaging her. And she's like, and she did this, like, okay, I'm going to stop bothering you. <laughs> oh, fuck. I hated that. So the next morning, I get another fucking message saying, good morning. Oh, fuck. <laughs> then I get another message saying, here's my new number. Stage 8 Clinger. And so I think it finally stopped, I think, yesterday. So ch- no more chick number two. Um, <laughs> Don't yeah. accidentally send any more pictures to her. That was a huge – That yeah, that uh, yeah, that was a foobar. I you got to be careful with that shit. Totally, totally, <laughs> totally. So – Chick number three, things are okay. Great date, 
great date. And you know what? Okay, so we had a really good date. Like the, that, the same night, she gives me the text message. Like that, you know what I mean? You yeah, know, I know if you get I know the, if you, yeah, like right after the date leaves, you get the same night text message. That's a good sign that they're definitely interested. Because like right after you leave, you get a text message. Oh, you know, had a great time tonight. Let me know that you get home safely. Blah blah blah. All right. So the next day comes along, still talking. Things are still going really good. Um, and then let's see here. Um, oh yeah, we're, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> don't tell me chick two and one get involved. Again. No, they don't, get, <laughs> they don't get involved. They don't get involved, but, uh, things are going really good. And then, um, oh, hold on. Let me pause. Let me get my train of thought here real quick. All right. So things are going really good. So she even goes to the point of saying, I deactivated my account my account on that dating site oh gotcha so she like i deactivated it so she's like really into me at this point yeah well then then things start happening throughout the week like she texts me all day and everything like that and then i'd say like i'd say it was like wednesday like i think wednesday the text started coming in less frequently so something's up, something's mm. up, something's up. You know, and like, I don't know what's going on on her end, whatever. So something's yeah. up. And so then, like, uh, come, uh, what was it, like, Thursday night, she's like, oh, I can't see you this weekend. Something came up with, the, like, mom can't, you know what I mean? Something okay, came up, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay, that's cool, whatever. We'll see each other again. So then it's like, I was like, okay, I'm stepping back. I'm stepping back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, you know what I mean? I don't want a crowd. I'm stepping back. She's got something going on with her mom. Something's whatever. going on. Yeah. 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 But usually, I mean, you know, I mean, if she's made – and the texts are coming in less frequently. Mm-hmm. So something, something's up. Something shady. Something is not adding up. So, like, finally, like – I think it was, like, Saturday? No, it was Friday. It was Friday. Um, I didn't like, I didn't text her at all. Like, and I waited for her. I was like, I'm going to see if she texts me. She, so she did. She finally texted me at like three something that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Finally texts me. I get a text. We, we text back and forth. And so I'm like, so when are we going to hang out again? And then nothing. That's Absol- what you said or she said? I did. I was okay. like, I was like, so when do you want to hang out yeah. again? And she's like, and then I hear nothing back. Yeah. Nothing. So I'm like, dude, something's up. Something's shady. Something's up. Something's going on on that end. All right. She went from like really, 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 really hot into me to something's holding her back, dude. I don't know if it's another dude. I don't know what's Is up. this still to be continued? We don't know. Okay. So like basically I didn't hear nothing. And so like the next day at like 10 in the morning, still hadn't heard nothing. So it's been like 18 hours, dude, since I heard something. So something's up, dude. Yeah. Cause she was like all up on texting me all the time. Hmm. So I just sent her a text. I was like, listen, I don't know what's going on on your end, but you used to text me all the time, blah, blah, blah. I'm just ready to blow it up at this point. Cause yeah. I don't give a shit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I haven't heard nothing. It, I, I wish you the best of luck. And then I'm out. Then I'm out. She's like, then I get like a Snapchat from her with like a cat. And saying, like, laying down, and it says something like, oh, I've had a rough day. I've had such a rough day. And it was just like, <laughs> and it was just like, you know, something cute that she sent me. Okay. And then, and then she's like, then she texts me back. She's like, oh, it's nothing like that. Don't be silly. And I was just like, well, all I know is I was getting texts like crazy, and you stop. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not playing these games. Right. I'm not playing these fucking games. 
so I'm out. I don't miss that aspect of dating because I remember having to try to like read reactions and time between yeah, te- dude. texts and shit yeah, to try dude. to figure out what they really mean. Yeah, I'm not about and, playing games yeah. with this fucking bullshit. And I mean, I've been there before. If she was interested, like, you know, still with it and really was having a bad day, she yeah. would at least send one thing out saying, hey, look, if you don't hear from me for a little bit, I got some shit going on. Exactly. And yeah. you didn't exactly. get that. Dude, it's, like it's, it's, not like, it's not like you didn't, like, you were talking, chatting, 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 and then you saw my text, like, when are we going to hang out again? Right, and then there's nothing. Yeah. yeah, something's up, dude. I'm out. Whatever, do your thing. Whatever you got to do. So yeah. that's cool. But I'm out. I'm not playing that bullshit. So then now it's like I'm just like to the point where like I'm gonna step back a little bit. I'm gonna step back a little bit. But I was just like whatever. So I told you guys a few weeks ago went out with this girl. Yeah, I told you about this. I went out with this girl. And we had a good time, dude. It was just like one of those things where like two people just like hang out, whatever. She wanted me to go to her house. I went to her house. We started drinking the wine. You remember oh, yeah, that? Yeah, I remember yeah, this I remember story. this. Remember one, this yeah. I didn't, I didn't tell, I didn't bring it up on the podcast, but yeah, met this girl, started drinking wine. You know, one thing, one thing led to another. One thing, you know, consenting adults yeah. and a little bit of, you know, we had a good time. So like we hadn't talked in like a few weeks. So I just was like throwing out a text. How's everything going? Oh, pretty good. I was, she goes, I was just thinking about you today. <laughs> and I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I was thinking about like how you're doing. Hey, did I tell you this shit? She has this. Now don't, now, now don't jump to fucking conclusions. <laughs> she has the exact same last name as me. Oh, that's what? ridiculous. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Exactly, dude. But I found out it's like, you know, her ex-husband, she just kept the last name and that was his last name. Oh, okay. So we talked a little bit. We agreed we're going to hang out again. So that should be fun. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think there's going to be anything that comes out of it, but we just have a good time when we get together. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That could exactly. be a good F-buddy situation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So just a good time, hang out. The two last name things, that's crazy. Right. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? And it's spelled the exact same way. Wow. Because yeah. <laughs> like, she asked me my name first, and I was like, okay, I threw it out there. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I was like, no. And you're like, like what? <laughs> yeah. 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 And she's like, yeah, that's my last name. And I'm like, crazy. <laughs> so yeah, kind of, kind of, it's kind of been a disastrous week, but I don't know. Whatever. There's always a silver lining. Yeah. Somewhere. There somehow. you go. That at least the week is over. You haven't, you haven't been discouraged yet. You're still out there. I'm still out there. I'm still throwing it out there. So yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So, yeah, chick number three, bust. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, um, that was uh, this week's Brian's Dating Disasters. We'll see where it goes from here. I don't know. There might not be too many stories coming up because I'm kind of like I'm, I'm stepping away a little bit. I mean, that's what you said the last three. I know. <laughs> I know, dude. I know, dude. This is going to become like the rom-com portion of the show. Dude, I'm, I always say I'm going to step away. Oh, my God, dude. And there's this... There's this one, there's this one, she like messages me and she's like on the site and she's like, like, she, I think she like winked at me first. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And then I, so I was like, Hey, what's up? She's cute. And I was like, Hey, what's up? And she's like, she's like, Oh, nothing. And then I'm like, okay, thanks for opening up. Um, and then, and, and then like, then we start talking a little bit and she's like, Oh, you know, I'm worried about getting hurt. I've been hurt. Oh yeah. Like, and I understand people have been hurt and I want to be sensitive to that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, why the fuck are you on a dating site if you won't open up and let people know you and shit? And is this a person you've met? No. 
that is way too early to be dropping some yeah. baggage bombs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's wild. So like, and, and she's like, she's almost as bad as, uh, TJ Lamb 0518 when it comes to like her, <laughs> like her spelling. Cause like, what did she, what, what the hell did she say to me today? Um, here we go. Let's see here. Cause. <laughs> no, 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 no. I go, W-A-T. I go, cause I'm just trying to like ask her like, you know, like, what do you, what do you do for fun? Cause like nothing she said has been fun. It's all just been like, woe is me. And like, I understand it. And I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a nice guy. I'm like, I'm not going to like get on her and shit, but she's like, uh, I, so I was like, okay, what do you, what do you do for fun? I go, are you shy? You seem really shy. And she goes, I am not shy. I am just, and then instead of using the word guard, guarded, she fucks up and like her autocorrect or something like comes in here and says, I am not shy. I sometimes just garden. <laughs> because I've been hurt and I was I wanted to respond with yeah that's that's a good hobby <laughs> to get into and like what are you planting <laughs> yeah, like what's what's wow. in season right now but she, I think she meant to say I'm sometimes guarded because I've yeah. been hurt but yeah I I should have just suggested you know what maybe you should garden yeah <laughs> maybe you should garden yeah maybe it's a it's a slip you know yeah in a Freudian slip or whatever it's a Freudian yeah. slip but it makes perfect sense yeah. like maybe yeah. it's something she should get into maybe it's like a very zen experience for her yeah. it could change your life so i'm gonna i'm gonna look into like what's in season this year that maybe she could start <laughs> she could start planting you know what i mean right not much in season this time right yeah now. i don't know <laughs> i don't know that psychologically speaking people who are eager to like do that like they want to become the damsel in distress they want the attention from that right so they're looking for a guy who wants to have like that white knight syndrome <laughs> come in and save her I, I sure as fuck ain't Prince Charming <laughs> <laughs> but yeah alright um, alright let's move on a little bit um, I wanted to wish uh, one of the members of the leftover army a happy birthday his birthday was on October 6th and I want to wish a happy birthday to uh, Ryan Drost of the Star Joes podcast. Oh, nice. So happy, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Drost. Happy birthday, bud. Yeah, so happy birthday, man. Um, may the force be with you. And uh, listen to Star Joes podcast, guys. It's good shit. Uh, you guys want to move on to some emails? Yeah, let's do it. Ooh. All right. Uh, Sean Lahosit says, uh, we read this last week. We read this email last week, and it was one of the the only segment that got – totally cut out okay but i think it's important i think we need to read it because you know he's he's asking sean lahose it says what's up guys so this has nothing to do with the show but since i spent about 20 hours a month with you guys not including you know our facebook discussions the leftover army feels like a pseudo family listening to the show has helped me escape the pressures and bullshit or life sometimes uh so i wanted to share some news with you all on sunday night my wife and I discovered we're expecting our first child. I'm pretty stoked. It's bizarre how my perspective instantly changed, especially when watching TV and movies. After I got married, I appreciated marriage insider jokes on old sitcoms, etc. That, that went over my head while I was watching years ago. Even though it's only been a week since I found out, I'm already seeing jokes about pregnancy and babies in a new light. On a, and hey, before I go any further, congratulations, yeah, Sean. Yeah, congratulations, Sean. So, yeah. Frank, you're the only father amongst yeah. us. Yep. I, you know what? I might be a father. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe I'll find out years later. But Frank, you're the only father. You know that you have children. Yep. 
So how does it feel to be a dad, dude? What's it, what's that like? Uh, you know, I asked the guy one time, I asked the guy one time and I, it was so fucking awesome. His answer was so candid. I was like, dude, uh, it was a guy from high school, Russ Telford. Oh yeah. Who listens yeah, to the spam show. Bandit. <laughs> he listens. He listens. I, 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 oh, no I, shit. I ran into him, dude. And I'm like, yeah, I do a podcast with Frank Hammer. And he's like, he's always telling me to tell you hi. Oh fuck. Yeah, man. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, He's like, I asked him, I go, so what's it like to be a father? And he's like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> I know, I know, Russ, though, and that's exactly what I expected to fucking say. <laughs> so, Frank, what's it feel like to be a father, Chief? It's It's awesome, man. I mean, it's like all of a sudden all your motivations shift. I yeah. mean, everything is about them, what you do, how you come off, you know, all that stuff, trying to – Fix, you know, think, things that you didn't really acknowledge might be a problem before you just kind of put aside and yeah. shit like that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome and amazing. And then like the look that they give you, yeah, it's it's cool. So trying to be a role model, dude, this is the best I could do. <laughs> uh oh. <Yeah. laughs> so like when he turns twenty one, when your son turns twenty one, yeah, your oldest, mm-hmm. are you going to be like, all right? Today you're a man, and I want you to listen to Frank Hammer on the San Diego Comic. Me and me and him are really close. I mean, I I don't have him all the time. It's from a previous marriage and all that. But um, I mean, our sense of humors are the same. So he's gonna fucking love that. But I don't think I'm gonna be able to hold out till him being 21. That's 11 years away. (laughs) I could. I want to seriously. I want to fucking. I want to. I want to video record the first time you and him watch Mike Tyson's Mysteries together. Oh wow, that comes off. That's uh, this month. I think uh, that is real soon. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I think that airs on the 20th. Well, we should so. do a good pop, bad pop review. Oh on my god, it. Oh, definitely. I cannot wait yeah. for that. Oh my god. Oh yeah, dude. I I mean, shit. There's so <laughs> much you don't even know about me that he's gonna have to know. Oh wow. <laughs> he knows. He knows how it is, though. I mean, yeah. he lives at home with me. So um, <laughs> I saw. I keep thinking about him here in that podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this kid, uh, he was rooting through some stuff. And found this picture of me from, um, fuck, 14 years ago at a party. Mm-hmm. And for whatever ungodly reason, I thought it was a good idea to drop my drawers and ruin the person who had the camera. Oh, no. So he hands this to me, right? Yeah. Right in front of his all of his friends. And he's like, I showed them all of my bare ass. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. It reminds me that uh, – Kids in the Hall sketch. I don't know if you guys ever saw this years ago. You remember? I saw a lot of Kids in the Hall. Okay, there was a Kids in the Hall sketch that starred Mark McKinney. Okay, and it was like a father and son, and the son's turning Uh thirteen. So the father's like, you know what? You're a man today. So I'm going to do to you what my old man did to me. And they drove out to this remote area where there's this huge rock in this field, (laughs) and he's like, today. You're going to watch your old man get pissed drunk. (laughs) So basically it's just him on top of this rock, you know, going through like a 24 pack and there's cans all over and he's talking to himself and like wailing on the rock and shit. Fucking hilarious. The kid just standing there mortified. I can see you doing that as a tradition with your son, Frank. It it might have to be. It might have to be. How old's your son right now? He's 10. He just turned 10 last month. Three more years. Shit. 
Yeah, three more years three it more needs years. to go down. Yeah. And the bad thing is, is the longer I wait, the more tolerance I'm going to have as much as I drink. So, fuck, I mean, I'm going to have to, like, invest in some Everclear or some shit. <laughs> things things to strive for, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Who was, oh, uh, Dante commented on – he posted something on my wall on Facebook mm-hmm. saying that he wanted to get drunk with me and show the amateurs what's up. And I'm guessing he was talking about you two. And I'm like, dude, I don't think your liver could hang. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to get on it. Goes, yeah, I lose. Right. I'm not going to brag on here like uh, like I'm some fucking alcoholic. Side note, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> like, like last week when like Dave was on here and he was like, I've seen these guys throw down their alcohol. Yeah, yeah, like that's that. why he did say that. I, I was taken aback by that too. Yeah, and it's like we really don't yeah. like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I drink a little bit back in the early days. I think I drank a lot more because I was at home. But like now, I'm not at home, so it's not like I come here like, oh, I'm gonna get piss ass <laughs> drunk and like, hey, Jake, will you take care of me for the next few hours? Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, I think of the 62 episodes, there's probably only like two. Yeah. Where I'm actually legitimately drunk. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Jay's had a few. Yeah. Jay's had a few. I've had a few in the early days, but not so much lately. Frank's is legendary. Frank's <laughs> right. is. It's the talk of legends. Yes. All right. Yeah. Sean LaHosen had an email that I hadn't finished. <laughs> Sorry. We're talking about alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just have an AA meeting, guys. Uh, yeah. Did everybody bring their Bible? Uh, yeah, I brought the booze. All right. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm so drunk, I don't remember how many steps there are anymore. <laughs> are, there, are, are there 12? I don't know. Hey, make them make up as you go along. Exactly. Sure. All right. So um, he says, on a possible topic to discuss, what do you guys – about uh, what do you guys think about folks who name their kids in homage of their favorite fictional characters? Do you think if it's done, it should remain subtle or that shouldn't matter? Have any real life or celebrity examples you can uh, you can think of that are nice homages, like you know Kyle Newman giving his baby the middle name Knight in homage to Star Wars, compared to more in your face examples? Uh, what got me thinking about this was when we were having fun making lists of possible names. My wife immediately turned to me and said. Just for the record, if it's a boy, we're not naming him Boba, Bosk, or Django. <laughs> so that's uh, from Sean LaHosett. Uh, Jake, what are your thoughts on this, Chief? Yeah, I, I think it's cool. I, um, you know, don't go crazy with it. I can see why you wouldn't want to name it Bosk, you know, oh, or right. yeah. name it maybe IG88 or, right. or anything crazy like that. Yeah. But yeah, if you're, if you're subtle with it, I think it's cool. Yeah. I'm surprised that he didn't use as an example Kevin Smith with Harley. Yeah. And I mean, Harley isn't such an out there name that, you know, it doesn't fit. I mean, at first, I mean, maybe five years ago or something, you might have been like, what? But now, I mean, with all the names that you encounter, yeah, it's pretty I'm, cool. It's a lot better. I mean, if you're going to do it that way and have them named after like a comic book character or something in pop culture, it, it makes more sense than like Jason Lee naming his son Pilot Inspector. Yeah. <laughs> with a K. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of stuff's crazy. With a K, it's almost right. like TJ Lamb 0518 named his fucking kid. <laughs> well, Frank Zappa was crazy like that, right? Yeah. M- moon Unit. Yeah, Moon Unit, and, Ahmet. Yeah. Um, uh, it was like Zebo or – There was uh, – yeah, Moon Unit, Ahmet, and uh, – Dweezil. 
Dweezil. Dweezil. Dweezil. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, the gal that. Those uh, guys are fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. By the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. I remember, like, back in the early days when Conan used to have, like, he didn't, he couldn't get always the big guests. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he would have Ahmet and Dweezil Zappa on there all the time. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I was know good exactly shit. What you mean. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the gal that uh, uh, she's our babysitter for my daughter. Right. Um, her maiden name is Mon- Monday. Yeah. Her first name is Misty. Which okay, yeah. But her dad's name is Stormy. <laughs> so. Stormy Monday. Stormy Monday. When I worked at a bank, I opened an account for a girl, and I swear to God. Her name was Princess Bacon. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. My cousin, uh, his name's Richard, so like people could call him Dick. And his name is same last name same as mine, Dick Hammer. People were asking like if they were making him like a porn star. Yeah. The only thing crazy I can think of is I had a friend named Rob Banks, and I thought that was funny. What about, uh, yeah, we mentioned last week when we recorded this first time, but, uh, Nicolas Cage named his son Kal-El. Yeah. After yeah. Superman. Yeah. That's kind of a wild one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That would yeah. suck. That yeah. would. But he's a huge Superman fan, and I guess. He is. Yeah. He is. <laughs> but the kid, who knows? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, whether he is or not, he's. Yeah. The thing forever. with that, too, is, I mean, they might have some kind of neat nickname for him or whatever. Yeah. So. Just Cal or yeah. something, probably. That he'll go by that won't sound quite as extreme. Yeah, he could always change his name if exactly. he grows up. And I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of split on this, dude. I think you got to be a little bit subtle, dude. I don't want, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I guess it's cool if you're Nicolas Cage's kid because you're Nicolas Cage's fucking kid. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're set. Unless his dad keeps making shitty movies. <laughs> fucking left behind? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Did you see it? No. He's probably got that kid brainwashed, like in his theater room. He's got him strapped down, watching Con Air over and over, <laughs> telling yeah. him that's the shit. Yeah, that Left Behind <laughs> is probably going to win all the Razzies this year. I yeah, bet. yeah. <laughs> no, but like, uh, I don't know, uh, Jake. I think you said you were you were you were for it. Yeah, I like it. Like, what do you think about Game of Thrones names, Frank? What about Khaleesi? <laughs> now, that, see, that's the thing. Is uh, that was a big deal last year? Yeah, that was uh, that people were naming their daughters Khaleesi, but Khaleesi isn't her name. That yeah. was her title. Yeah, Daenerys. Exactly. Is actually her name. So it's like okay, so these people didn't bother to do a little bit of research or pay a little bit of attention, and they named her her title. It'd be like naming somebody queen. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The, the Khaleesi, no, but I mean Daenerys. That that it's that. So you're saying me. that her name should be Daenerys Latifah? It's a Queen Latifah oh, joke. God, yeah, Jesus gotcha. Christ. All right, guys. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it just kind of depends. Eddard instead of Edward, it's subtle. It's not that big. I mean, people will get the reference, but it's not bizarre. Yeah. I just think it's ridiculous. Like when Twilight came out, how many Bellas and fucking Edwards and, <sighs> and all that Jakes. shit. Jakes were, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there's tons of Jakes now. It was like seven years in a row, the most popular boy's name. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, there was like none of us. Do you remember the Facebook page that was like, if we get a million likes, my sister will name her first son Megatron? Oh, yeah. 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 You know what happened with that? No. She didn't, they got a million likes and she did not name the kid Megatron. Did she name it, did she name it Optimus Prime? No. (laughs) I think his name was like Michael Bay Smith. Oh, Oh, fuck. No, I'm kidding. But like, (laughs) 
<laughs> she did not name the kid Megatron. So it's like, oh, you got a million likes and you didn't even live up to like, you know, what you, you what you're gonna do. Oh, there's a lot of that. Yeah. People will just jump off in any old spam thing and be like, Oh, give us a like and you have to do this and you'll win, but nobody wins. I think last week you said like the name Logan. Yeah. Oh yeah, I named my yeah. brother Logan. Yeah. So yeah, I think almost everybody would have yeah. a, a Logan. That Sean, has. you could go ahead and do it. I mean, if that's something that you want to do, if you feel like it's necessary, do it. But just don't embarrass the kid. Really, you know what I mean? I'd hate to, I'd hate so, for the kid to grow up and be embarrassed about like exactly. What I think like Kyle has going to have that problem, just like I was saying earlier. No, I mean if you're a ki- if you're a Hollywood kid, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Like Nick Cage, how big's he gonna be by the time? How old is Kyle? Do you know? I, I have no clue. I know he does like MMA and stuff like that, so he's older now. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I feel sorry for that kid. Yeah. But yeah, not too goofy, but if you name it simple stuff, like name it Jessica Drew after Spider Woman, that's like a normal sounding oh, yeah. name sure, or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Or, you know, you can be normal, but yeah, stay away from like the really like weird stuff that they're gonna have to live with their whole lives. Well I know like nothing uh, in Klingon. Andrew yeah. Peck named his son Lex after Lex Luthor. Yeah. That's I'm, fine. That is fine. Yeah. So uh Finn Ditz, Finn Dietz Creek says, Hey leftovers and Frank <laughs> I was thinking the Joe Schmo comic show podcast, sorry not trying to advertise, did a segment a while back about their top three favorite comic heroes and villains. Would you guys be interested in doing that? No. What do you think, Jake? This is something we did last week. They got cut too, huh? Yeah. Okay. I didn't remember this getting cut. I'm not interested in it. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Me either. I, yeah. Frank? Okay. <laughs> so thanks for the email from Finn. <laughs> <laughs> we- no, we're fucking with you. He said, uh, you know, they did a segment a while back about the top three favorite comic heroes and villains. Would you guys be interested in doing that? I know I'm not the only guy in the army who wants to hear... Your faves. Um, I want proof, Finn. I want, I want, I seriously, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to get a list of names out there of people that want to hear this. Yeah. So, it, no, if you're going to say that, I want you to back it up. Yeah, get us a, start a petition. Start a petition. I want you to, I want to see some names on the petition and I want to know this before I even start. No. But what we're going to do is we're not going to answer this next, this week. We're going to answer it next week. Give us a little time to think about our top three favorite comic book heroes and comic book villains. So think about that. And we'll talk about that next week. So comic heroes. Yep. Okay. You got that? You got that already? If we did it now, do you already know yours? Mm. No, I know my top. That's me too. I I know know my I know my number ones. I know, yeah, but I don't know two and three. Ever changing. Yeah. So. So, yeah. uh, You guys know my knowledge is limited, but uh, I I am trying to like spread myself out. You got a whole week to think about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm educating myself right now, so. Uh, he says, on another note, and this was like last week, on Friday, a pioneer was voted off Utopia. Mm. If you voted, who did you vote for and why? If you didn't, who would you have voted for? Thank you for your time. Who would I have voted for to go off of Utopia? I can answer it. Probably Red, too. Really? Yeah. I would have voted Chris. Which one's Chris? Oh, Chris he, is the rock star guy. That oh, was, yeah. He's vanilla. You know, he, He's completely bland and boring. Well, and the way he treated Brie. Yeah. The way he treated Bree was like a complete douchebag. Dude was just trying to get his rocks off, got his rocks off, and then when he saw everybody was turning on her, he turned on her too. Yeah, exactly. So I think he's a douchebag. Yeah, that was kind of a douchey move. Yeah. Everyone on that show's a little bit nutty though. 
little, yeah. bit, little bit crazy. But that's what makes me drawn to it. Yeah, that's what makes me drawn to it, too. It sucks it's down to one night a week now. I know. Fridays only. It used to be on Tuesdays and Fridays. I don't think it has much more time going for I don't it. either. Yeah. It was kind of the baby of the old president of Fox, and now that yeah. Fox has a new president, they're kind right. of letting it die. Yeah. I don't like it. I, man, I want it to stick around. I was really enjoying it. Yeah. It's going to be weird for the people in it. Like, hey. It's over. It's Get over. <laughs> no more utopia. Yeah, the year-long experiment has only yeah. been three months. Right. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, who is this from? Oh, shit. Cameron Wilson. Dun-dun-dun. You guys ready for a Cameron Wilson email? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's take a pause because it's <laughs> – I'm kidding. Pause, oh. pause for the cause. <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to read it. Hello, Frank, Brian, and Jake. He – he says hello to Frank first. He might feel bad because you guys make me wait until uh, you, get, you get done to introduce me, which you were quick about it this week. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Yeah, it gets old. I can't do that thing every week, like having you sitting here and waiting and shit. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it just comes natural. Yeah, we're this week I'm just right like, oh, yeah, we had some business. Well, I, you know, you're back this week, and I'm happy to have you back this week. You had a fucking rough week. I'm not going to give it to you rough this week. Shit. I'm not sure. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had Frank send off, and now it's the return of Frank. Exactly. And we need some triumphant music. I'm a sensitive guy. I'm a sensitive guy. You had a rough week. I'm not going to give you too much shit. You know what I mean? Sure. You don't know how to take me right now. No, I don't. Seriously, you don't. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) Brian's usually never wearing a soft glove. (laughs) No, I mean, no, if you open up that. Where's this going? Exactly. No, if you open up that door this week, we can go there. But right now, I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive to the week that you had, and I want to make you feel comfortable. Oh, cool. And I want you to feel good about yourself. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Yay! (sighs) All right. What the fuck? Dan wanted me to give you a hug, but I'd be be worried about physical retribution. Dan West? Yeah. Give me a hug? Yeah. He messaged me uh, as we were getting started telling me that uh, I should give you a hug and one from him, too. That is if you're a hugger. Oh, so, God. That's what he says. I'm just saying it because, I mean, seriously, I'm not getting up going over there right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. Any excuse to hug you. That's what he's He's like a with. tiger. No, man. <laughs> I'm like, we uh, already established I've got kids. We know which direction I flow. I'm a little like Howie Mandel. I don't like the physical contact. Have you guys heard about I that? I got to get that. Yeah. 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 You know, that's yeah. cool. I hear you. So. Yeah. I don't know. A little weird about physical contact. Even shaking hands is like, what the fuck? Really? Well, yeah. What I don't like is like if you're like, oh, never mind. That's going to sideways us into oblivion. Never fucking mind. I'll stop myself right there. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, Cameron Wilson says, I hope all is well. Just wanted to write in with an actual topic email. Someone get Jake out of the room real quick. Fuck. This is, yeah. Fuck. What? (laughs) God damn it. Cameron. Of all the weeks to fucking send this fucking email. Cameron says to get me out of the room? Yes, hold on. You guys will understand here in a minute when I finish this thing. Because this, this goes back a few episodes. Oh, uh-oh. I right. got a feeling. Jake, We're not talking about Terry Crews, are we? <laughs> Jake, oh. is this your is this your connection here? I'm not sure. Hold on, let's find out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it real quick, okay? All right. Is that you? Hello. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's Jake. Okay, I will pull that if this gets out of hand. All right. All right. I hope all is well. I just wanted to write in with an actual topic email. Someone get Jake out of the room real quick. I need Brian to be able to talk about this. I saw a rumor that Super Troopers sequel is happening, and I wanted to know your thoughts. Don't let Jake get you sad and throw a fit and refuse to discuss it. 
You have a loyal listener asking about it now. Do you think they can make it work again or will it bomb? I have mixed feelings. Love the first one, though. All right, here we go. Here's Jake's response real quick. Let's just get it out of the fucking way. They didn't make it work. Exactly. I saw him shaking. Exactly. Exactly. I knew. I knew. I, no, you You beat me to the punch. I was going to be like, oh. Jake was going to be like, oh, they got it right the first time? <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Cameron, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not talking about it. I apologize. I'm not doing it this week. I've had a shit week. I don't need this motherfucker over here ruining it even more for me. I've had a shit week. Seriously, I feel like somebody just hit my car all over again. Oh, fuck. Jake just backed up into my fucking heart there so yeah you left a dent in my fucking heart jake yeah so not talking about it i'll send you a personal email about my thoughts about super troopers so i don't have to listen to this motherfucker to my left yeah all right i'm biting my tongue no you're not not. (laughs) a little a little bit no you're not no you're not (laughs) you jumped in you wouldn't even let me get my sarcastic remark out you had to jump in and be like now here we go i got (laughs) Exactly. I got something to say about that right now. (laughs) All right. He goes on to say, uh, Cameron, I'm going to send you a personal email about my thoughts about that, okay? Because I'm not doing it here. I'm not doing it this way. I'm I'm sorry, Cameron. I don't feel, I don't <laughs> He's feel. He's not. If you were sorry, you wouldn't have said shit. You would have let it slide. You would have let that shit slide off your back. Well, I'm not sorry to you. I'm sorry to Cameron. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Cameron's uh, jumping up and down right now. I told you to get him out of the room. <laughs> yeah, I should have uh, left. <laughs> lots of shows coming on this week and that I'm really excited about. Thrown in with my already going Gotham and Sons. Thrown in with my already going Gotham and Sons and Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> I thought you were talking about some new show, Gotham and Sons. Gotham and Sons. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, looking forward to The Flash, Arrow, and Walking Dead. All juggled with mountain biking. All juggled with mountain biking like every day while listening to your show. And beer league softball on Wednesdays. I don't know where I'm going to find the time. I don't have a DVR. What the hell, Cameron? How do you do that without a DVR? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. DVRs. I, I couldn't imagine living without a DVR. I can't either. It's my work schedule so nutty that I just can't do it. We're spoiled anymore. Mm. We've talked about comics before. I think back before Jay left and established that Green Arrow is my favorite. And that the creative team starting at issue 17 was awesome. Well, they changed it this month and I'm worried. Um, yeah, I haven't read anything since the Jeff Lemire run. Who's the new writer? Do you I know? I don't know. Hmm, gotcha. But I did find out at New York Comic Con, it was announced yesterday that, um, former writer of the new 52, well, I mean, they got Jeff Lemire to write Green Arrow. Mm hmm. Uh, somewhere like, I don't know, issue 16, 17, something like that. He jumped on to it, right? Yeah, that was all over the place for, for a couple of issues, yeah. right? Guess who's going to be writing the new Hawkeye book? Jeff Lemire. Oh. Jeff Lemire is coming over to DC now. Coming over to Marvel now. Marvel, yeah, you're right. Marvel. Oh, that's Jeff, awesome. Jeff Lemire is coming over to Marvel right now, and he, this was just announced at New York Comic Con, he's going to start writing the new Hawkeye book. It's going to be a new number one, a Jeff Lemire Hawkeye number one. I don't know if they're going to start, I'm sure they're going to have to start off from a new number one. Yeah, yeah. Matt Fraction's leaving the book, which is unfortunate, his last Marvel book. Yeah. Hawkeye's my favorite book right coming, coming out right now from Marvel. The only news that would have made me happy to hear about 
is that Jeff Lemire's taking over the book. That's crazy. That's kind of an FU from Marvel to Fraction, right? To kind of it seems like they're burying him leaving by putting Lemire on it. I don't I don't know what's going on with Fraction. It seems like there's some bad blood there. There's total bad blood going on there because like you had you had Fraction writing at one time Fantastic Four. Yeah. You had him writing FF mm-hmm. and you had him writing Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and they had a he did a big event too. He, he did, did all that event. through itself and everything. Yes. So I mean, now Jeff Lemire's coming in, um, and he's going to be writing the Hawkeye book. Um, I'm happy though. I'm yeah. happy though. I'm not. I'm not happy that Fraction's leaving because it was my favorite Marvel book going on right now. But I'm happy that if they're going to have somebody replace him, it's Jeff Lemire, and it's awesome. Jeff Lemire's coming over to Marvel. Yeah, that is awesome. I mean, that'll just be a start. The Hawkeye. Hopefully, yeah. he'll be doing some other stuff yeah. too. So check that out, Cameron. That's going to be pretty cool. I'd uh, like to see real <clears> quick. I'd like to see Lemire do a Morbius book. Yeah. And make that character relevant again. Yeah. Cool again. Didn't they have like a Morbius book startup recently? Uh, yeah, but it was terrible. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read any of it because I, I just read the reviews. Yeah, exactly. So, so it was one of those things like some, some books I like wait till like the reviews come out and then if the reviews are good, I'll just go to my LCS and pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to waste the money on the first issue. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, I saw Gone Girl yesterday. Man, bitches are crazy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Worst date movie ever. He goes, okay, to make this longer in true fashion, you made the analogy last week that you were like the desperate person in the relationship sending out feelers to see where we stand. And then I emailed in saying I was still here, not to worry. Well, this fits right in with how our very first few emails went. The relationship analogy. I'm not going to quote him here. But I got a big kick out of out of listening to that last week's episode. Anyways, I'm out of here. Looking forward to next week's show. Stay classy, Leftover Army. Cheers, Cameron Wilson. Nice, cool. So thanks, Cameron. Glad you're still listening, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> so that wasn't that wasn't so bad. No, it could have been really bad if I would have started talking about uh, fucking super troopers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it could have went really bad. That's like why it's like why I don't know. I I, I didn't want to get into it again. I don't want to do it. I don't want. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. You know, you've taken me down that road before, Jake, and, and you hurt me. I'm sorry I don't like Super Troopers. No, it's not that you don't like Super Troopers and it ends there. Yeah. It just doesn't end there. It'll keep going. Yeah. It'll keep going. I'll keep. I'll say something nice about Super Troopers and then you'll just take a shit on it. Yeah. And it just keeps going. Yeah. It, it is It is an issue. It is an issue. And I, I'm not, no, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going down that road. So I'm going to Cameron, I'm going to send you a personal email. I'll let you know my thoughts. I, I don't need, I don't need Mr. Dark Cloud over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see here uh we got an email from uh james chavez he sent us an email he sent us an email we read a couple weeks ago and he sent us another email and he was basically the whole email it was about asking if we watch farscape mm, yes and i just want to address this i mean we don't know how to really get into the email because mm-hmm. none of us watch farscape i have not seen a single episode nor have i yeah the only stuff i know about it is that jim henson did some of the special effects work the jim henson company yeah did some of the special effects work with the creatures and stuff and then it got prematurely canceled and they kind of wrapped it up with a mini series so james thanks for the email i'm really sorry dude we really don't know where to go with that one i mean i could read the email but it doesn't i mean we can't really say anything about it because it's unfortunate because none of us really watched farscape so i apologize yeah we'd love to talk about something we've seen yeah 
No, this should make TJ Lamb zero five one eight very happy because I'm usually opinionated. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's, no, that's been a huge problem for that son of a bitch. We should just talk about things we've never seen. Exactly. And then we'll have so no opinion. No about opinions it. on anything. Like, well, sorry, Fuck, we right, right. Gotcha. Okay, oh, guys. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> next show is going to be about Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. Neither have I. No I, opinions. It I, should make TJ Lamb very happy. I know there's a guy called like McDreamy or some bullshit like yeah, that. McDreamy. McDreamy. That's, yeah, McDreamy. Yeah, that's an actual character name. Really? Yeah. No. Oh, wow. Isn't it? Isn't that, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's I, the nickname for Patrick Dempsey. That's not his name? That's, no, uh, his name's uh, not. <laughs> I don't know anything about this show. There you go. We have no opinions. <laughs> we have no opinions. It should make him very happy. Yeah. It'll yeah. be his favorite podcast ever. Exactly. We, we just want, we'll just read shit and not give any opinions. <laughs> nice. No, we'll isn't have, that a brochure? No, 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 no. We're going to have Frank just do the whole show. Because he doesn't want to hear from me because I'm an opinionated guy. He wants to punch in the mouth. And Jake, you're clearly a cohort. Yeah. I'm, clearly <laughs> I'm obviously opinionated. I'm a human train wreck. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Break it up. Fucking old school. are so fresh snap all right hey guys uh we're back we're gonna be talking about it yeah it's good for uh, <laughs> talking weird strange podcast host fucking up yeah yeah I, I got a red bull to try to get myself a little bit more livened up here uh, it's not that I'm not livened up. I think it's the fact that I just can't fucking speak. Yeah, <laughs> tripping over your own words a bit. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, yeah, it's time for good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. Good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week. Or weeks that we either watched or read that we either liked or disliked. Sometimes throughout the show, we will rate things. And if you're new to the show, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, so yeah. yeah. What's up? Thanks, Clive. Thanks, Clive. You're you're the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clive doesn't cuss. No, never. Never drops an F-bomb. Never says gotcha. Yeah, never says gotcha. We should have Clive do this show with us. Yeah, we could <laughs> let fucking Clive do this Ex- shit. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, th- we should. We should. We should. He's professional. Yeah. It's not that he's like... Um, uh, if the leftovers don't like something, they fucking toss it. <laughs> if they do like it, they fucking taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets the pinnacle of success. <laughs> a fucking Tupperware rating. Yeah, a fucking Tupperware rating. That'd yeah. be great. And if all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success. <laughs> a fucking Tupperware party. <laughs> Nice. And then you finish it with gotcha, a gotcha. Yeah. 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 You know, I understand. I gotcha. <laughs> All right. This next story comes to us from StarWars.com, and I think it's pretty cool. Had the guys watch this with me. 
right before we started recording it because I, I wanted you guys to know what we're talking about. You know, for like you guys not to see it, me to just jump in and be like, oh, this is amazing. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I thought it was better that you guys watched the video. Bandai, Namco Games Incorporated, today announced, not today, but this is last week, whatever, announced the upcoming worldwide launch of Star Wars Battle Pod, a high speed arcade game set in the Star Wars galaxy, featuring arcade exclusive gameplay on a unique dome screen enveloping your entire area of sight star wars battle pod will be the first available will be first available with a u.s launch january 2015 and the global launch to follow star wars battle pod will be available in participating arcades around the country the game includes five stages that recreate that recreate the fiercest battle scenes from the original Star Wars trilogy, loaded with features and unique gameplay elements. Players can experience the impact of the explosions and destruction that will leave them with a sense of actual actually piloting and taking part in action-packed scenes from the film, enabling the player to be surrounded by gameplay images and experiences on the dome screen. Players will truly take command of the vehicles that appear in the films, such as X-Wings, Snow Speeders, Speeder Bikes, the Millennium Falcon, and TIE Advanced. Star Wars Battle Pod offers a real sense of flight combat action and delivers an authentic flying experience, as if players are actually sitting in the cockpit of a battle pod in the Star Wars universe. The Star Wars universe is a vast galaxy of memorable experiences and epic storylines, and we intend to put that level of fun and control in the hands of the fans with Star Wars Battle Pod, said Satoshi Oshita, president and CEO, Bandai Namco Games Incorporated. Players can jump right into the true-to-film battles on Endor, Hoth, Death Star 2, Yavin, and more. Players experience their first hands-on gameplay of Star Wars Battle Pod this week in New York City at an announcement event at at Marquee, New York. The game will continue to be on display at Dave & Buster's in the Times Square location throughout the New York Comic-Con. For more details, images from the game, and to learn more about availability worldwide, visit BandaiNamcoGames.com and Facebook.com forward slash bandai namco ous and stay tuned to starwars.com guys we got a chance to watch the video which i Mm -hmm. plan on posting that video on our facebook page um we got a chance to watch the video of the gameplay you guys saw it i mean definitely rate just the video the gameplay i mean the first of all the system i've seen it yeah it looks like something basically like you're going to step inside, sit down. It is enclosed. You feel like you are in a cockpit. In a pod. like In yeah. a pod, and you are looking at a screen that envelops your entire site. Now, this is something reminiscent of like if you have gone to Universal Studios and you have taken part of like the Back to the Future ride or the Simpsons ride. All you can see 
wherever you turn is what's going on in the universe. It and in the video, somebody even mentions like this feels like an Oculus Rift experience. Mm-hmm. You know, right. without the Oculus Rift headset. You guys saw the video. You saw some of the battle there. They chose the um the one of the Death Star battles. Yeah, well, two two different Death Star battles. Yeah, Death Star one and Death Star two. So, what did you think about the video and and the gameplay? I was blown away. I'm gonna go ahead and, and Tupperware it. Yeah. Um, it really reminded me of like the most modern update possible of the original classic sit-down Star Wars game, yeah, which very, was one of my all-time favorites. I think that's why they showed this scene instead of maybe like showing you know, like on the speeder and stuff like that. Yeah, it's the classic trench run on the original Death Star. Right. And I remember just it was all built by lasers in the original one yeah. and everything, and all the R2 noises were great. And Well, just the anticipation at the beginning of the video mm-hmm. where they're like in the uh, – what is it? They're like in the uh, the 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 car the, the, the launch base or the whatever? launch base, yeah. And you're actually flying out of the launch base, and you're you're flying with your own team of like uh, X wings. Yeah, and we saw a bit on the video where they were coming out of um, hyperspace or warp speed. Yes, and I mean that looked incredible. The screen yeah. is so massive, and to have yeah. all those high, you know, the warp speed lines going around you. I'm saying warp speed. That's fucking Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. So the, you know. The hyperspeed, right? Ludicrous speed lines. <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> but yeah, it looked great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Tupperware it. Um, I, I you visit Dave and Buster's usually a couple times a year. And are I, you gonna Tupperware it because of the graphics or just because the of the whole experience, experience? The whole yeah. experience looks yeah, amazing. Dude. The sights and the sound. Yeah, I mean the graphics were gorgeous. The sound effects. I mean, obviously, it's hard to fuck up Star Wars sound effects. Right. I mean, you got that music bank and you got that sound effects bank. Yeah. And it's it's hard to mess that up. So I mean, yeah. yeah. It looks great. I can't wait. Um, okay. To kind of divide it up slightly like what you were mentioning, uh-huh. I- I'm going to uh, Tupperware the technology and what they're trying to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know the cockpit and everything, there's an immense amount of processing power and the things that they can do uh, not only visually but with surround sound and things like that in an enclosed environment. Right. It would be extremely immersive. What I'm going to taste is uh, the marketing of it, and it, I will be very surprised if it doesn't come to pass this way. They're naming it as like a uh, – trying to think of the word. Like if, it, if it's a free zone that they could fly around in independently, mm-hmm. it doesn't – from the video, it doesn't appear that that would be the case, and I'm not saying that's detracting from the experience. So you're saying like the the, the game kind of guides you as to where you need right. to go, as opposed to like a no man's sky. Exactly, you can just go wherever the fuck you want to go. Right, the open world yeah. would be hard in a arcade type setting for people to stay engaged. Right, not to mention the fact that most people who are going to be going to an arcade are. You know, average players mostly. And you're yeah. dropping money each time you play this game. Yeah. Though. You know, it's kind of, you do kind of need that direction in a game like that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think Frank's being a little bit mean here to the game, right? No, no not at all. Um, in fact, quite the opposite. It's just the marketing of it, not the game. You the, think they're trying to fool people and just. And well, it being an open world thing? It sounds as if they're making it seem like it's open world enough to where they can fly like they're 100% control of the craft. Yeah. But you can see in the video where sometimes the angle when he's flying in an X-Wing, which doesn't have a movable cockpit, yeah. he should be flying into a wall, but 
his ship doesn't look like it's taking any damage, and then it kind of steers him back in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, he even mentions at one point in time, like, this is going so fast. Yeah. Like, if it is going that fast, yeah, you're going to hit a wall. Yeah. He was hitting a lot of walls, though. But it didn't look like he was blowing up or taking damage like he should. It was just kind of like he couldn't go yeah. any further in that direction. It's definitely not a simulation. Yeah. I agree with you, Frank, that, yes, it's not an open-world experience. Like, maybe that's the way they're kind of, like, marketing this. Yeah, but yeah. it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm Tupperwareing the experience because the people who are, you know, making this are doing the exact right thing, but it'll, they get a little deceptive sometimes in the marketing saying, oh, you got 100% control and people are thinking, I'm going to be able to bust moves all across the damn Death Star, wait till you see this, and then it's a guided experience. Yeah, but because it's an arcade game, it's also not a simulation either. Like, if you hit a wall, you're going to be able to hit a wall like 20 times before your th- thing goes right. down, you know? It's yeah. not going to be realistic like that, exactly. or as realistic as... And it shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think this podcast has hit a wall. I don't know how many times. <laughs> we still keep going. Even exactly. Though, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. We don't blow up. It's got to be a fun experience. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we're, we're still waiting for that fun experience, but it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Tupperware the experience, but... I'm, I'm with you, dude. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I mean, if this was a home console... Yeah. Give me that open world, dude. Oh, yeah. Give me that open Grand world. Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, yeah. Give me that open world. But, mm-hmm. like, for the technology and the way how much this technology is going to cost, like, the average, like, person to br- put into their home, you're talking tens of thousands of oh, dollars yeah. to put something like this into your home. Yeah, never going to happen. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. But, oh, my God, can you imagine, like, if, if we do get a, to a point in, uh, in time where, like, this is an Oculus Rift-type game where <sighs> we can make this more of, like, a No Man's Sky to where you can go wherever you want to. Like holy shit! Like you that know would be what? Great. Shit's fucked up in the galaxy. I am not ready for this. Yeah, I- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to fucking uh, Dagobah, and I- I'm gonna meet up with fucking Yoda. I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm gonna get a little bit of training, and then go back out there. <laughs> You're gonna be checking out those funky bars. Don't be lying to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. With the week I've had, I need. I definitely need to go to one of those bars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you're not hiding out at Dagobah. I don't know. Maybe there is a Star Wars alien out there with like three boobs that I can like. (laughs) I heard she lives in Florida. Have you guys heard about that? Yes. Yes. Is that a hoax or is that not a hoax? No, that's for real. She She finally, yeah, she finally found a plastic surgeon that would give her three boobs. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It it reminded anybody else of the Total Recall? Oh, of course. Yeah, she got the Total Recall makeover. (laughs) Of course. I'm sure the doctor called it that. (laughs) The Total Recall. (laughs) Yeah. You know why we were talking about pop filters earlier? Because I just totally spit on mine, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have that. that. Oh, man. Yeah, I I Tupperware the game, too. I do. I Tupperware the game because of the experience. Yeah. Not not because of uh, anything else. Even the graphics, I think it would have been even more amazing had that they used, like, real models. Yeah, I agree. I thought it looked a little bit too video gamey, too. Yes. I get upset when there's all the arrows and circles everywhere. Yeah. It's like, get rid of that if you want to make me feel like I'm in the real shit. Yeah, even Luke got rid of that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. He didn't need no fucking like what was that targeting system? He got rid of that. He used the force. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's unsure from the video whether or not they have an option for this, but a lot of your uh arcade games will have setups to where you can have a heads up display like that mm-hmm. and then not. Right. So That's super that cool. could be an option, which would be awesome. Yeah. I'll be sliding my Dave and Buster's card through this motherfucker. 
Gosh. Yeah, I need to find out. Go to, uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, go to StarWars.com, uh, visit Bandai, B-A-N-D-A-I, NamcoGames.com, and, uh, find out, like, what, uh, what places are taking part, uh, are partaking in this video game. Cause mm. it, it would be fun. I mean, I, I'm sure it's not gonna cost a dollar to play. I'm thinking, like, this is gonna be, like, a buck fifty to two fifty. Oh, yeah. Even five bucks for ten minutes or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, it's definitely, it looks like it's worth the experience to play it. This is the closest thing I've ever seen to, you know, actually flying like an X-Wing. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. I can't wait to play this. Yeah. I for sure will play this game. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Um, Deadline recently reported. Uh, it's a quote here. It says, uh, I've learned that sci-fi is finalizing a deal to develop a drama series based on Five Ghosts, hmm. the comic created by writer Frank J. Barbier and artist Chris Mooneyham. The TV adaptation will be written by hot feature writer Evan Doherty, uh, who wrote Ninja Turtles, Divergent, Snow White and the Huntsman, um, who will executive produce with Bender Spinks, Chris Bender, and uh, Jake Weiner, with Jake Wagner serving as producer for Universal Cable Pods and Bender Spink. Uh, Frank J. Barbier, the writer of the comic uh, Five Ghosts, posted, though they were only speculating here, let me be the first to tell you all, Five Ghosts is officially in development for television at Sci-Fi. We're working on a pilot now. We'll have lots and lots to report. Thanks for keeping the faith. See you all at New York Comic Con. And then a recent press release came out, and it said, Sci-Fi has announced the pulpy adventure comic Five Ghosts is in development as a TV series to be produced by Universal Cable Productions, Black Mask Studios and Bender Spink. The pilot is being written by Evan Doherty uh, based on the critically acclaimed comic series by Frank J. Barbier and Chris Mooneyham about a 1930s era treasure hunter possessed by five literary ghosts, mm. Merlin, Robin Hood, Sherlock Holmes, Musashi, and Dracula, whose unique ub- abilities he can draw on during his adventures. Um, have Jake, have you, have you read... Any of the five ghosts? No, um, TJ Lamb's gonna love this. I have never even heard of this comic, so I have no opinion. Okay, I have read the first trade of Five Ghosts. It I'm, sounds great. I'm still collecting the issues. Yeah, uh, I've just read the first trade. It is really, really good. It, it started out as just being a mini series. Um, the first like six issues just said like issue one of six. Mm-hmm. It. Actually, it started out being a Kickstarter before any of this kicked off hmm. at Image. It got picked up by Image after it was a Kickstarter. Image turned it into a miniseries, which is supposed to be like five or six issues. Mm-hmm. It did really well, so it's then became an ongoing comic. Um, Who was the fourth um, literary ghost you said? There was Merlin, Robin Hood, Sherlock Holmes, Musashi – and Dracula. Uh, pardon my ignorance. Who who is the Musashi? Musashi is like an Asian character, and uh, I'm, I'm I, it's been a while since I read the comic, so I do apologize. I'll have to look that up. Okay. Um, but the the interesting thing about this, and it is a really good comic. The interesting interesting thing about this is it, it's kind of like uh, if um, and he starts off with the comic having the abilities of all five of them. Hmm, okay. So he'll get himself into like predicaments and things like that. He battles things like large spiders and he's kind of like Indiana Jones, but he's got abilities to like combat whatever like comes at him. Now does he communicate with the other people? 
the the people within him. Yeah. Yes and no. Is it like Herman's head? It's, oh wow! It's. I'll be honest with you. He uses their abilities. Okay. They don't want to be trapped within him. Gotcha. It's that... an ongoing struggle. They want to be released. Mm-hmm. He will use their abilities. He has them at you know at, at his disposal. But the entire time, there's like this inner struggle within him for them to get set free. They do not want to be trapped within him. Nice. It sounds like a good series. It's very, very cool. I think it all comes down to casting. I think it all comes down to it being uh, a good writer. I'm not 100% sold on Evan Doherty writing this. No. Um, I think one out of three of those things that he did was good. I, I remember the two bad ones, Divergence and Snow White. I actually enjoyed the Snow White movie. Yeah. Um, everything but Kristen Stewart. Okay. But I thought I thought Thor did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Hemsworth was really good. What was the other movie that I forgot that he wrote? It wasn't... It, TMNT. Oh, gotcha. Which, I, the, the only reason I'm giving this a bad like rating for this, because I, I did taste that movie, is the fact that it doesn't really like, oh, he did TMNT. That, that perfect. That's going to translate so well into a pulpy comic like Five Ghosts being brought to a live adaptation. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a tough nut to crack. Like right. That sounds like a hard book to adapt as a television series. Right. Real right. tricky. It's going to be interesting to see how they uh, portray Merlin, Robin Hood, Sherlock, Musashi, and Dracula in this too. Yeah. With them not really – um, being physical characters so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to see like glimpses of them. How, a cool way to do it is like when they are battling and stuff like that, his character, like, uh, us as the audience, mm-hmm. instead of seeing him, we actually get to see them. Yeah. That, I, it's I, like the Herman's like head thing you said. Yeah. A little bit like the Herman's head. A little head bit. Thing. Yeah. A little bit like it, but a little bit quantum leap too. Yeah. Yeah. Five <laughs> ghosts is still going strong with image though, guys. So I it's mean, an ongoing now. It's an ongoing now. It did so well. It became an ongoing. Gotcha. They kept the numbering and everything. Uh, they kept the numbering. Yes. Nice. Yes. So, uh, went from uh, Kickstarter to miniseries to ongoing comic and now it's, uh, sci-fi is going to adapt it into a TV show. Hmm. So it's, it's fucking awesome. Wow. What a runaway train for that writer. Yeah. Uh, but it all comes down to casting and the writing. It yeah. all comes down to casting and the writing. Sci-fi is hit and miss with me, man. They mm-hmm. are hit and miss with me. Loving, absolutely loving Defiance. Dominion, still digging it, still digging Dominion. But uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with Five Ghosts. I hope they give them a good budget. I hope there's good casting. I hope they're going to be able to get like different people in there to play like Sherlock Holmes and Robin Hood and all this shit and that'll, that'll make us proud. Uh, you know, readers of the book that like it. I mean, you know, give us what we want, man, because it is a good story, dude. You got a little mix of fucking like Indiana Jones in there, dude. Yeah. Is it a funny book? There, there are parts of it where it's funny. Uh, it's not so much the lead character, but his mm-hmm. sidekick. Yeah. His sidekick is pretty. His funny. cohort. His cohort. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. His cohort. Good, sh- good shit. <laughs> All right, guys. Moving on. I wanted to talk about. Uh, American Horror Story Freak Show. Oh, nice. Uh, Jake, I know you got to see it. I did. Um, you know, American Horror Story Freak Show came out. They had the first episode. Uh, Frank, did you get a chance to see this? No, unfortunately you not. You piece of shit. Do you watch any of this show, Frank? No. Oh. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I've got so much TV I should watch. This is the real horror show on television. <sighs> All right. <laughs> All right. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about American Horror Story, Freak Show. I mean, a lot of the main players have come back, you know? Yeah, that's always the case. Yeah, Kathy Bates, uh, uh, Angela, um, Angela Bassett, Bassett um, who else? Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Um, oh, the girl who plays Dot and Bet. I yeah. Forget, Sarah Paulson. Yeah. What's the, the older lady's name? Um, oh my gosh. Why am I not, why am I drawing a blank? Jessica Lange. Jessica Lange, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of the a lot of the cast yeah. of Zach, Zachary Quinto dropped off. He was in the first two seasons. He, was he in wasn't the in the two. third one. Yep, yep. Yeah, there's been a few like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's some there's some people that are coming back right. that we still haven't seen yet too. Sure, like in the first episode. So you know, the first uh, first season we were in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Second season, where did they take us? Because I dropped off that to the one. asylum. To the asylum. Third season, we went to a coven, so we mm-hmm. dealt with like witches, you know, and then we dealt with like voodoo witches down uh, down south. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed that season. I love the first uh, season and the third season. My, uh, right now, my favorite, uh, you know, completed seasons that I've seen, though, uh-huh. it's still the first one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, it for me, it's between the first and the third. Sure, hard to say. Yeah. I don't. I like the second season. It's in some ways, it's definitely the scariest season. Okay, I thought. Because it dealt like the witch stuff was kind of fun and the haunted house stuff was kind of fun. But the asylum and the way they mistreated a lot of those patients and stuff was really disturbing. Gotcha. A, a lot of that is set so much in like real life that yeah. it made it a lot more disturbing. I think what the pilot suffered – and I dropped off of the pilot mm-hmm. of that one. Yeah. The pilot, what suffered to me is they threw too much into that first episode. It was ridiculous. You were like, aliens? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So – that's why I dropped off the second season. I don't regret dropping off of it. Probably won't go back to it. But I'm glad I jumped back in with the third because Angela Bassett, Kathy Bates were absolutely phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Kathy Bates was great. She had gotten fired from some show before being on American Horror Story where it was like a week-to-week procedural crime drama that she was the yeah. star of. Yeah. And they, they'd like let her go due to poor ratings and everything. She and found she's, new life in this and she's doing great. She's killing it now. Uh, she is, uh, in this season of American Horror Story Freak Show, she plays the bearded lady. Yeah. Um, now, Jake, uh, yeah, they've taken us to the, uh, to the freak show. It's, um, it's the freak show this it's time. It's the freak show this time. So, you know, you, you've got clowns, you've got two headed ladies, you got the bearded lady, you got the lobster man, you've got, uh, you know, you've got, you've got the shortest person in the world and all that stuff, dude. You've got all these, all these different people that, you know, people would consider, you know, uh, freaks. Yeah. Um, so it's an it's a, it's a it's a good it's a good way to go because I mean sometimes you know those things can be a little bit scary if you're not exposed to them all the time. Jake, I want you to talk a little bit about American Horror Story Freak Show. Maybe give you rating. Yeah, um, I'm not going to write out the gate Tupperware this. I think I'm going to taste it. Okay. Um, I liked it a lot though. I love this cast. It's it's such a great cast. Um, love Kathy Bates. Um, her, she had such a great accent and everything. Um, I'm really excited to learn more about these characters. And I, I think that's the reason I don't Tupperware. It's like, there's just, I kind of really don't understand what they're doing with this season. Like what the actual direction to the season is other than us seeing all these different like freaks and everything. Like we don't, there's, it seems like the main bad guy is this like killer clown character. Yeah. And I don't really understand what his connection is to everything else. And I know some of you might be saying, well, you know, that's the good thing about it is you're going to keep watching. But right. they've really given me no reason to care what the connection is right. between the clown and the rest of the cast. Like, it's really bizarre. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's, it wasn't the scariest American Horror Story thing I've ever seen. It, so far, it seems like the weakest pilot of the four to me. Yeah. What do you think about it? All right. <clears throat> this is a tough one for me. Um, and uh, you can say whatever you want to. But uh, I'm going to freeze this one. Yeah. That's basically what I'm doing, too. Like, I just don't know. I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep watching. I had a hard time with this one. Yeah. I thought it started off really, really, really good. I thought it started off really strong. Um, trying to remember the opening. It's I, I don't know. It started off really strong for me. Like, I, I thought the scenes where, okay, you had the clown mm-hmm. and the couple that was out there, they were having the picnic. Yeah. And the clown, I thought, like, uh, that scene was really creepy. And then you got the girl, she's running away from the clown, and then she turns around and you can see the clown coming at her. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really scary. I can understand why people are going to be scared of this guy. He's a homicidal maniac. Yeah. He's a clown. He's just a killer clown. He and looks deformed, too. He looks deformed. I can understand. Then the show took a really weird turn for me. A turn that I don't like in this show. There was a scene where there's a girl that goes to the freak show. She mm. was invited there by Jessica Lange's character, who's basically she is like the uh the the barker of the uh freak show. You know, when they put on a show, she's the one that comes out there, introduces everybody. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's like the barker. And they introduce this girl later on as Jessica Lang is watching like this videotape. There's a very disturbing scene. Oh, it was very disturbing. And it did not sit well with me. Yeah. It made me very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, the show. Um, there's a scene where she's watching videotape of this young girl that came there. And this young girl has been drugged. And she is being sexually abused, in my opinion, by people that are in the circus freak show. Such as, like, the Wolfman. Um the lobster boy yeah and a lot of different characters and jessica lane's character said you enjoyed it but this girl was 100 percent drugged i have a problem with any scenes that deal with any type of like character whether it be male or female taking part in acts of sexual abuse and it not i i don't Jake, it just – it disturbed me to the point I wanted to turn it off. Yeah. It was disturbing. It did not sit well with me. I did not like it. And I'm hoping going forward that is the last we are going to see of that shit because it was very, very, very disturbing. The whole episode I, it was surprised me with um, how many sexual references there were throughout the entire episode, not just that scene. Um Go ahead, Frank. I believe they just passed or are trying to pass the yes means yes law in California, mm-hmm. uh, which deals with that about how um, a girl being drunk or being drugged is not consent or like if they're unconscious, it's not consent. Yeah. Uh, well, the, yeah, the thing is, is though, this, this takes place in the 30s. Am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah. But did this episode, I mean, like it just come out? Yeah, yeah, it just it, just this past week. You, you think know, it's commentary? I'm wondering actual social commentary. I'm wondering because that's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it, it was definitely pretty disturbing and pretty and pretty intense. Wow. I, yeah, yeah, I agree with Brian. First off, the girl comes from. She, you can tell she's troubled anyway. Yeah, 
And even if she wasn't troubled, it doesn't matter. But just that experience that she went through and the graphic level that they showed this for shock value, Mm -hmm. it almost felt like I was watching a Saw movie on TV and on a show that I typically like. Dude, I thought it was disturbing as hell. And I know that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, I'm, I guess, I guess I'm traditional. I just like a show where it's like I can root for somebody. Yeah. And then I've, I've got, I've got my hero and I've got my villain. Well, and the last season was so much more tongue in cheek. Like everything was like, not that it didn't have its elements of horror, but it was so much more like cheeky and kind of like, right. There was lots of, it was, it was a fun season. Yeah. And this does not seem. I'm not that, trying to take yeah. this show like down this really fucking dark path, but this is what I got out of it. Yeah, it, it was did disturbing. Not sit, it did not sit well with and, me. And I got to imagine that that storyline is going to develop more. I'll be honest with you. If it keeps going in this direction, I'm going to drop off. There's only so much of this stuff I can watch. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a point where you do get desensitized to this stuff, and I don't want to be desensitized to something like this. I, it, it did not sit well with me. I'm going to keep with the show, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that they just did it for shock value in the first episode. But to watch characters getting off on the fact that they're doing it to this girl and she's drugged, I did not like it. I did not appreciate it one bit. You don't need to go down that direction. Um, I don't know who I'm rooting for on this show this season. Yeah, because that, right that, now I'm rooting for nothing, and I'm not rooting. I'm not even rooting for the direction that they're going with. Yeah, that that is a good criticism. Is there really is no hero character? Yeah, and there really is no one to root for. Mm-hmm. Where last season you had your you had your characters that were at least had some redeeming qualities. Yeah, like I don't know who has any redeeming qualities of this cast so far. Exactly, exactly. So. I haven't met a single person. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be interesting moving forward what the main focuses are going to be yeah. and what we're going to get out of this season. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, let's see here. Anything else to say about American Horror Story Freak Show? Yeah. Not really. Me the, either. The big reveal yeah. at the end was kind of like ho hum too. I thought. Yeah. You know, not to spoil it, I guess if anyone hadn't seen the pilot, but I was like, oh, okay, right. <laughs> All right, Frank, uh, you've got something for Good Pop, Bad Pop. What's uh, what's going on this week? Are you going to talk about the Mordor game? No. Oh, I damn it. To, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is uh, today, just today, I watched the, the first Hobbit movie. Oh, yeah? yeah I, it was on Cinemax, and I was like, I'm going to watch it, because it had been a while since I'd seen it, and then it got me thinking. I was like, you know what? It'd be nice if uh, Frank had that uh, Shadows of Mordor game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be nice if he had that for me. I, I'm feeling in a very Lord of the Rings mood today. Oh, fuck. Do you and, not have that game yet? No, I got it. I had it set to download right when it came out. It's just the past couple weeks I've had. I have been, I've, I've played it probably about a couple hours worth, mm-hmm. but... You're not prepared to rate no. it yet. Not prepared to rate it no. yet. No. I okay. mean, no, a lot of fine. times these video games, I mean, it's kind of like watching a movie until you get a little bit deeper into it. It's hard to love yeah. a, a No, this is like opinion. Santa Claus not showing up. You know what I mean? This is like Santa Claus. <laughs> Sorry. This is like Santa Claus. You know, I've left out the cookies. Right. I've left out the milk. <laughs> you know, I'm ready for Santa Claus to come and visit me. And you know what? I get visited by uh, Krampus Frank. Krampus. Krampus, Krampus Frank. Krampus yeah. Frank, who shows up in my room. Krampus. And, and uh, 
He force feeds me the cookies. <laughs> Holy shit. Throws the milk down onto the ground and just whips me. Just just whips me. So yeah, I got showed up by uh, Krampus Frank. So no, okay. What do you, what do you have for me this week that won't ever live up to your Shadows of Mordor review? You might think that. However, <laughs> um, had you guys heard of Star Wars Uncut? Star Wars Uncut? Yes. Okay, as far as the uh the like just the Star Wars the original trilogy? It is or the prequels. a fan-made uh yes. film. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, talk to ju- me. Just Friday, uh Star Wars Empire Uncut yeah. was released and uh it it is officially endorsed by Lucasfilm. And uh Mary Franklin actually does a little presentation at the very beginning of it. Um all of uh, the entire movie of Empire Strikes Back has been redone using fan creations. And this uh, goes from Lego piece animation, um, cartoons people have drawn, <laughs> adults uh, in costume reenacting it out with meticulous detail as far as like camera angles and stuff. That's awesome. People putting their kids – in the costumes and having them play the parts, <laughs> uh, along with a middle-aged, overweight Latino as Princess Leia, <laughs> which is done on purpose because his wife or his sister is playing Han. Okay. So uh, it, it's these people. They're not – some of them are trying to do like a legit reenactment. Others, it's kind of like they gave them free reign and said, you know, be original, be different. How long is this? Is this the it's same the length? It's the full movie. Yeah. And you did you watch it? I watched most of it. I did a little bit of jumping around because the Wi-Fi was spotty. Right. But uh it's it's awesome and hilarious. And one of the things I noticed was um in the background they because had Empire is a hilarious movie. Yeah, it's of well, all of them. It's the most lighthearted. It's the context <laughs> of what of the of you know what the way these people are doing it. Um, like to give you an example, when the uh, opening starts, you got the 20th Century Fox logo, yeah, and somebody did animation with uh, the towers shooting down a Tie Fighter, and then when it gives you the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, when it goes, uh, when that goes away, it makes like a iOS noise when you swipe something. So then you get the tr- the uh, scroll. It right. tells you about everything that's going on, and it's made out bringing up you know some of the th- scenes that they used in the reenacted movie, like there's a cat Darth Vader at one point in time, and they never use the same one twice. Like you know you'll have like a cat Darth Vader, a Lego Darth Vader, and all that. It's all pieced together from fan films that people had sent in. So it's like a cat Darth Vader, Lego Darth. Vader. Are they just trying to? Like incorporate things that are like popular on the internet, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like viral videos, like you know, like you know, cat Darth Vader sticks his head through like some bread, you know what I mean? <laughs> not, not exactly. I mean, they they do like voiceovers, or when no voiceover was provided by the uh, the fan who made the film, right? They would use the stock uh, verbiage from the film, and yeah. they also use the stock uh, or the same uh, original theatrical score in right. the background. Which helps because when you're bouncing around scene to scene, 
and they break it up like that, putting different characters in there, playing those parts, it you know what to expect. You know where they're at. So you know what they're getting at, so you instantly know what kind of take that fan was going for yeah. when they made their film. It's really neat. It sounds like this guy just took a ton of fan submissions and then did like an, an editing job. Exactly. And, and made the whole movie out of yeah. all these submissions. Yep, and it goes for the entire movie. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I don't know if I could sit through... Two it's, plus hours of yeah. that, though. You think, but it bounces around so much, and it's so entertaining without having to be forced. Yeah. I mean, just putting these things together. I mean, you know what they're getting at. It's cute. Yeah. It it, it really worked for me. Yeah, I might give that a shot. At least check it out for five so minutes. So are you giving this a cute rating? Or are you going to no, it a No, man. It's a it Tupperware. Yeah. That's a fucking Tupperware, man, because everybody's got a voice. Everybody's got a vision. I mean, this came down to people who put a whole lot of effort in it to be serious. Yeah. People who had, like, a legitimately funny idea and people who just wanted to do something. I mean, you can tell they're at work, like, back in the warehouse or something trying to film this shit on their iPhones. Right. It, it, it's cool. It gave everybody a chance to be a part of it. So let's see. How do you see this? Oh, YouTube. Okay. Um, yeah. If you look up Star Wars Empire Uncut, um, it should pop right up. Uh, I found this on Friday night, which was the 10th, and that was the day it was released, and it already had 56,000 views. And they do episode four, too? Yes. That oh. came before this. Gotcha. And uh, it, it won an award. Actually, wow! So what award? I I don't think I wrote that part down. Yeah, it won a nondescript award. <laughs> I want to say it was Whatever. an Emmy <laughs> of some kind. An Emmy? Yeah. Well, there there's exposition in the uh, in, in the uh, tags or whatever on the YouTube video. So yeah, but I mean the it, the star the Star Wars Uncut the first one did win an award. And I apologize, I don't know which one. Wow. Okay. Sounds no, interesting. It What's it called? Star Wars Empire Uncut and then okay. Star Wars Uncut. They didn't do a New Hope Uncut. They just did Star Wars Uncut for the first one. All right. So, yeah, that's your uh, Frank Hammer. <laughs> Good pop, bad pop. <laughs> Stop. Hammer time. It'd be fun to watch. It is. All right. I wanted to talk. Are you done with that? Yeah. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I messed with you. I watched, uh, I watched, uh, a couple days ago. What's today? Sunday? Yeah, Friday. I went and, uh, saw The Judge. Oh, gotcha. Uh, with, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Robert Duvall, Billy Bob Thornton, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, let me talk about this movie real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Critics are shitting on it, really. I, I've noticed that. Got a 41%, I believe, on, uh, Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. for, uh, the critics. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I can agree with a little bit of what the critics are saying. What are they saying? The critics are saying that the the movie's kind of all over the place. It doesn't know what kind of a movie it is. Okay. And I'm going to agree with them on a lot of things. Okay. But I'm going to disagree with them mm-hmm. on a lot of things. Okay. The movie is all over the place. It doesn't know what movie it is. I don't – okay. And first of all, I'm not going to blame Robert Downey Jr. at all. He didn't write it. He didn't write it. He didn't direct it. Yeah. He did a great job. You know, and that's the thing. That's the thing with these movies. You've got such a big name anymore for some of these movies that people instantly blame the big name actor mm. for the movie failing. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. did not make this movie fail. And in my opinion, it's not a failure. It's not a failure. 
okay? People blame these big names. You know what I mean? Like Will Smith comes out with a bad movie? Yeah. If, if it's a bigger name than the director, they're going to blame the big name for the movie not being successful. Yeah. If a Michael Bay movie film fa- fails, people are going to blame Michael Bay. Yeah. Because he's the bigger name out of any star in the movie. Am right. I right? Yep, regardless of what his exactly. role was. So if a Robert Downey Jr. name com- uh, movie comes out, they're going to blame him because he's Robert Downey Jr. And he can yeah. do no wrong. Yeah, it's, it's his all- vehicle. It's his vehicle. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to blame him. Robert Duvall in this movie, mm-hmm. w- absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. Billy Bob Thornton, for the time he got on screen, wonderful. I haven't seen him in much lately at all. He's been doing the uh, Fargo series. Oh. So he's, been, he's made that transition to TV. Gotcha. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio, who's going to be our future kingpin in the uh, Marvel Daredevil yeah. um, Netflix TV series. Private gonna... Pile. Exactly, <laughs> Private Pile. Very good in this movie. For, uh. for the limited time he's in this movie. Where this movie kind of fails for me, in my opinion, is it doesn't know what it is. I mean, is it a courtroom drama? Is it a romance comedy? <laughs> I mean... Is it a buddy film? Is it a buddy film? I mean, what is it? You know what I mean? And that's where it fails. Because you never really get the sense of, like, this is where the movie is. Because one, mo- one moment it is mm-hmm. a, you know, a court drama. The next minute, it's a comedy. The next minute, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a family, it's a, it's a dysfunctional family story. The next minute, it is a romance comedy. You know, he, he meets the woman from, like, high school and they have, like, this kind of, like, weird interaction seeing hmm. each other after you know, like 20 years or so that he's been away so the movie really doesn't know where it is was All, it a long movie i'm sorry two hours and 12 minutes i believe okay so it's a longer movie gotcha uh there were mm-hmm. times where i i was kind of taken out of the movie and wasn't as invested as i should have been into the movie mm-hmm. but overall i did enjoy this movie uh, when it did do what it did right, it did it very well. Um, there is a very estranged relationship between Robert Downey Jr. and his father who plays the judge mm-hmm. in this movie. And basically what this movie is is like uh, the father um, is involved in, in a possible homicide of a case that he was presiding over. He was the judge. Uh, he made a judgment call for this one, um, uh, defendant and the defendant had, uh, had gotten into, in a bad situation and he gave this defendant a very, very minimal sentence. Now, after the sentence was up and he had his 30 days in, in jail, he came out and then, uh, killed a woman. Oh, jeez. Okay. So the judge kind of never forgave himself for that. Had he would have given him like the maximum, you know, this wouldn't have happened possibly. Mm. And so this, you know, so basically it's, one night on a uh, it was a rainy night uh, they he the judge ends up seeing after this guy you know after the murder the second the, after this murder and the guy is like put into prison for like 20 years uh after he had freed this guy he sees this guy in a uh convenience store and um basically later on that night um 
he uh, he hits this guy with his vehicle. The guy's blood is all over his car, oh, wow. and so now he's accused of murder. Like this is a, a a way to get back, and this happening on the same, I think the same day or within a couple day span of him finding out that his his wife had died. Jeez. So a lot's going on with his character, and you know now throwing in the fact that you know, like he could be involved in this murder after being a judge for so long, and blah 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 blah. Um, Guys had a bad week too. He's had a bad week. <laughs> then you throw in the fact that he hasn't talked to his son in years. Like Robert Downey Jr. plays his son. He moved away, became this big time like defense lawyer, and um, he's moved away, lives in the city, and doesn't visit his family in this small town in Indiana. So what I loved about this movie is the fact that I can relate to like the fact that like. You know, family is family, but you don't always get along with your family. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge message in this. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it. And I'm just going to – I'll throw out some personal shit of my life. Like there was a time where I didn't talk to my very own mother because of certain things that we didn't agree upon. I didn't talk to my mother for four years. Yeah. I think you've spoken about that on the podcast before. A long time ago. Yeah. And we just recently started – we started talking again. I think the big messages here is like family is family. You, you, de- you do need to rekindle those things before your loved ones pass away because like I can't imagine if I would have never worked out things with my own mother. You know, it seemed like a time that there was never gonna. There was never gonna be a time where I'd talk to my own mother again. Mm-hmm. Like I had totally just washed my hands clean. I thought that that relationship was poison in my life, and I just needed to push it out. Me and my mom are talking again for the first time in years. Things are going really well. So that really spoke to me on a personal level. Yeah, that's so, tough shit. It's tough shit, and so. The movie, I'm I'm not going to give it a Tupperware. I am going to give it a taste it. Mm. Um, it is not a toss it movie. The movie is all over the place, but Robert Downey Jr.'s performance is very good in this. Robert Duvall's great. Vincent D'Onofrio is very good. It's a good movie. It's not something that I'd say, oh, go rush out and see it in the theaters. But definitely, if you have a free Sunday afternoon and you want to watch a movie. Definitely watch it. It, it, It's a good movie. I'm just going to give it a taste. I I wasn't blown away, but there were parts in the movie that spoke to me on a personal level. Yeah. And so I am going to give it a taste. Yeah. I mean, to each their own. I hear hear what you're saying. Sometimes a movie can do that. You know, everyone can shit on it, but to you, you make that personal connection with it. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, so then it's not so horrible to you. you Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a taste. It also. Went and saw another movie today. Don't have any notes written up about it. I uh, just went and saw Dracula Untold, a movie that we both pre-tossed. I pre-tossed this. <laughs> so Are you, I hope you stay, are sticking with your toss. I'm so mean. <laughs> so I watched Dracula Untold. It does star Luke Evans. Luke Evans plays Dracula okay. in this movie. Yep. Um, and I mean – and it is done by Legendary. Universal has their deal worked out with Legendary. Mm-hmm. So Legendary is doing this movie. And supposedly, I don't know if 100% confirmed, like this is the beginning to like their expanded Universal Monsters movies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this movie is an origin story. Okay. To Dracula. Um, and Luke Evans plays basically like this group of Europeans that are fighting for their independence or not really fighting for their independence, but they're just basically trying the, – the, the Turkish army has a very large army. And at one time they took a thousand boys from these Europeans 
brought them into their army as as young boys and taught them almost like Spartans, like how to fight and how to like just fight and be like, uh, you know, like when they took them at such a young age and trained them that like all they saw was blood when they went into battle. Gotcha. So they've built up this like fierce army. So basically like one of these boys was Dracula himself at Luke Evans who they kind of gave his independence and he came back to the Europeans and he's kind of like a, a, a ruler there. He's like the prince or whatever. Okay. So basically it's a, it's an, it's an origin story. So things go back to where um, Luke Evans is confronted by these, these, this Turkish uh, leader. And he says, well, the time has come. I'm calling upon you again. I need another thousand boys. Mm. So they thought like, hey, you know, we gave you, we did what you wanted years ago. You're going to leave us alone and we're just going to do our own thing. So now they're saying we need another thousand boys. And so it's like, oh shit, you know, everybody's like, I thought this wasn't going to happen again. Yeah. You know, families are going to be affected here. Yeah, that's that's a lot, a lot of people. Exactly. You know, and they're asking for boys between the ages of 10 and 14 to be trained. And then they're looking for boys 15 through, you know, like whatever, 18 to actually start, you know, training and fighting soon. Mm. He And then later on, it changes to a thousand and one boys. And the one boy that they're looking for is his son. Oh, wow. So they want to take his son away from him. Of course, his wife is freaking the hell out because mm. she's going to lose her son. And he'd already promised his son that, you know, I'm not going to let anybody take you away from me. So the deal is like he fights back and he fights back and says, I'm not going to let you take my son. But as soon as he fights back, he's got this whole Turkish army. Once they find out that he fought back yeah. and didn't hand him over, war is going to bust wide open and their whole way of life is going to be destroyed. Okay. So what does he do? Well, years ago in his past, when he was part of this Turkish army – they had gone into a cavern and they had faced something that they had never seen before. Something very supernatural that killed everybody but him. So being who he was, he thought, I need more power. Mm -hmm. I need something that's going to be able to fight them. He's the only person that had ever escaped this cavern and faced this thing. So he's going to go back into the cavern and he's going to confront this thing again, which – who he confronts is like I'd say like one of the original vampires. Yeah, the ancient spirit. The ancient spirit. Like and so basically It goes nameless, they don't give it a name. They don't give him a name. But he goes in there and this ancient spirit says, you know, I sense something in you that I've never sensed from anybody else. And I mean, there are thousands of human bones on the floor of humans that he's devoured and drank their blood. So I sense something in you. You're the one I've been looking for. If I give you my abilities and if you keep my abilities, then I am free. So what ends up happening is he says, I will let you drink my blood. You will have my powers for three days and you'll have three days to defeat this army. But within those three days – if you give in to this thirst of human blood and you basically give in to that thirst and you partake in human blood and the, and the thirst is going to – it's going to try to overtake you. 
This is, this is going to be a battle against yourself and a battle against will. If you take part in that, you are going to become the permanent, you know, Dracula vampire. Okay. And I will be set free. This sounds fascinating. So what ends up happening is I'm not going to get into spoilers, but what we end up getting isn't, is it's, 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 it's a very, very, very decent origin story yeah. for an expanded universe that they were going for. They were going for um, – they're, they're looking to open this up and do like creatures like the Creature from the Black Lagoon and, and Frankenstein movies and open up this whole like uh, universe building uh, monsters because Universal owns all those monsters. Yeah. How did this do? box office uh i believe it came in second okay. behind gone girl okay it's doing okay and um i don't know if it's doing well enough to like warrant a uh a sequel or yeah. anything like that or an expanded universe or an expanded universe which they are already saying they're going to go forward on and they are saying that this would be part of that canon uh and um I am going to give this a – it has its faults. There, It's an hour and a half long, which is perfect yeah, length. Wow. Cool. Yeah, that is good. A perfect length. They didn't really drag this out. Luke Evans was really good. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed his performance in this. Um, get, I, it, to, to ruin it, I would get into spoilers and I don't want to do that. I'm not saying that you have to see this in theaters. I'm going to give it – I was going to give it a low taste it. But I'm actually going to give this movie a taste it. All right. There you go. It's not a Tupperware by any means. It does have its faults. And there's a couple parts in the movie where I'm just like, yeah, but I think it's, I, I think I love those. I love those old monsters. I I love Dracula. I love Frankenstein and stuff like that. Um, some of the special effects aren't great, but, um, uh, the battle sequences are, they're fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I think it's a, an in- interesting origin story for Dracula. Um, you know, uh, he takes on this uh, this Turkish army. I I like it. I thought it was okay. I, I didn't leave the theater thinking like this was a piece of shit. Yeah, um, hard to say. Ninety minutes is a waste of time. Exactly. If, if you were entertained. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think if they would have taken it on like two and a half hours, I would have just been like, "Come oh, on, this is <laughs> overblown." Exactly. Right. Yeah. This movie did not fail on every level. It did not succeed on every level, but I did think it, dis- it succeeded, opening the gate for a universal monster, uh, kind of like a. Uh, Expanded, expanded universe. universe. Yeah. It did. It, 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 it was a good origin story for Dracula. If they keep going this route and give us another origin story for another character and then do what they did at the end of the movie and then they all culminate this into one big film, mm-hmm. it could work. Hmm. It could work. It could work. I heard um, the actor that plays Tywin Lannister is in this too. Mm. Doesn't he do the voice of the thing? I don't know. Someone had told me he was in it. Okay. So I don't know who he plays because I didn't see the cast list. But Who's uh, – is that a Game of Thrones character? A Game of Thrones character, He didn't yeah. come up until season two, is so he an, Brian doesn't know him. Is he an older character? Yeah. Yes. It might be the person that played the – The f- spirit? The spirit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the one who that's gives Luke thinking. Evans the power of Dracula. Okay. So – I'm pretty sure that's it. Right. But I, I, I thought it was a cool twist like – you have three days. Yeah, you have three days. If you if you can take them on for three days and resist the 
the giving in to like the uh, the bloodthirst, yeah. Then you know you won't be Dracula anymore, yeah. And I've got to live with this burden. But if you do, right? If you do, you take over, and I'm set free. Yeah, and he couldn't resist. He was already there for more power anyway. Exactly. So. Well, and I mean, his wife was putting the pressure on him. Yeah. And you've got you've got to think about all these families, a thousand boys. Yeah. He's right. doing this because this is this is like he, they don't have an army and. You know the Turkish, not like us. Yeah, yeah, leftover <laughs> army, leftover army. But the Turkish army was like over a hundred thousand. Yeah. So um, it was cool. Um, it was okay. I mean, I'd say red box this one, but it, yeah. it, it, it's a tasted. I'm not going to toss it. All right. Cool. At least they're not glittering. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I'm just vampires. I'm just over it. I need like a five year break from all vampires. Really? Yeah. What was the last vampire that you liked? Buffy. Okay, agreed. <laughs> Angel or Spike? Uh, which character do I like better? Yeah. Spike. Fuck yeah, dude. All yeah. right. Wow, man. That's cool. I didn't expect that. Yeah. So other than that, I can't think of anything with vampires that I've gave two shits about since Buffy and Angel. Yeah. Anything. I, 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 I'm right in that same boat. I'm a true blood whore. Yeah. <sighs> see, I've never been able to even start I, but See, the th- it's a guilty pleasure for me, guys. It's a guilty pleasure. I mean, it's not the best show, and I will, I will wholeheartedly admit it. Yeah. All right. But I watched it, dude, because like the actually the first fucking three seasons are great. Seasons uh four and five are crap. Six started out shit, it redeems itself toward the end, and then season seven was just like, let's wrap this up. So <laughs> I mean, but you know, whatever. True blood. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't get into the vampire genre too much. It, it's so. been oversaturated. Yeah. There's been a lot of vampire yeah. stuff that came out. Yeah, especially when it takes itself too seriously. Yeah, and that's what right. looks to me like. I just don't really want to see this new one at all. Yeah, it's just yeah. that's not my thing. I've been yeah. feeling lately like I need to binge watch Buffy and Angel again. Yeah, it was just nice because I was going into something that I was like, ah, I, I 100% am gonna toss this thing, and it was like, if I'm watching it, dude, and I'm just like, this isn't a toss it. <laughs> yeah. But for what it is, I mean, I've got, I'm not rating this against like fucking like Citizen Kane. I'm not rating, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm rating this against like, what have we gotten from like these legendary monsters lately? Right. It, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Cool. I, I can't say it's a complete waste of my fucking time. Right. Yeah, it sounds very 300 meets Dracula. Yeah. 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 I like that. It is. Yeah, so it is. Guys, the Flash came out. Yes. We had the Flash premiere. We had the Flash premiere. Frank, I'm already looking at you. Did you not watch it? I even paid for the season. We I, we talked a little bit. I can't get the CW. Uh, some fucked up thing with DirecTV and local stations and the FCC. I don't know what, but I can't get it. That's weird. Yeah. So um, I, I even purchased it the whole season on iTunes. That way right. I could get it like hours after it came out. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've chucked up an extra 30 bucks now for this thing, not knowing anything about it. And I didn't even get a chance to fucking see it. So I, I intend to. Obviously, I dropped the dollars on it. But uh, So you had to pay 30 bucks to get like the whole season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was that or like two twenty nine an episode. Oh, yeah. And I, I stand no chance of ever getting the CW. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I'm on. That's crazy. I thought CW <laughs> I was fucking... such a major network that... It's so, well, it has something to do with the locals. I don't know what the deal is with it. Huh. All I know is like if, when I've tried to search for <laughs> the arrow or the flash, it'll show me that this the station exists, but it's blacked out. 
it's not available on any of the tiers for me because I've already got the most. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> First world fucking problems right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get the CWA to spend an extra 30 bucks. Of course. Poor Frank. Right. You didn't get to see the flash. No. God damn it. It's hard. <laughs> Maybe somebody will pick me up in their truck. No. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, um, Jake and I, we did get to see the flash, right? You got to see yeah, it? Yeah, I saw it. Thank God. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, synopsis here, based on the comic book character from DC Comics, The Adventures of Scientist Barry Allen, who is a superhero with incredible speed. It stars Grant Gustin as Barry Allen, Candace Patton as Iris West, Iris West, Rick Cosnett as Eddie Thawne, uh, Danielle Panabaker as Caitlin Snow, Carlos Valdez as Cisco Ramon, Tom Cavanaugh as Harrison Wells, Jesse L. Martin as Detective Joe West, um... So we saw the Flash pilot. Um, Jake, what did you think about the Flash pilot? What did you like? What did you didn't like? And how would you rate it? Hmm, I don't know. This is a tough one for me. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a taste it just right off the bat. It, it was ho-hum to me. I, I don't know. It just didn't really grab my attention too much. Like I'm going to keep watching it. But I don't know. None of the actors really pop for me too well. Um yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I really don't have much to say about it. It was really bland to me. Okay. I've seen everyone freaking out about it, and I and I just expected something amazing in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I'm walking away from the Flash. Do you think some of that's like the hype train? Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't see what it was about this show. Hmm. I, I know it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst music for Flash ever. It's so slow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you're going to give. So it's basically, I heard nothing good from you. Yeah. Nothing, 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 nothing good at all. It was a pilot though, and I'm always this way with pilots. Like some of my favorite shows. So you're not even going to freeze this one. Like, you know, they didn't introduce Captain Cold. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> you're not even going to freeze it. You're just going to taste it? Yeah, I'm just going to taste it. It wasn't. I didn't think it was terrible. That by was any the means. saddest taste it ever. It was a sad taste. It, it. I don't know. I just. It was. It didn't do anything for me. Like, yeah. I, you might as well keep the music playing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel terrible. I feel terrible. I, it sounds like you feel terrible. <laughs> I just. I got myself really hyped up for this show. I think the hype I had for myself, and you know. I don't know. It just didn't... I can't wait for more episodes. I'm hoping that after the pilot... You sound like you can't wait for more episodes. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'm on the edge of my seat for more episodes. <laughs> what did you think about... <laughs> Jake's head is just down. <laughs> Holy shit! Did, what, did, did you Tupperware this? What would you think about Grant? What did you think about Grant Gustin? He was okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what he was like. <laughs> oh, this music! I can't even concentrate anymore. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! <laughs> I, I'm... <laughs> <laughs>
had enough. Let's move on to your review. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, let's see here. <sighs> wow, I don't know where to go with this now. You know, okay, um, I had fun. Yeah? I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Really? It was like, I think you were saying this on a previous episode, yeah. where it's like sometimes you watch something and you just can't stop going to your freaking device and everything. Yeah. Like, I, I swear on this show, I had to auto-rewind like 20 times. Right, just caught myself looking at whatever text I was getting, okay. or looking at some stupid thing on Facebook, yeah. and it was like, God, I got to put my devices away and watch this thing. But it yeah. never like grabbed me; it just didn't engage me at all. Like, yeah, that. yeah. I, I don't know. It just, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna watch the second episode. Probably four or five episodes is how I usually go. Right, and if by then I'm not like looking forward to something the next week, then I'm just out. This movie, uh, this show is it, it, it. I don't know, dude. I I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, Grant Gustin's okay. He's all right. Um, I uh, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible. Um, God, you're like swaying me now. Um, you're swaying me. I, it was vanilla, right? It was just kind of like eh, I don't know. Like it never. I don't know. I had fun. I, when I was watching it, I had a lot of fun. Like, I don't know if it was just like teases. Cause like, we got the grad tease, the yeah. gorilla grad tease. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I was expecting it just to be a man. And like, now it is, it is like, uh, it, it, it is going to be a gorilla. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I, I thought it was cool. Like, uh, how now that they've kind of like opened up the, uh, the whole, universe now to where like there there's going to be other villains Mm -hmm. you know and you don't know who's going to come out of it but on the flip side it is kind of like uh that first season of smallville yes where everybody was affected by the kryptonite yes and you had your freak of the week Mm. and that's where i don't want to see this go and um but uh i i do think that like with this event happening yeah, you're gonna see you're gonna see some powered supervillains, um, which I'm excited to see that yeah, incorporated yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. God, you're swaying me though. <laughs> if coming in here, I was gonna give it a Tupperware. Yeah, coming in here, I was gonna give it a Tupperware. But like after like hearing what you had to say, but and yeah, opinions do influence things. I've been really surprised about like I feel like the majority of people, if they used our rating systems, have been giving this a Tupperware. Yeah. Yeah, and I was really surprised by that. I was like, "What ha- what happened in here that people are freaking out about?" I'm so gonna much? give it a high taste. It. I'm gonna give it a high taste. It, and the reason I'm gonna give it a high taste it is because I did see, I did see somebody who was having fun learning his new abilities, and I did see, I did see some character development. Um, I saw a bonding between him and his father, mm-hmm. and I like that. I like that stuff a little bit. Um, you know, so I did like that. I thought that was very cool, and uh, I, it was nice to see John Wesley Shipp <laughs> again. You know, even though he's just playing the father, you know, he played the original Flash yeah. in the nineteen ninety Flash television series. It was nice to see him again. I liked some of the Easter eggs we got, like the Gorilla Grodd and stuff like that. I did like that kind of stuff. Now I haven't gone online and like read like the Easter egg articles that they have. Was yeah. there anything I missed? Was there anything super cool? Like, I'm sure there are. Yeah. I mean, um, at the end of the ep- at the end of this series Harrison Wells he gets out of that wheelchair mm-hmm. the character that we saw in the wheelchair the whole yeah. time he gets out of the wheelchair and he, he looks at that newspaper which is dated 10 years from now 
2024. It's a 2024 newspaper, and it says "Flash missing in vanishes." Flash missing in vanishes in crisis, which sounds like Final Crisis, or yeah, or just even Crisis on Infinite Earth, right? Maybe. Yeah. Um, and uh, executive producer Andrew Kreisberg told Entertainment Weekly about this. He says. Time travel is going to play a big part in the overall series, but one of the things that we will discover is that time is mutable. As the good doctor says, time can be rewritten. So not everything you see on the show is necessarily what's going to come to pass and not necessarily everything that's happened is fixed. That makes me excited. That is exciting. I love good time travel yes. stories. Right, exactly. So, and I'm sure it'll have something to do with Flash's ability to travel through time. Yeah, because of the speed and everything. Right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Speed force and all that. Yeah. yeah. Like the Golden Age Flash was killed in in the original Crisis on Infinite Earths. So that's yeah, very possibly what that's a reference to. Um. So I'm I'm looking forward to this series. I'm going to give it a high taste. That going in, I would have given it a Tupperware, but then listening to Jake, I know. You know. I'm Debbie Downer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. We'll see though. I'm still there. DVR series recording still set up. Yeah. Not going away. Yeah, I'm going to keep watching it too. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. They have it. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the critics are a little bit more generous than you and I. Yeah. What's up? 96% for the critics. Woo! 94% for the audience. How many critics does it say in the little parentheses there? N- I didn't read. I didn't read that much. Hmm, but I'd I mean, interested. as far as like your television critics, yeah, 96% for the critics. So, um, it's wow. outperforming, outperforming Gotham. On Rotten Tomatoes. On Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Gotham is definitely more controversial. You guys caught yeah. up on it all? I have not watched episode three. I have not watched episode two or three. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I'm the only one who's current on it. Yeah. I watched the first two though. Okay. Thoughts so. on Gotham, Frank? Ugh, I mean, some people are going to think I'm absolutely nuts. Uh, my, they already think that. Well, but. right, but uh, I mean, well, <laughs> some people. Yeah. Well, what I mean, both of you for the. <laughs> um, I mean, the the Penguin character gets better and better. Oh week yeah, by week. yeah, he's great. And um, honestly, I I like the character of Harvey Bullock. Um, but the things that I'm not buying, like, I'm not buying Selena Kyle. I'm not buying, uh, um, oh, yeah, 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 uh, cat, cat girl. Yeah, I'm not buying, I think she's uh, decent casting. She looks like a young Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, the acting is just bleh. She looks like a young Uma Thurman. I want to get like Peter Griffin as the eye wrangler for that girl. <laughs> yeah, and just the, the, the acting is just bleh for me out of her. Yeah, and also the same with, uh, uh, J- uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, I'm with you there. That that whole fish Mooney thing is still like Jada Stinkett Smith. Ooh, <laughs> ooh zing. But I mean, yeah. and you know, go- <laughs> right? I'm still struggling. I mean, they're heading in a direction. I mean, I'm not gonna spoil shit for you. Yeah. Uh, but they're heading in a direction where I think Gordon is gonna be able to connect with me, mm-hmm. but we're not there yet. I'm still not right there with Gordon. He's still a little bit too uh, apple pie and peaches for the way the rest of the show is. Gotcha. Would you like, say more apple pie or would you say more peaches? You know what I mean? Like he's like uh, all America boy. 
you know, like won't tell a lie, will bend the truth so he's not lying. Stuff I'm like being that. serious. I want to know. Is it more peaches or apple pie? More apple pie. Okay. Closer to like Captain All right. America. All right. That's kind of the Gordon character though, right? What's that? That's kind of the Gordon character it though. It really is. Yeah, but it, it's you don't, don't want know. Gor- you know you don't want Gordon to compromise who he is. I understand that, but it just doesn't feel. And like that's a what good... it teaches Bruce not to well, compromise who he is yeah. later on in life. Right. Well, see, I can't say anything because you haven't seen stuff. But I mean, the direction I can feel like they're going, I think it's gonna work for me. Uh, I know exactly what you're saying, and very very early on, you're just saying is, you're not connecting with him. Yeah, yet. I'm not connecting with him yet. But I right. think that where we're headed, we will, and it's not gonna break what you know we've discussed about him. Right. So yeah, uh, we got a uh, message from Huey Cox about the uh, Flash pilot. He says, "Hi, leftovers. Just watched the Flash pilot. Loved it. Excited about the Harrison Wells twist. Glad they aren't avoiding time travel being inherent." To the Flash characters, another aspect I'd like to see in the show is legacy. Do you think we could see the Flash of two worlds inspire an episode? And who would you cast as Jay Garrick? My top two would be Robert Forster and Bruce Greenwood. Introducing parallel universes could be uh, really important. Uh, uh, could be really open to the story possibilities. I liked how they changed the dynamic with Iris West to a childhood friend. It made the theme of family being important to Barry more front and center. My one criticism is the voiceover. The scene where he visits his father says more about his character, Hart, than any voiceover could do. Honestly, I'm more excited for further developments in the Arrowverse than the cinematic. It feels more like a fully developed DC universe. Hmm. Huey. P.S. Can't wait for the rogues. Me either. Um, they got the guy from uh, Prison Break playing Captain Cold. Oh, oh wow. wow, the main guy. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he, so, what do you guys think? Um, I mean, do you have any thoughts, Jake? On uh, on Jay Garrick. On Jay Garrick, do you have any thoughts on uh, you know? Do you think we could see the Flash of Two Worlds inspire an episode? Yeah, I don't see why not. It's one of the most famous Flash stories of all. Yeah. So, I mean, hypothetically, if this series runs five plus seasons. I can't – I imagine they're going to mine that well. Well, they're already dealing with time travel. Like, yeah. you know, I uh, they'd be foolish not to explore, like, Flash of Two Worlds. I mean, let's open up, the like, the multiverse. Let's let's go into Earth 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, Fringe is off the air. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Flash didn't do this first. Yeah. So it makes total sense. Um, I think it's a great idea. Um, I do think that this is something that's more – of something that they would explore in a Flash TV series because they have more time to do it mm-hmm. as opposed to like a Flash movie in the DC uni- in cinematic universe. Um, as far as like who you'd like to play Jay Garrick. Yeah. I, Robert Forrester. That's good casting. I like yeah. that. Um, dream casting. Who would you pick as like your dream cast? I, I have no – I don't have the connection to the character like that to me. Like there's nothing that's going to like – you know, yeah. Jay Garrick, it's it's not really the flash of my time. It's Golden Age Flash, yeah. nineteen forty. I yeah. mean So yeah, I don't I don't know. Like yeah. I don't really there's nothing The only thing I could think of is I, I chose uh if it was Dreamcasting, if I could get anybody in there, yeah, it'd be uh Matthew McConaughey. Oh well yeah. Sure. Dreamcasting. There you go. Okay. Well, why not? Realistic casting. Yeah. Stephen Moyer, who played Bill on uh on True Blood. Okay. You know? So I, I I don't know I don't know. Yeah, he was casting a, a lot older actors for the role. 
Yeah, you, you'd think it would be an older actor. Yeah. For this. You so, know what I mean? That's interesting. So, um, let's see here. All right. Uh, what we're going to do right now is take a quick pause. Pause for the Come pause. back and do uh, Pop Culture Leftover News. Yep. Do yeah. it. Hey, we're back. It's time for the Pop Culture Leftovers news. So, yeah, we're going to news this shit up. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. Yo. Yeah, he sounded a little opinionated about our news, didn't he? Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, what's he, what's he doing saying it's gangsta as fuck? Uh, exactly. Sound- he, yeah, that's some bullshit. A little opinionated there. A little opinionated. I don't know. It doesn't sit with me, sit well with me, so I'm going to unsubscribe. <laughs> me too. And it did say yeah. fuck. He did oh, say did the F word. Yeah. Wow, the only thing that's missing is a gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> he said the F word more than once, too. Right. You know, that's what I hate. I hate it when people are like, because he said in that whole thing, he's like, you know, like, uh, you know, I know it's tagged as explicit, and I'm usually okay with that. Yeah. But, 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 whatever, whatever. I'm you not. You can handle a little f bomb here and there. I mean, it's not like no, it's, like it's not nasty a little nasty shit. I do drop the f bomb well, quite a bit. Yeah, Carpet but still, bombing, no, that's I a mean, little. That's a little extreme. No, no, he just thought he was funny. That was like his like yeah. that was like his little his little comedy hour. Yeah, he's like, hey everybody, look at me, I'm funny, <laughs> right? <laughs> Carpet bombing. I, I spent all night sitting up thinking about my little comedy act, my little five seconds of fame here on your fucking right. uh, iTunes page. <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> What's the opener for that article? Great show, if not for the host. Great, yeah, yeah what great the show, fuck? if not for the host. Oh, uh, the show is the host. Yeah. No, he's got a he's got a personal problem against me and Jake. Yeah. So what? What? How in the fuck would you have a problem with you two and not me? I don't want this douchebag to like me. I don't want him to like me. I love it that fuck. he hates me. I yeah. love that's it that he hates awesome. me. Yeah, no, good that's stuff. Cool. Yeah. yeah. God, I'm glad I rubbed him the wrong way. Shit! No, I am. I'm glad. Oh, yeah, man. I don't want, I don't now want it's some, on. some pompous douchebag listening to our podcast and judging me the whole time. Thank God you're not listening anymore. Right? No shit. Yeah, no kidding. So yeah, have fun being whatever. I don't know. Have fun fucking He's off. Facebook gangsters can't fuck. please everybody. You can't. I don't want to. All right. So yeah, time for the uh, pop culture leftovers news. I got some quick news for us. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Wants to come back for Independence Day too. Mm. Here's the quote. I've had a meeting and have been talking over the last several months or year with old Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin, the producer, and they've been cooking up and say they have a part for me in what they hope will be a plan to make another one pretty soon. So Jeff Goldblum wanting to come back to uh, Independence Day 2. What are your thoughts? Oh, man. I, I, I don't care if we see more Independence Day. So I, Jeff, I love Jeff Goldblum, though. Yeah. Like they sh- that's the out of anyone from the last movie. If I could pick one person to bring over, it would be him. So yeah, 
actually on an interesting note, I saw. You didn't like Independence Day? No, I hate Independence Day. It's I, I'm not a big fan of um, any of the Devlin Emmerich movies. Okay, all of them are kind of uh, to me. It was way too long and just way too silly. Like it, it was like real serious at some parts, but then really action movie silly at other parts. You I know? didn't see it any different. I just thought it was like uh, it, it was no different than Armageddon to me. Yeah, I like right. Armageddon a lot more. Yeah. Like, a lot more. Yeah. It's not as iconic as, like, those uh, cheesy 80s movies that were over the top, but it kind of came in right at the end of that period. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I It's probably nostalgia more than anything, but I enjoyed it at the time, and I'd watch it again. Yeah. I've seen it two or three times since it came out. I think – okay. I I thought it was cool. I liked it back in 94. Yeah. Um, I think what they really missed out on is making the aliens not as interesting as like the aliens and like, uh, like the HR Geiger aliens and fucking alien. Yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what they missed out on. That's what they could get right in this movie. Like yeah. all we really got was that one scene where like Will Smith opens up like the alien cockpit and punches him in the face, gives us a funny line and that's it. Well, he that's did what... take control of, uh, Brent Spinner and gave some exposition about how they wanted him to die. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, because he wrapped his tentacle around Spinner's throat, the long-haired hippie professor-looking guy. Brent Spiner? Yeah. He was data on Star Trek. Yeah, you, you keep calling him Brent Spinner oh, like sorry. he's about to get dizzy or something. Sorry. It's Brent Spiner. You <laughs> Brent, should be Brent sorry. Spiner, it's sorry. Brent fucking Spiner, right, and you're calling him Brent Spinner like he's a fucking top. <laughs> I didn't think that we were that like, worried about pronunciations on this show. <laughs> well, when it comes to Brent Spiner, we are. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to lasso him and then spin him around like a top. Oh, oh it's Brent fuck. Spinner. <laughs> that would be Spiner. an interesting top, wouldn't it be? A, like, a, like a data top that you could spin around? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh man! But it's Brent Spiner because right. I, I was like, "Who the fuck okay, is, Brent, is it Brent Spinner?" The character name. Yeah, it was yeah. extra confusing because you were motioning like we we knew what was uh, we were on the same page. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no, uh, you just offended every TNG fan out there. But you know, whatever. Come That's on. cool. Shit oh. happens. Anyway, Brent Spiner. Uh, yeah, he had his uh, tentacle around his throat, and he was talking about how they only wanted the humans to die because they asked him, "What do you want us to do?" Die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think they could flesh out the aliens a little bit more, make them more interesting. That's yeah. that's what I think they the could do. The design for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Independence Day sequels, I I just it doesn't get me excited at all. I'm Debbie Downer. You need to play the wah 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 wah. <laughs> It'd have to be campy still, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm sp- I'm split on it. I think they could do a really good job. I say like, I say they do- okay. This is the reason that I want to see him do it. This is the reason. I- Will Smith says I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I like Will Smith, but he's like I'm not gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, he's been real like that. I- I've read. that. I thought he wanted too much money to do it. No, no, he just is not gonna. I'm do not it. gonna do it. All right. Yeah. I like Will Smith. I do. I do like Will Smith, but he's like I'm not gonna do it. I hope that like they do get like Michael B. Jordan to come in there and play this part and knock it out of the park. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. And just be like, oh, okay, you know what? We don't need you to do it. Probably be better. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I don't know if the first one gave me enough. I like the first one. First one's like a one and done movie. I guess it gave me enough. But like, I don't know if you need to revisit the the aliens from Independence Day. 
But, uh, you know, I think Roland Emmerich is like, uh, he's going back to the well on a lot of these things. They're talking about doing like the fucking, uh, what is it? Stargate, uh, more Stargate. More Stargate, maybe like, did he do, uh, The Mummy? No, No. that's, um, Steven Summers. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Stargate. He's talking about going back to Stargate, which I would like to see another theatrical Stargate. Yeah, Stargate's probably the only thing Emmerich did that's worth a shit, in my opinion. Yeah. So, So, I don't know, man. It'll be cool. If they could have a cool way to introduce these aliens in the next film and not just have them being like, you know, a tentacle, like you said, or like, you know, a scene where Will Smith punches one in the face, that'd be (laughs) kind of neat. I bet Harvey Firestein's available. They Mm. should, they should get him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was, he really hammed it up in the original Independence Day. Do you know who I'm talking about? Which guy is that? He's um like Jeff Goldblum's like computer buddy. He's the homosexual computer buddy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he actually made a guest appearance on last night's SNL. Yeah, I bet Jed Hirsch is like dying to come back too. Yeah, what's he done lately? Sharknado too. And then who is it? It's uh who was the president? Was it uh, Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you could get him too. So you know who you wouldn't get Randy Quaid exactly. Oh, yeah. He is off his fucking rocker. Yeah, he's <laughs> oh yeah. wow, he's really not in the good graces of Hollywood right now. Yeah, I think he's actually like uh, wanted or something. You guys, remember when I called this uh, quick news? Oh, sh- oh yeah, <laughs> shit. Sorry, I don't give up. <laughs> we don't we don't know the definition of quick news. No. Yeah, Carl Urban is claiming that Star Trek Three will be awesome at the Destination Star Trek event. He told audiences. I'm going to meet with JJ in a couple of days, and I'm looking forward to that. And the important thing is that it is going to be phenomenal. Based on what I hear on the concept, it's going to rock, and you guys are going to love it. So Bob Orsi has not officially been signed on as director. JJ is a limited capacity, probably an executive producer. You know, he's busy with Star Wars. Who were those quotes from again? Carl Urban. Okay. Who played uh, Bones. Yeah, gotcha, you gotcha. Know, he, Judge Dredd, Mr. Uh, yeah, Judge yeah. Dredd. Uh, you know, almost human. Yeah, himself. Had you heard about the exposition with him and McCoy with the ring? Does On his look, finger? Does it look like I have? No, it doesn't at all. <laughs> so, okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. If, if I remember it correctly, DeForest <coughs> Kelly, uh, he wore his um, mother's ring. On his index finger, and Gene Roddenberry wanted him to nod. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so he told him, you know, I have to wear this ring or I walk. Yeah. And Roddenberry let him wear the ring. So you can watch the original series, and McCoy's wearing a ring on his index finger. Oh, okay. And uh, Carl Urban is wearing a ring on his as well in memory of DeForest. Oh, Kelly. that's cool. That is cool. That's yeah. cool. Did you know DeForest Kelly's last appearance on Star Trek was uh, the very pilot episode of Star Trek The Next Generation? He died shortly after that. Yeah. 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 Um, I love me some Next Generation. Hey. Yeah, me too. Can I throw out, if Thomas Jane doesn't come back as Punisher, Carl Urban should be the fucking Punisher. Oh, Oh, that'd be cool. (laughs) That's amazing. He played Dread, man. Have him play the fucking Punisher, dude. That'd be great. I'm down. Just throwing it out there. All right. The next rumor comes from... uh, you know what? I'm not going to go with my next rumor. What's up with it? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with somebody else. I'm going to go with somebody else. Uh, somebody else has a good pop, bad pop for me this week. Or a news. A n- <laughs> <laughs> somebody else. Gangsta is fucking news for you. <laughs> somebody else is a better showrunner than me and knows what the fuck they're talking about. And that would be Jake. But somebody else has a good pop. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> Somebody else has a news story for me this I was, week. I wasn't trying to call you out, but you threw me off with no, it. I, I was like, 
Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. I'm st- I'm st- I'm stuck in the last segment. Well, we have some we have some news with the with the Ghostbusters stuff. Talk this to week. me about Ghostbusters. And you know, gosh, this this kind of stuff's been going on since episode one of our stuff. We've been talking about what we really have. what's going to be going on with Ghostbusters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so finally, it looks like we have some of the most concrete news we've ever gotten on this stuff. Yeah, and that the um, Paul Feig. Am I saying that right? Paul, Paul Feig. 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 Paul Feig has confirmed that he is writing the screenplay for the movie, and as we all know, he wrote *Bride Bridemaids* and um, the, he- the Heat, the Heat, which was you know. But I think he's got good comic sense to do this, and it's going to be what has been rumored as an all-female cast Ghostbusters, right? And from everything that I've heard, it's going to be a-, a reboot. And not a sequel. That's what I've heard too. So right. it's not going to be like the timeline after Ghostbusters 2. It's just going to be if it all didn't exist and everything. All right. Before you move on, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it should be a reboot or do you think it should be a uh, a sequel? I like the reboot. I think I think either way works fine. I, I think the sequel lends itself to if they want to drop a bunch of cameos in it and want to go that route. And the reboot kind of lends itself to just trying to do it all, you know, do it all from scratch and not have as much of that kind of stuff going well, so on. So the thing is, Paul Feig says that if any of the original Ghostbusters want to come back and play a part in this movie, yeah. they can, but they are not going to be playing who they were in the original films. Yeah. Right. Now, there's been – this has been really controversial ever since this has been announced. So sure. A lot of people are like on one way or the other about what they think about this and – um Already you've got, and this is on the IndieWire.com, um, Ernie Hudson says female Ghostbuster reboot is wrong and a bad idea. That's horrible. So, yeah. Well, why did he say it, guys? Because he wants work. Exactly. Yeah, he says, I heard it was going to be a total reboot and that it had nothing to, nothing to do with the other two movies. If it has nothing to do with the other two movies and it's all female, then why are you calling it Ghostbusters? He says, he goes on to say, I love females. I hope that if they go that way, at least they will be funny. And if they're not funny, at least hopefully it'll be sexy. (laughs) Yeah. What? Oh, come on, man. How sexist. I love Ernie Hudson, but dude. Yeah. I love the idea, including women. I think that's great. But all female, I think it would be a bad idea. I don't think that the fans want to see that. Yeah, it's crazy. All of everything he says is like, wow. He says it would be wrong to do another movie that didn't include the guys and that didn't include me. Yeah. So it's crazy. It ain't going to happen with him anyway. So why not let's go ahead with this? Well, should it not happen with Ernie Hudson? Would you guys not want to see Ernie Hudson come back and play Winston Zedmore? I wouldn't no. mind it, but I also yeah. don't mind the idea. It doesn't have to happen within this movie. Exactly. But yeah. see, but, but, but it really does have to happen in the universe, in my opinion, if they're saying that this is a reboot. Yes. With them saying that this is a reboot, the chances of seeing Winston Zedmore and, you know, uh, you know, Dan Aykroyd coming back are a lot less. I, I, I can see that logic. I mm-hmm. can see that logic. I, I, I don't know. I guess. I don't think to it doesn't do him any good to say this kind of stuff right no. here at the early stages of writing the screenplay. I mean, because right before we started talking about this, we were talking about the writer saying that he would welcome with open arms anyone that wanted to be in this movie. Sure. Like, well, ha- has he contacted him? Yeah. It, but it sounds like, okay, 
think about it this way, Jake. We start a show and it's called Pop Culture Leftovers. Yeah. And then for some reason we walk away and then like new guys come in and say like, oh, we're the Pop Culture Leftovers. Yeah. You know, it's like, can you really call it Pop Culture Leftovers without Jake and Brian? Yeah. I, you know I what mean, I mean? He, 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 if he, he's, he's like, he's like, you know, I was there from the ground floor. Like, this is my baby. And I'm not ready to let my baby go. This is my baby. I want to be involved in this. I'm a Ghostbuster. Yeah. I'm a Ghostbuster. To be fair, like, to be devil's advocate, maybe 20 plus years later, you can. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like the, this franchise is, like, if he's so eager to be Winston again and everyone wants that so much, then why haven't we gotten this ball rolling a long Hi, time ago? Hi, my name's Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. Hi, my name's Bill Murray. I mean, when you think of Ghostbusters, you think of Vankman. Yeah. And well, without Vankman, I mean, do you think Sony's going to be like, oh, shit, yeah, we're going to pull the trigger on a fucking uh, Dan Aykroyd, you know, Harold Ramis and, uh, you know, uh, Ernie Hudson movie? Absolutely. No, you want your flagship guy in there. I mean, and I, I know Harold Ramis has passed away, but they were talking about even bringing back the Ghostbusters in the 90s when Harold Ramis was still around. I oh, mean, yeah. Uh, scripts have been written, guys. I mean, but, you know, without, you know, your flagship Ghostbusters, Ghostbuster, you know, uh, Vankman, Bill Murray, I mean, there is no Ghostbusters. I mean, that's what you're holding out hope for. Yeah, well, maybe Ernie Hudson's <clears throat> anger is misguided. Maybe that's the person he needs to be frustrated with and, yeah. and not, you know, the idea of making this movie. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, and, and just the fact that he says, like, we, we, we've we read all his quotes and everything, and yeah. we know it's more than just a reboot. It's that yeah. he, he seems to be a little bit sexist in some ways. It yeah. was a little sexist, especially when he said, I mean, guys, there are some funny women out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are some funny women out there. If I were to cast an all-female Ghostbusters cast, yeah. you'd have Kristen Wiig. Yeah, me too. Um, who, who else would you cast? I would cast Amy Poehler. Okay, so you'd have Amy Polair. I would cast Amy Schumer. Oh, yeah. In a heartbeat. Amy Schumer is probably the funniest female comic out there, in my opinion. As far as stand-up goes, oh, my God. Amy Schumer would definitely be a part of this. Yeah. I think it's a, a no-brainer, though, that we're going to get, um, oh, my gosh, Melissa McCarthy. In the- oh, oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, I kind of like I, – I would almost bet money on it right now. I would want to see an Emma Stone. In yeah. This. That's what I've said, too. Yeah. That's, that's what I've said, too. I feel like it's a 95% chance Melissa McCartney. Uh, I feel like it's an 80% chance we'll get Kristen Wiig. Yeah, and I feel like the rest of the field is really wide open. Yeah, I feel like we're going to get two comedians and a serious actress, yeah. like someone that's not associated with being like one of these improv comedians, like the other two. Right. That's always a good formula, you know. Yeah, and it could be four women too, just like um, you know, there could be the fourth woman they bring in later. Right, right. It doesn't even have to follow the same formula. No, not at all. So they start up a business trying to get rid of ghosts. Yep, and then you'd be funny. Yeah. So, yeah, as long as the movie's funny, I'm yeah. excited for it. Yeah, I just think Ernie Hudson shouldn't have maybe come out so prematurely and said something like this. I agree. Uh, I agree with I that, agree. too. You know, and then said something like, oh, if it's not going to be funny, at least make it sexy. That was <laughs> stupid. Whoa. So, you know, I love you, Ernie Hudson, but dude, dude, come on. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. You can almost defend it up to that point, but... No. I can understand him wanting to be a part of this because it, right. is, it is a property that's near and dear to him. Yeah. yeah. It really is. And what's he doing right now? 
Yeah, he he's really not doing a lot. I mean, he's got other projects going on, and, and I know he goes to cons and things he like that. He does a lot of the con like, tour stuff, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, like, uh, Corey Feldman to Goonies, this is like Ernie Hudson to Ghostbusters. This is like, this is his bread and butter. Something that, like, if something, if this came back, this could, like, rejuvenate his career. Yeah, I can see where he's coming from. It's like, he doesn't want the reboot. He wants it to be like his daughter is a Ghostbuster. Right. Or whatever. He just wants it to be connected to the universe still. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Well, isn't that offer open to him? Didn't they say that they could come back? Yeah, I'm sure he could make a cameo if he wanted to. I'm sure they'd allow that. Yeah, but a cameo is a cameo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cameo is a cameo and a reboot's a reboot. And he wants to to be Winston Zedmore again. I just see it as being way more successful as this reboot than trying to incorporate it at all. It's really dumb to. I agree, Frank. It smells way too blues. Brothers 2000 yeah. Yeah. when you're trying to do it not as a reboot. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, Ugh. you can't keep that magic going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. I Tupperware the idea of this movie. I can't, I bet the trailer will be funny. And I'm going to wait for the official casting. Yeah. yeah I'm going to, if I get a Kristen Wiig. Yeah. If I get an Amy Schumer or, yeah. or if I, you know, if I get some of those castings, then I'm going to be all over it. Right. But, you know, if I hear a, you know, craptastic casting, I'm going to be like, eh, I don't know where you guys are going with this. But I have trust in Paul Feig. He knows that he knows funny women. Yeah. And, and if and if anybody's going to be able to get uh, Kristen Wiig to come into this. But on the flip side, you get Kristen Wiig to come into this. The movie's a huge success. She has not been a sequel person. OK. Yeah. I mean – uh, when the uh, the idea of like doing a bridesmaids two came out, yeah, she's like I'm out. She's like I'm out. Is she another one of these actresses or actors that are like I'm not going to do sequels? You know, for a long time it was uh, Adam Sandler who never did a sequel mm-hmm. until Grown Ups came around. Oh, wow, you know? that's interesting. So Adam Sandler didn't do any sequels, and uh, you know, even on a lesser note, not not a comedian, but. There are actors that don't do sequels. Warren Beatty has never done a sequel. That's why we didn't get a Dick Tracy 2. Right. Warren Beatty has never done a sequel. There are some actors that just – they want to do original movies. They don't want to come back and revisit those films. Yeah, it makes sense as an art. I can see that. It's too easy for audiences to pigeonhole somebody. Mm-hmm. So by keeping it fresh – you know, you mm-hmm. never get that opportunity. I think what they need to do, if they're going to do this, if they think it's going to be a huge success, is they say they need to say, Kristen Wiig, what we're doing is we're going to do a Ghostbusters movie. You need to com- <laughs> you need to commit to a three picture deal, right? Yeah. Otherwise, we're not going to do it. Yeah, I, I can see that. I'm fine either way. If we get one really funny Do we want to go down the fucking path again, where we got another Bill Murray saying, "I'm not going to do Ghostbusters 3? Yeah. But if we get one really funny ass movie out of it, it's a win to me, though. I agree. Because to me, to me, the original Ghostbusters franchise is one really funny ass movie, (laughs) and this and this other thing, right? Like Ghostbusters Two is kind of a little bit of. I absolutely agree with that because sometimes you can you can have too much of a good thing. If you were to limit it, a lot of people would argue that same thing with the Matrix trilogy. If it would have just been one movie, which is what they're. Which yeah. is exactly what the yeah. Wachowski brothers wanted. Yeah. She, the, the Wachowski siblings. Wachowski, thank you. Sorry. And the you know, Wachowski siblings. Wachowski siblings. I feel like with comedies, if you can just nail it once, that's what's brilliant. Like when you try to do a sequel, you start to fuck with the whole thing. Like yeah. Dumb and Dumber 1 is brilliant. Do we need Dumb and Dumber 2? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know, guys. I think Dumb and Dumber 2 is in the same spirit from what I've seen. Uh. No, 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 no. <laughs> Watch that trailer multiple times. It's the same comedy, guys, that yeah. we got from the original Dumb and Dumber. Now, does that same comedy translate well 20 years later? Yes or no? We don't know yet until <laughs> we see it. Guys, it is the same comedy that we got from the Dumb and Dumber movie. Right. Yeah. It is. They have yeah. not deviated. I agree. I am going to go on record and say that Jim Carrey is still very high energy mm-hmm. for being older. And I'm going to go on record and saying Jeff Daniels is still pulling off in that trailer the same character he did 20 years later. And I mean, this guy's pushing 60, if not, if he's already 60. Yeah. They're still pulling off that same level of intensity that they had back in the day. Are the jokes going to be there? I don't know. I think that they are still holding true to the exact same Dumber and Dumber comedy that they did back then in those trailers. There is nothing in those trailers that that does not scream dumb and dumber. I am not watching those trailers and being like, oh, this this is nothing like the original. No, they're still right. dumb as fuck. Yeah, yeah, right. They're still dumb as fuck. I get that. Now, now whether this movie does well or not, that, okay, we're, that, that remains to be seen. But the comedy is still there. It's still the same comedy. It's just sequelitis, though. Like it is sequelitis. Yeah, it's got the I like it a lot because it has to because it's right, Dumb and Dumber right, 2. Right, And it's, yeah. like, it's just like all that, that – I always – that always leaves a sour taste in my mouth with comedy movie sequels. If it's yeah, dabbled you, in you're there. You're dealing with characters, Jake, though, in the original movies yeah. that don't evolve. They don't evolve. There is no – character development at all yeah from any of those characters in dumb and dumber because they are playing characters that are dumb i i 100% agree <laughs> I, with I, you. Know, and I know and i know i know i'm just trying to make i'm before we uh, there, there there's no way to change the formula in that movie because you can't these characters are dumb i think the same comedy is still there will the joke still hit or is it going to be an anchorman too yeah right i just think like I agree with just how you were talking about it's beneath some actors to be in a sequel, like uh-huh. Warren Beatty to be Dick Tracy too. Right, right. I think sometimes movies are just more brilliant when it's just one movie. That it's just like, why can't this movie just stand? Like, especially comedies really hit me that way. I, I agree. I completely ride the line with this. Um, sequelitis hits every aspect of entertainment and usually part two plus whatever is a cash grab. But when you're coming in 20 years later – it, it's had time to simmer and die down. They're not hitting anything while it's hot. Maybe now is the time. Well, Ghostbusters? Are you, are you mean Ghostbusters 20 years later? Uh, with, no, you're talking about Dumb, Dumb and, Dumber. and Dumber. Oh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's 20 years since Dumb and Dumber It's won. 20. Okay. Guys, I, I, what I'm saying is two different things. Yeah. The same comedy that they implemented into Dumb and Dumber yeah. is still there from the previews I've seen in Dumb and Dumber 2. But is that what audiences want to see 20 years later? Or is that better for 1994? Okay, because there is a new group of comic, com, uh, uh, movies that are out there. We've seen The Hangover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that movie blew up. We've seen Bridesmaids and that movie blew up. And we've seen the new guys that made a great movie and this is the end. Yeah. That's the new comedy is dumb and dumber 2 going to be able to capture audiences the way that it did in dumb and dumber my answer is fuck no yeah. but but 
But have they deviated from anything that I've seen in the trailers that would say, oh, that's not Lloyd? You know what I mean? That's right. not that same character. Um, no, they're the, still the same characters. They haven't evolved at all. But is that going to translate well now? Because we even saw this in a lesser capacity to where we saw Anchorman go from just basically 10 years later mm-hmm. and not capture audiences the way that that first Anchorman did. Right. That's my point. I think, I think, that, I think that Dumb and Dumber should have been left – with just one movie. Now, if they prove me wrong, if that if that same comedy, because like, dude, I love the movie The Jerk. I do. Mm-hmm. Steve uh, Martin and mm-hmm. The Jerk. But if you were to try to take Steve Martin and do The Jerk too exactly. now, exactly, it doesn't work. Exactly. It doesn't work. Comedy has changed since then, and I think like maybe older audiences would look at it as a nostalgic kind of like, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. But the jerk should not be replicated. It was beautiful the way it stood. And Jake, you make a great point with a movie like Blues Brothers. Mm -hmm. Blues Brothers 2000. I boycotted that movie, but you saw it. Yeah. Pile of horse shit, right? It's terrible. Exactly. So Dumb and Dumber 2 is straddling a fine line with what it's trying to do because it is a very, very select type of humor that may or may not translate well with audiences today. What it did back then, I don't think we're going to get those Samsonite moments. I don't think that you're going to get all those moments, those quotable lines that you got from the original one. I don't think there's going to be as many quotable lines in Dumb and Dumber 2 that people are going to be quoting more than the original, and that's where it would fail. I have an idea, though, that how it might not, in that if you have... uh, a pair of characters, and then you have a situation. One thing must remain constant, uh, or the other is not. So, uh, they're the same people. Sure, they're encountering different things. Like there's the scene in the trailer where they're on the cell phone. He's calling. He says something about that's my dead dad. Right, right. You put him in those new situations with things that people use every day, and it's mm-hmm. like there's caller ID. How in the fuck does he not know? Because he's dumb. So it, it could right. work. Right. It could work. No, and there's like uh, you know, they're talking about like, oh, hot chicks three o'clock. And he's like, Why do I have to wait <laughs> right. why do I have to wait three hours? That's funny. Yeah. That's the dumb and dumber shit yeah. I like. Yeah. Work in some pop culture slang in that. Right. So right. I mean it could work as long as they're not trying to like you guys said, like literally go back to the whole uh, hey, a lot a lot gags. Can, yeah. can we can we just say about Dumb and Dumber Two, let's hope for the best but let's expect the worst. Exactly. Understood. It just reeks of desperation right. to me. And it makes me mad. It's kind of like they're preying on audiences' love of the movie. Well, I think – to- Yeah. I, I think that Jim Carrey needs this to be a hit. Yeah. Jeff Daniels, not so much. Coming off a successful three seasons of The Newsroom, working with Aaron Sorkin, things like that. I think his career is on the up and up. I'm glad that they both wanted to come back and do it. I'm happy that they're going to revisit the characters. But on the flip side, I don't want them to taint the whole thing. Right. Especially after coming off, uh, what was it, Dumb and Dumberer? I never even saw that. I did shit. see it. And, you know, like the actors that did play the characters, they did a great job. But you're never going to be able to, you know, I mean, seriously, you're never going to be able to live up to the original actors and something like that. Yeah. I agree. You know, it's like uh, watching The Mask, which I didn't even like The Mask. But when they came out, Jamie Kennedy 
identity did son of mass mm-hmm. why exactly why exactly and so i don't want to i don't want to look back at like the original actors coming back and doing this movie and saying to myself why right why i agree with that um on a side note jim carrey is hosting snl Nice, really? Yeah. Oh, that should be a good. Nice. So, yeah, I think to promote Dumb and Dumber 2. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. All right. The next uh, rumor comes from uh, JurassicWorld.org, and it's just a rumor. Um, That's weird uh, that we report rumors (laughs) on this show. We do. Rumors. It's the conversation about the speculation. You know, we always try to, you know, cover like concrete shit, but seems like we report a lot of rumors. You know, I heard something. I heard, yeah. yeah. That reminds me of, uh, what's his name, uh, from fucking SNL, the one dude. Oh my god. Oh, oh, the guy that always gets all the headlines yeah, wrong? Yeah, talking, yeah, yeah, talking yeah, about? yeah, yeah. What's his yeah. name? Bobby Moynihan? Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. Moynihan. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard something. Yeah. <laughs> I love that sketch. Yeah, it's that's really a great funny. sketch. Yeah, um, it's and it's, it's they do it in the news. Yeah, I they do it that. in the news. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he does some great news characters. And he, a, he always looks around. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Say, he's like, what's the line that he says? Yeah. He always says something really ridiculous. I forget what it is. Yeah, just how he hurt. God, I wish I could remember how it went. No. <laughs> All right, unpause. It's Anthony Crispino is the name of that character too. I'm pretty sure. Nice. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Good shit. Yeah. If people have no idea what we're talking about, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Bobby Moynihan. I saw. I saw him hanging out with Rob Leefield at the New York City Comic Con. Oh, we're gonna talk about Rob Leefield later in a little bit. All right. <laughs> All right. Back to Jurassic World news. Jurassic World's coming out next year. It stars Chris Pratt. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Let's see here. Uh, anyway, the rumor. Is that Universal is screening the trailer for Jurassic World, and I mean that's the rumor. Like right now, that they're screening it. Let me get into it a little bit. All right, it's unknown how they're they're screening it, Um, or you know if if they are. I mean it's been it's been done before, but test audience screenings. Exactly, that's exactly what they're doing. They'll find like random people at like a mall. Or a, a large event, and then, then get the reaction for the trailer. And uh, YouTube user Ivan Flores, he's one of these people that is claiming that he has seen the tree, the trailer. Okay, and uh, he watched it uh, in a Regal Cinema. Uh, he was approached to take a survey. He then went into a room and was given headphones, and he sat down in front of a computer and he watched the trailer twice mm. before he had to take a survey on it. You know, I used to take part in like surveys and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I've done a couple of things like that. Me yeah. too. So, you know, like they, they'll send me a product in the mail. Mm-hmm. I'll take it, I'll like eat it or like brush my teeth with it or like, I don't know, stick it up my anus, whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. Mine was all online where like they'd show you pictures of like car brands and stuff like that and you yeah. had to pick like which ones you've ever driven and stuff. I've never stuck anything in my anus. So just getting that out there. Well, all right. <laughs> anyway, he goes, uh, here's the description of the uh, trailer from uh, his YouTube video. Here's what he says. He says, Universal and Legendary logo cut to f- – okay, yeah, yeah, here's his description of the trailer. He says, Universal and Legendary logo cut to a ferry boat filled with tourists. The camera pans by showcasing the arrival to the island. The next scene shows a vehicle passing through large gates. 
much like the Jurassic Park gates that read Jurassic World now. Mm. Cue small montage of scenes showcasing the park filled with tourists. At some point during these scenes, title cards that read, that read, the park is open up here. One scene that is described specifically is of a vehicle casually driving through a field surrounded by bipedal dinosaurs, like Gallimimus, mm-hmm. the really fast ones that we saw in the field. Yeah. The next describes scenes specifically uh, two passengers, uh, likely Nick Robinson uh, the t- and, and Ty Simpkins. Nick Robinson from uh, The Kings of Summer. Okay. And Melissa and Joey, young boy. And then Ty Simpkins, a even younger boy. Hmm. He's uh, the boy who played uh, the little boy in Iron Man 3 that Robert Downey Jr. called. Oh, he yeah. called him a okay. pussy. Yes. Okay. They're inside of a clear bubble-shaped vehicle. Uh, it's called the gyrosphere mm-hmm. next to large sauropods, which are likely apatosaurs. So two, I don't know, two, uh, two species of dinosaurs. Okay. A few more scenes go by, which lead into a great white shark. Now, hold on. I think episode, I don't know, three, mm-hmm. maybe, we talked about this. This was, this was an article that was leaked by blowjo.com. Mm-hmm. They had information on like, you know, they had seen some like concept art and heard some pitches by, you know, people from the studio. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I think you just said blowjo. <laughs> Oh, did I say blowjob? <laughs> I, I don't you, know. I think you did say blowjob.com. Okay. Joeblow.com. <laughs> I don't know. I was sitting there thinking about it like, did that just happen? <laughs> um, maybe I'm getting a little too much into my browser history here. <laughs> Man, revealing a little too much about myself. Anyway. All right, all right. Sorry. Joe Blow. The shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Shit, I confused it with something else. JoeBlow.com had an article months and months ago, and we talked – I think maybe even it was like episode three. I remember this. One of the early episodes we talked about like Joe Blow had uh, information about um, you know some scenes uh, from, that they'd seen in like concept art and things like that. And this, this actually refers to one of those scenes. Uh, it's a scene which leads into a great white shark. It's hung upside down over the water with visitors onlooking. Suddenly, the water explodes, and the head of a mosasaur leaps upward, encompassing the shark and pulling it under, thus soaking the guests watching in awe. So, like, <laughs> this is like that show that we had talked about, like, you know, going to SeaWorld, mm-hmm. or even like, you know what I mean, where they hang up, like, yeah, you know, fish and shit like that, and the great whites come up and jump up and grab it and pull it down. This is like on a greater scale. This is like a huge aquatic dinosaur. And you get wet. Wee! And you get wet, <laughs> leaping up and eating something as massive as a great white shark, you know? And so when we see a close-up of a mos- – then you see a uh, close-up of a mosquito inside of Amber and they cut to the actor Bryce Dallas Howard saying a line along the lines of, we have learned more about genetics in the past decade than the past century. And we are now able to create our own dinosaurs from scratch. Oh, which is another mm-hmm. thing that we've learned about that they've kind of like perfected uh, the genetics of dinosaurs and they're able to create these 
you know, these rumored hybrid dinosaurs. Yes. Okay. We now see Chris Pratt for the first time walking into a room questioning an apparent situation. We cut to a huge wall of Paddock's interior covered in deep scratches. It is then mentioned that the creature is loose and a line similar to she is deadly and she will find us is said. Cut to a person being dragged through a dark jungle from a first-person perspective, only showcasing his feet. Now uh, we see someone falling into water, followed by a woman screaming in terror. <coughs> Excuse me. Cut to title Jurassic World, followed by Chris Pratt saying, If we're going to do this, we do this my way. Pans to a muzzled velociraptor that he gently pats on the head. It is then followed by a scene of a park of raptors charging through the jungle. The trailer finishes with the title card that reads, June 12th, 2015. So, that is the description that this Ivan Flores is given of the trailer that he actually got to watch twice for Jurassic World. What are your... (coughs) Excuse me. No no problem. What are your thoughts on the trailer? Is there anything that really stands out to you? about any of this that I said, and I'm going to give my explanation of, of everything and how I feel about this here in a moment. Yeah, um, it sounds interesting. I mean, it's like you said, it's not 100% confirmed, but it, it sounds legit enough to me. I mean, I don't... <coughs> but yeah, it sounds interesting. I'm interested about the all the claw marks on the walls and what Do you all believe that. that he really saw this trailer? Yeah, I think he... I bet he did. You, th- you, th- you think... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know this kind of stuff happens where they test screen trailers, especially for movies like this where they want the trailer to cause pops at certain points. But I would think that if there was a, at this stage, I mean, you don't hear of people hitting this. You know what I mean? Wouldn't they get make him sign some kind of an NDA? Yeah. A non-disclosure agreement? Yeah. Yeah. Because if it isn't received well, they're not going to want word of that to go out. Yeah, that's a good point too. That he could just be going, you know. And he, there's a lot of evidence to to that he didn't see it. He's Did just you guys using all the same stuff we talked about? Thank you. Every, Did you guys notice that? Yeah, everything in here is something that we've all heard about, pretty much for the most part. I'm going to go through this. There have been so many rumors that have come out about Jurassic World for the past year, mm-hmm. year and a half. The rumor that I talked about that we talked about specifically that came from JoeBlow.com where the monster, the dinosaur comes up, yeah, pulls a great white shark down. The other thing is, yeah, of course, we do know that Nick Robinson and Ty Simpkins are going to be cast in this movie. And Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. The other thing is uh, we uh, already know that there's going to be these hybrid dinosaurs that they've been talking about Mm -hmm. so that whole thing about the genetics in the past decade that they're able to create their own dinosaurs we know that that's something that's been talked about from rumors yeah and he specifically never described seeing them they conveniently are in a first person perspective right only focuses on the feet right which makes sense yeah then the other thing is they cut to the Jurassic World. They show Chris Pratt. He says, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this my way. That's a cool line that you just might have made up. <laughs> and then we see the muzzled Velociraptor because we've heard that Chris Pratt is possibly, you know, he works in the park. Mm-hmm. 
and that he might be one of these dinosaur trainers hmm. and that he has trained raptors. And so then it's followed by a scene of a pack of raptors charging through the jungle. So instead of the raptors being like maybe like villainous in this movie, now these raptors are something that are going to be working for them. That's cool. And we've heard that rumor in the past that he's trained these raptors and he, you know, like they show me, he gently pats the raptor on the head through this description. Guys, this is, this could either be like every rumor that we've heard is true mm-hmm. or just somebody who's really privy to like the Joe Blow articles and everything else just making something up and basically seeing how viral this story is going to go. Yeah, it could go either way. <clears throat> I agree. You yeah. got a lot of people who do uh, like fan compilations in, on YouTube of mm. stuff that they'd like to see in a trailer. It just sounds like one of those. Yeah, you see that kind of stuff all the time, fake trailers. Yeah, yeah but this guy is saying this isn't a fake trailer that I've made as fan service, as fan right. fiction. I've actually seen this trailer. Right, Universal I think he's making it up. I, well, I just like to know, like, are there anybody else coming out and saying, yeah, you know, like, I'm not going to speak about, like, the trailer I saw. But, you know, yeah, the, the trailer's been released. I, I've seen it. You never hear about this. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder how soon we'll start seeing this trailer. When's Jurassic World coming out? It's coming out uh, summer 2015. Uh, do I have a date yet? It is June 12th, 2015. We should see a trailer for this by Christmas, I would say. Yeah. That's so. my wife's birthday. Christmas? 12th, June oh, 12th. gotcha. Well, there you go. Happy birthday. Happy We're birthday. see some dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Jurassic World hybrid dinosaur birthday. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's it's hard for me to say like, yeah, this guy's seen it, or if this guy is just uh, taking everything that we've heard from other past rumors and throwing it out there on the internet and seeing people if they bite. It's way too perfect. Yeah, because when somebody googles, well, what's this part about? They're gonna find something to follow it up with. It doesn't have that big moment that a trailer for a new Jurassic Park movie would have, really. Either you think there'd be that one huge moment that you describe. Yeah, I, I can understand them not wanting to show off the big new bad dinosaur though. Yeah, not necessarily that, but like something big. Like he makes up the – if it's made up, it's like a retread of the scene from the previous movie where the car is going along with the running dinosaurs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Seems like they're going to they're gonna wow us with something in the first time we see this. You know what I kind of thought for this uh, and I, I, don't, I don't think this is the direction they're going, but um, if they're able to – manipulate them so well genetically mm-hmm. you would have to think that someone sooner or later would want to weaponize that so a good you know like countermeasure to something might be this ultimate badass dinosaur <clears throat> yeah that's interesting that would be cool yeah but it all goes back to you know uh dr malcolm man nature always finds a way yeah, right exactly and then the badass dinosaur wants to take everybody out so that would suck exactly yeah i think they're going to try to focus on the actual like islands though anytime they seem to bring the dinosaurs off the island in that series of movies it, it kind of becomes an issue yeah. yeah but this sounds like they're they're bringing it back to island nublar yeah which was the first island we're going to get to see the fully realized jurassic park the way it was supposed to be john hammond's vision and I don't know if you guys saw this, but the actor that played John Hammond, the English actor after he passed away, uh-huh. Colin Trevorrow, the director, did show us 
that inside Jurassic World, the park now, they do have a bronze statue erected of John Hammond. That's oh, awesome. And That's he, cool. he did show that picture um, on Twitter, kind of like as a teaser for the movie, but also to pay homage to the actor that played John Hammond in right. the Jurassic World. You know, world uh, Jurassic Park original movie. Yeah, that's awesome. That is so. awesome. I'm excited for Jurassic World, and I'm excited for it if the rumors are true that we did talk about a year ago that it is going to be filmed in 100% 3D. Oh yeah, that's going to be gorgeous. Gorgeous. <clears throat> I so wish I could see that shit. Yeah, that's weird. I I feel sorry for you peoples. Uh, Can't see that 3D. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I got a friend that's the same way. He gets mad when I want to see the 3D version because he can't see it at all, all. All it does is give me a headache. Yeah, it's a surprising amount of people that can't see it too. Yeah. The day they come out with uh, 3D, you don't have to have glasses to wear. Then yeah. it'll probably work. You got a little bit of limited version of that in like the Nintendo 3DS. Yeah. But it needs to be a lot more sophisticated to put into a movie. It's the same amount of people that can't smell asparagus and piss. Really? Did you know that's true? No. Yeah. No. Did <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, not everybody can. That's weird that it's the same fact. No, wow. I don't know if it's the yeah. same, but I, that, that was a joke. But not everybody can smell that. Like like asparagus has a you know, distinct yeah. smell. I've heard urine. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally does. It's disgusting. Yep. I'm one of those lucky people that get to smell it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have the power to smell it too. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to a little bit of DC news. Uh, Latina Review is reporting that Brainiac will be the main villain in the Justice League movie, not Darkseid, and that they know who the members of the Suicide Squad are. So let's talk a little bit about that. We thought the main villain that they were going to introduce into – a Justice League movie was right out of the gate. Darkseid. Now we're hearing his Brainiac. Good? Bad? Thoughts? I think right at the bat that they now want to hold Darkseid back. I think they're banking on it being a big money franchise, and they want Darkseid to be their Thanos of their expanded movie universe. And not that we won't see him in this movie, but they want they want to draw that out. Yeah. Good? Bad? It's – I don't know. I don't know. I, I like Brainiac. Brainiac's a character I like. Yeah. So so it could be okay. 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 Let's say the okay. Brainiac. Uh, Brainiac's our uh, main villain for Justice League, the first movie, Justice League One. And uh, then we go to Man of Steel Two. Our villain is going to be Doomsday. Yeah. Justice League Two. We introduce maybe Darkseid. I like it. I, th- I like it. I think that's a good model. Yeah. I like it. I Tupperware that idea. I think that's a good model. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we had uh, Loki in mm-hmm. Avengers. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Brainiac. Good Bring him up. on. Bring I, him on. I think Brainiac could be really cool, too. <clears throat> yeah. I like Brainiac as a, as a villain character. They've yeah. used him before uh, in the uh, <coughs> Injustice video game as the, the main bad guy. Yeah. I think it's a fun character that's really open to interpretation, too, on what cinematically you want to do with him. Like right. you can almost go any route, you know. You yeah. can make him as humanoid or as not humanoid as you want by the end of it. Do you think he's going to affect certain characters in the Justice League? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I I find it hard to believe. I feel like they're going to throw a lot of villains at the wall in the Justice League movie, especially. Do you think, do you think he's going to affect Cyborg? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I get a feeling we're going to see more villains than just Brainiac in the Justice League movie. 
how big of a part do you think uh, Jesse Eisenberg's going to play in any of this? Do you think he's going to be like the Gene Hackman who's always like kind of like there behind the scenes in all these movies? Or do you think that, that he's going to be more of a uh, – I'm trying to fi- – that, that's my problem. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out where does Jesse Eisenberg fit into this? See, I think one thing that's hard to – makes it hard to predict DC news is I think unlike Marvel, they're kind of flying by the seat of their pants a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like they, there's no screenplay or no like – they no one really 100% knows I don't think. And I think they're still playing on reaction from reaction to each movie. It really seems that way. Like I really think they're going to see what happens with Batman v Superman and a lot of it will be affected by that. Like if everyone loves Jesse Eisenberg in that movie and he's like the breakaway star, then we'll see more of him. You know, if everyone poops. So you think if everybody shits on him, like that's the end of Lex Luthor? I mean, I, I, is his story really going to be started in this movie? I think it very well could be. I, I think the studio would do that. Why call it Batman v Superman if it's not going to be Batman v Superman centric? Yeah, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. No, I, I completely agree with. That. I have no answer to that question. I've asked the very same question myself. Right? There's so, so it's Batman v Superman. Let's have that. Right? Like this movie already feels like it's going to be three hours long. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oof. I don't know. Before somebody corrects me, too, it's not Injustice. It's DC Universe that Brainiac was the main villain. So. Oh, gotcha. I know somebody would have got me on that. Gotcha. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm happy with that. I, I think it was a little bit too early to introduce Darkseid. I think that's just kind of like a bite off of like, oh, uh, let's introduce Thanos. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good time to, yeah, and let's introduce Brainiac. Yeah, I like it. I and, think it could uh, come off okay. Man of Steel 2, let's do Doomsday. And, uh, then, then, then we, then let's think about possibly bringing in Darkseid. Yeah. I mean, Superman Doomsday is like the highest selling Superman comic of all time, right? Right. It just blows my mind that that's not, they haven't gone to that well yet. And I find it impossible that they won't in the next 10 they're years. They're going to do, I think they're going to do it in Man of Steel 2 or 3. Yeah. I do. I do. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad movie has been rumored. They're looking at doing a Suicide Squad movie. Suicide Squad is a team of uh, villains that uh, are commanded by Amanda Waller, uh, members that are typically like uh, brought into custody, and then they dis- they implant a nanobomb in their neck, and they are told to go out on these missions and handle these missions for the better good. If they don't, then they've got a nanobomb in their neck that will blow up, kill them. And they're talking about doing a Suicide Squad movie. Uh, the rumored director is David Ayer. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. The new director of the uh, Fury movie that comes out next week, which I will definitely be reviewing on next week's podcast. Yeah, it looks decent. So they have talked about like who are the members of the Suicide Squad. There have been many members of the Suicide Squad over the years. Like the newest Suicide Squad that's out there. We've got like Deathstroke, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, King Shark, Black Manta. Now they're saying that they the Latino Review is reporting that they know who the seven members of the Suicide Squad movie are going to be. They they've got they've heard a rumor, they've got a source. All right. So who are the members that are going to be in the Suicide Squad movie? Blockbuster, who is the strongman, multiplex, he's the human replicator. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this name. Not familiar with this character too much. I didn't read the older Suicide Squad. Jasuli. Okay. 
the speedster, mind boggler, the female telepath, Harkness. Now we all know Harkness is uh, better known by Captain Boomerang. Okay. Uh, Vixen, she's a female with animal abilities. And, of course, Deadshot is going to be the leader. So that is our members of the Suicide Squad. I'm going to go on the record as saying I am a little upset that we didn't get a mention of King Shark. Hmm. My opinion. Just my opinion. I think King Shark would have been fun to introduce. And maybe we'll see him in the future. But those are the rumors, rumored members of the Suicide Squad movie. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think, you know, they introduced Blockbuster as a strong man. I think take Blockbuster out of it. Yeah. Come on. Let's just do King Shark. You know, <laughs> you've got talking raccoons and fucking uh, trees that are fucking killing people in Marvel. I agree. Let's have a fucking shark in there. We this, don't need a strong man. This already feels a little bit like DC's answer to <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy too. So Yeah, but they're not they're not they're not even going out there as far as like fucking uh Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's have a fucking walking shark. Yeah. If you're gonna have unknowns, do whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's really all I had to say about that. I, I, I I'm, you know, I, th- I, I'm happy to see that. Yeah, Deadshot's going to be in a movie. Um, I would have liked to seen. I would have liked to have seen fucking like, uh, I don't know, Harley Quinn and some other characters. And I think that we've talked about. This we've talked about this. We've talked about this. The thing is, and, and, and I would have liked to seen Black Manta, and I would have liked to see some of these characters. Now, how you do this? How you do this right, DC, Warner Brothers, is you have individual movies first where these characters are introduced. Yeah. And these characters are then brought to justice. They're taken to Arkham Asylum. Then you do your Suicide Squad movie. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's good stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, you've got your ba- you've got your Batman movie that comes out in 2019. Mm-hmm. They introduce Harley Quinn. Now he doesn't take out the Joker, but he does take out Harley Quinn. She's brought to Arkham. You've got another movie where you introduce like uh, Deadshot, and Deadshot is taken down, or you know what I mean. And it could even mm-hmm. be a Batman movie. People that he's that he, that he's delivered to Arkham. And then once he's delivered all these characters to Arkham, and he doesn't have to do all of them. It doesn't have to be all of these characters brought into Arkham by him. There could already be King Shark could already be in Arkham or whoever. Yeah. Then after you've introduced some of these characters in those solo movies, why not? Why not? Now you've already introduced them. Now you do your Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, it's not a terrible idea. So, yeah. I can see that working, but just starting off with a Suicide Squad movie for people that aren't in, that don't know these characters that have like no like like who the fuck is the Suicide Squad? Why am I watching this movie? Yeah, I mean you know that, what I mean? that worked for Guardians of the Galaxy. Though. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it worked for the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is coming off of Marvel, who can do no wrong right now. It's, true, true, right, true that it'd have to come off you know about the same way, but I don't think they can do it. Yeah, and I think to Brian's point. Because they're rushing ahead and doing Suicide Squad before introducing it is a lot of the reason they have to stay away from characters that are tied to other characters' universe. Yeah. Where if they went about it the way you suggest, you can 
kind of dip into the pond a little bit more right. and pull out a Batman villain right. and pull out an Aquaman villain right. and pull out, you know, wh- yeah. whoever you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got our Aquaman movie. Yeah. The first villain is Black Manta. Yeah. yeah. He's defeated at the end of the movie. And now you introduce him into Suicide Squad. Right. Beginning of Batman. You know, he takes out Deadshot. Mm-hmm. Whatever. He takes out Harley Quinn. Whatever. And now we've got these characters already introduced to the universe. Now it makes sense to make our Suicide Squad movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's the flip on the Avengers formula. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to introduce like King Shark or or like Multiplex or like, uh, you know, Captain Boomerang. They could already be, you know what I mean? But as long as we have like a grasp of like who is Deadshot, you know, who is like Harley Quinn? Who are these characters? Do, that- we, do we have a director attached to Suicide Squad yet? Uh, David Ayer. Th- that's the rumored director. Okay. David Ayer, the director of uh, the new Fury movie coming oh, that, out. Okay, okay. You yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. All right, guys. Moving on. Ben Affleck, in an interview with uh, NPR, opened up about his role as Daredevil and any trepidations he has to play Batman. Here's his response. Indeed, I have regrets about Daredevil. I have regrets about all the movies that I don't think were executed properly. Look, if I thought we were making daredevil i'd be out of there picketing myself and that goes for other movies as well that i haven't been happy with you you know i'm hard on myself and i have exacting standards and i want to do excellent work and i don't always succeed but i think you have to start out with that drive um so you know but, uh let's see here yeah, he goes, uh, Batman was written by Chris Terrio, who wrote Argo, who's not a comic guy, and it's directed by, yeah, Batman v Superman was written by Chris Terrio, who's, who, who wrote Argo. He's not a comic guy, and it's directed by Zack Snyder, who's an incredibly magical sort of visual stylist, who's steep deep in the comic world. And you have this sandwich of talents. I felt very confident about it. I thought it would be so nice to make one of these movies really, really good. So, Ben Affleck, He's older, guys. Yeah. He's older now. Wiser. Right. He's wiser. He did pretty good in Gone Girl, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. He wasn't a stand. He, he wasn't amazing. No. But he, he was he good. Wasn't. He was good. He was good. And he knows that Daredevil wasn't looked at as like a, uh, you know, a darling as far as like, uh, a, a good movie. Yeah. I give him and, credit for his part in that. I mean, it's not like he's like Kevin Costner trying to defend Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, you know, he doesn't want to make another shitty movie. Right. He yeah. So, I mean, he feels that he's coming into something and he feels that he has a chance to be good. That directorial um, eye, you know, I mean, he could be looking back. Has he ever, has he ever talked about whether or not he's seen Daredevil? Like if he watched his performance in it at all? No. Yeah. I don't know if I'm he's, sure he has. I, Have I, you seen the director's cut? No. no. Director's cut of Daredevil is actually a lot better. Really? Yep. I don't hate Daredevil, to be fair. I don't think it's terrible. It was okay. No, I liked I'll be honest with you, I liked uh Colin Farrell as Bullseye. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah, that was kinda of funny. So Yeah. I don't think it's terrible. It's a taste it to me. Yeah. I like his attitude though. Yeah. Alright. So I don't know. Yeah, I like his attitude. He's learned a lot. Um, still skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be skeptical until I, until I see the movie. So. All right. Hey, guys. We're going to move on to some Marvel news. Got a little bit of Marvel news this week. Yeah, we heard some stuff. We heard some shit. 
<laughs> All right. So, Marvel News. We're going to start out. Actually, we're going to start out with a uh, an email. Let's hear it. It's from uh, Larry. I'm going to try to pronounce his name. Okay. How would you pronounce this? M-A-D-A-Y. Mayday? Or Mayday? Mayday. 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 Mayday, Mayday. It's Mayday or Mayday? I would say it's Mayday. Well, I'm going to go with Mayday. Mayday. Brian, the only the only reason why Brian had to stop and think is because that's what I was going with, and he had to try to think about it from all the angles. <sighs> no, I'm just thinking about like, uh, is it Bayday or Bidet? No, it's called it's a Bidet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've uh, basically said Larry Bidet's last name rhymes with the French toilet or a European <laughs> oh, toilet. God damn it. I'm sorry, Larry. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Larry. <laughs> Larry Bidet. <laughs> Larry, <laughs> God damn it, Larry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're probably right, though. If it was May Day, it would have that Y, probably. Right. You're right. You're right. All right, he says, uh, <laughs> right, actually, at this very moment, he's saying, fuck you, pop right, culture yeah, leftovers. Right after we offended him. But, uh, yeah, before we offended him, he said, good morning, pop culture leftovers. And Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished up listening to episode 61 and thought I would write you about a few things. I'm not an expert by any means, just a pop culture junkie who manages the last brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop old-school video stores in Evanston. We still have VHS and late fees. My staff, yeah, my staff and I have countless conversations with customers about films over the years. Recently, they have shifted to the superhero films. We, uh, we were currently uh, talking about uh, X-Men Apocalypse, and something interesting came up. At the end of Days of Future Past, 70s Wolverine pulled out of the water by Mystique as Stryker, but that is all we see. What if this is a start to a darker Wolverine in the 80s, perhaps with Wolverine as a horseman? It was something we were throwing around. What do you guys think about that? Well, I like that idea. Wolverine as is a, is a main villain would be fun. That, that'd be a lot of fun. I like it. I, I don't think it'll happen, though. I have a hard time believing. I think he, he'll be the main focal hero again, just like in Days of Future Past. One thing that is good is all of Jackman's performances yeah. have always been the same character, which is never disappointing. Mm-hmm. And... For them to try to flip that formula might not be a good idea. All right, guys. Let's think for just a second. <laughs> just listen. Just hear me out. There's something that Mystique did to him, right? Mm-hmm. She did mm-hmm. something. I mean, she was Striker, and he still got the adamantium claws. Mm-hmm. All right. So, like, Wolverine... Uh, went on from like the uh, 70s up until like current time, and then boom, as soon as he heard cur- current time, then all of his memories came back of the previous Wolverine. So, like, all these things happened, and then everything, like, you know, he realized, like, does that make sense? Am I making yeah, sense? Yeah, I'm following you. All right. What if she did something? What if, what if she did something like some, like, okay, during the Weapon X and shit? Weapon X is different now because she, she was Striker. She took part in Weapon X. What if there's like a point in time where she feels like Mystique, she needs Wolverine, and something just happens like a switch, and now Wolverine's evil. 
Hmm. Now Wolverine's evil. Like, you know what I mean? I like it. Don't get me wrong. I like the idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, yeah, I just have a hard time feeling like they're going to do that at all. Like, make the most popular hero a villain. Hi, yeah. my name's Cyclops, and I starred in Avengers uh, versus uh, X-Men. In the comic book. In the comic books, but why not? I mean, why not? I mean, Days of Future Past, we didn't get, you know, it wasn't fucking, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Kitty Pride is the main focus of Days of Future Past. It was Wolverine. Why not? Why not? I, I know we're not going to have it an Avengers versus X-Men storyline here. But in the movies, it doesn't always work so well. Like, look at Hawkeye in Avengers. You know, that's kind of what they do with him. They make him a villain right at the very beginning. Yeah, but and like... It's not really exciting at all. Yeah, because he, he was taken out of the story and used in a lesser capacity. They're yeah. not going to use Hugh Jackman in a lesser capacity. Yeah, and, and like I said, don't confuse me for saying that I don't like the idea. I love the idea. Like, I Tupperware the idea. Right. But I just have a hard time thinking that they they would write the character that way, just as far as marketing goes. I agree with that. That and cinematically, you know, people have a hard time disconnecting with what they've seen. And by What they've seen, what they've seen is Mystique pulling him out of the water. The whole time continuum has been changed. I don't see for any reason that there couldn't be some amount of brainwashing or some kind of trigger that she could, like, use now to that that would turn Wolverine evil, and and and, and switch up everything. So it's to like Wolverine's not Wolverine's not working with them; he's working against them. I think maybe that could be interesting. So yeah. you're thinking like flipping what happened with Hawkeye on its ear a little bit. That way, you're taking the responsibility out of the character, and he's free to become this new thing. Yeah, I have an idea. What if there's what if all the affecting has made it so there's two different Wolverines? I've thought about that too. I've thought about that too. Yeah. That like not only that like uh you know Wolverine he when as soon as he hit like the current time stream realized and took back all of his like uh former memories mm-hmm. of himself. You know what I mean? But now there are two Wolverines and that like there is an anti-Wolverine that is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Exactly. And now we're going to see a Wolverine versus Wolverine battle. I have thought about that too. And that, that would solve cool. that would solve my problem because then you right. get the best of both worlds. Right. You still get your, your Wolverine that's true to the character and then you get your Hugh Jackman getting to be a main Wolverine villain too. Right. Yeah, but we've seen that Wolverine, the good Wolverine. We've seen it. Why not switch up the character? I wouldn't see Hugh Jackman against that. Like, oh yeah, we've we've seen that Wolverine. I don't see hey, Hugh Jackman against it either. Yeah, let me right. pl- let me play a darker character. Let me play a darker character. Let's do something a little bit different. No, I think we're both onto something. I could see it going either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like it to happen. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't see them writing it that way. Okay, we'll see though. Okay, um, I'll cheer if it happens. Like, I right. won't be upset. I'm wrong. <laughs> um let's see here uh larry goes on to say um yeah he's like it was just something i was throwing around the second thing i wanted to bring up uh was that luke did construct a new lightsaber between empire and jedi it was included in the shadow of the Endor uh in the shadow of the empire book slash game but darth vader mentioned that luke constructed a new lightsaber when luke turned him himself over to be transported off of endor 
and brought to the Emperor. The only reason I know this is because it is during the scene where Luke gives Vader a very odd glance up and down after claiming, I can still sense something good in you. No big deal. I just thought I should mention it here rather than shouting it at my phone at 5 in the morning while cooking meals for the day. Shadows of the Empire? Yeah. Not canon no more. Exactly. Uh, what are you talking about? Shadows of the Empire not canon anymore? It's not canon. It didn't doesn't exist anymore. Well, right, but that's not what he was referencing. He was referencing uh, Jedi. Yeah. Well, he's talking about that he builds the in Shadows of the Empire. Oh, okay. Sorry. Gotcha. None, none of that happened anymore. Okay. I read that too. It was good. And then he goes on to say one last thing. Brian gave away his birthday in the last episode. He mentioned it while talking about Mel Gibson, who shares a birthday with – who he shares a birthday with. Was I the only one to catch that? No, I did. Yeah. And uh, anyways, thanks for an amazing podcast. Keep up the great work. Larry. Uh, yeah, he says Larry and the Video Adventure crew. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Look up Mel Gibson's birthday. You'll know what my birthday is. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. So – yeah. All right. <laughs> Got a uh, message today from uh, a listener, and uh, his name's Jamie Ryan Wise. He was at New York Comic Con. Nice. So New York Comic Con, usually what they do at New York Comic Con is they show some of the trailers that you see at San Diego Comic Con, they show them to that audience. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed him a trailer, and he was in the panel. And uh, he wanted to go on the record, and uh, he wanted to he wanted to thank. Let's see here. Ah, boy, I think he wanted to thank local Adam for getting him into that trailer for some reason. One of our listeners, local Adam. Well, nice. So, um, but uh, he started talking about. Uh, he started talking about uh, the uh, Age of Ultron trailer. And uh, here's his description oh. of what he saw. And he saw it not once, but he, they, they showed it twice. Okay. He says, uh, it started off with the footage they had shown before, the Avengers having drinks in Avengers Tower, trying to lift Thor's hammer, and ending with Ultron attacking. Then they go into what I am guessing is going to be the full trailer. We see Iron Man... In the Hulk Buster armor, fighting with the Hulk, Thor bringing the hammer down on a futuristic-looking tank. It looks like the whole world is fighting Ultron, with the soldiers firing on what I'm guessing are Ultron robots. We did get a couple of glimpses of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, but most of the footage was focused on the Avengers. There's a scene where Black Widow gets dropped riding a motorcycle onto a street from one of the jets. The setting seems to be worldwide, from New York City to Europe, to what could be the Middle East. The last scene they showed starred, uh, started in Cap's shield and then pans down. We see his shield broken in half and then shows Tony Stark kneeling over it. Mm. The angle changes to behind Tony, and we see bodies all over the place on what it looks like it could be steps slash asteroid thing we've seen uh, Thanos hanging out on. Um, 
it looks like it spans worldwide. Is uh, it's going to be one epic movie? Um, also, we saw Hawkeye up in a clock tower, looking over a European town. Captain America kicking down a door. If I can think of any more, I'll be sure to let you know. Um, yeah, if you could throw out a shout out to local Adam on the show, I would appreciate it. He's the one that got me into the panel. So nice. Um, yeah, awesome. Um, I'm jealous. Very jealous. So we see a broken Captain America shield. Captain America lost the shield in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. It fell out of the helicarrier into the ocean. Mm -hmm. So new shield. What are you guys thinking? I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on his description of the trailer? It's a lot of what we heard already. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I can't wait to finally see it for myself. Yeah. Me too. Are we thinking that it's going to accompany like Big Hero 6 into the theaters? Mm, that's a good prediction. Yeah, that's a good prediction. Very good chance, I think. So, They're yeah. promoting the living shit out of that. Yeah, we're going to see it soon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it finally. Yeah. Too. I need to see it. Uh, yeah, the only thing, Jamie, is I wish you would have been able to uh, snag that on your fucking cell phone, dude. Oh, yeah. that would have been cool. For real, get the hoodie on and get that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, moving on. Thank you, Jamie. That's awesome. Thank you for the update. Um, Aubrey Plaza, star of Parks and Rec. Yep. Aubrey Plaza, uh, if she could play a superhero, who would she want to play? Yeah, I, I, I She-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Here's her quote. She says, She-Hulk. Oh, my God. I would love to be She-Hulk because I had super strength. Yes, I would want to be She-Hulk. Uh, she Write that movie and I'll do it. I would love to be any kind of superhero or person with super strength. So, yeah, She-Hulk. She wants to be She-Hulk. Yeah, Thoughts? I, I like it. I'm excited. I'm a fan. She, yeah, I mean, she can say it, but, I mean, is it going to happen? But, I mean, you know, you know, Chris Pratt was already uh, – you know, Star Lord. You True. know, why not? Yeah, maybe she's got the ends because of that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm okay with this idea. I think she'd be a fun She Hulk. Yeah. She wants to do it, so that's a plus. Yeah. No, Jake doesn't like that. You know, <laughs> Terry Crews wants oh. to be fucking Luke Cage. So God. <laughs> oh forbid. God, there we go again. God forbid. God forbid. No, I don't think she should do it because she's petitioning to do it. I think she should keep her mouth shut. Well, she's not too old. <laughs> Holy shit! No. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I know. I know. I mean, you know, Terry Crews does not scream Luke Cage. He just does not look the part. He's not the natural choice. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. All right. All right. What are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daredevil. We got the Daredevil suit. We're going to rate the suit. Charlie Cox, we saw a picture of the suit. Mm -hmm. What are we going to rate it? What, what are we going to rate this suit? What, are we rating the suit? Yeah, we saw that little fucking picture. Was it who was it, who came out with that picture? I don't know. It I came, don't know. It came, it came out, out from New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con. Yeah. We, we saw the picture. We saw the picture. Split reactions from the leftover army. Some of them, some people loved it, Dante. Some people hated it. Everybody else. Now, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in the middle on this. I don't, I don't hate it or love it. I I'm, I'm in the middle. I taste it. It's it's not terrible. It's obviously not the final product. I know that. I know you know that. I know that. It, it's fine for me. Yeah, and people are gonna say, oh, it's the Frank Miller suit. Yeah. It's For the all man, we, it's, it's the man without fear suit. Don't worry, it's not. It's not the final suit. For all we know, he could have that for two episodes. 
I know. The guy's blind. How good a taste can he have? Can I can I just go on the record and say that I I didn't like it in the comic book and I don't like seeing it here? Yeah. Yeah. Can I can I go on the record of saying that I just happen to be a bigger fan of the classic Daredevil suit? Not not the yellow, the not not the yellow and the red suit. <laughs> but I'm 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 a bigger fan of just just the red suit. I know why they call it the horny suit, but why do they have to call it the horny suit? <laughs> I, I didn't know we were going down this road. I never knew they called it the horny suit. Well, that's what it was referred to as on this uh, thread oh. that we were looking at. Gotcha. It's the horny suit. The huh? horny suit. Gotcha. Sounds like a lawsuit you were involved in, Frank. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <coughs> Maisie Williams. <coughs> oh, wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, you are disturbed. No, I'm going to toss it. I don't, I'm going to toss it. I, I. You know what? I... I I'll be honest with you, man. Yeah, that Frank Miller story was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. But you know what? I think like after Frank Miller left it, I think Daredevil went down a path that I didn't want to see him go down. Yeah. I love what Frank Miller did with the character. I love it, and but I didn't like the suit. And I also didn't like the the the, the path that Daredevil went down after that mm-hmm. with other writers. Like other writers, like like expounded upon that and had the character keep being dark and dark and dark and dark and dark until Mark Wade finally came along and changed that. Yeah. And I'm thank God that he did. Yeah, I agree with that because when Daredevil got possessed by an actual demon, it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy, <laughs> and. Yeah, I'm a fan of some of the some of the dark stuff though, because I really like Alex Maleev and the stuff he did with Bendis that was really dark. I, I was a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know. Just saying. I, I liked I liked what Frank Miller did with it. I thought it was fun. Mm. Everything after that, in my opinion, wasn't a huge fan of, and it was nice to see the character taken back. In uh, you know what what Mark Wade's done with the character, I, I like that. I, I love the Mark Wade run. Me too. Yeah. I don't know so. why it reminded me of this, but Jake, you'll know what I'm talking about. Do you remember the uh, Heartless from Kingdom Hearts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it kind of looked like a live-action cosplay of a Heartless. <laughs> yeah. Another, another complaint I have is it, didn't, it wasn't the best picture either. Like, sure. The, I had a heart, I, the picture really didn't showcase the outfit right. as like – I'm not, I'm not tossing the series. No, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm saying this is just a complaint. Like it, yeah. if it's going to be their one promotional piece – it was it was kind of janky that it's like not that high def. He's all like right. crouched. It's like let it let right. you know show it to us. You know? Yeah. So th- th- I kind of tossed that as yeah. a, as the only promotional piece. You know? Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm, the the costume meh. I mean, it's not. If they use it like you said, one two episodes, whatever. I'm not tossing the series. I'm tossing that suit. I never liked the look of it to begin with. I never did. I don't care if it's the Frank Miller or whatever, and if you hold it in high regard, whatever. I never liked the look of it to begin begin with there. I didn't. I never liked it. It's fair. Cannot fault you there. Okay. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Toss that shit. Toss it. (laughs) So – Toss it, taste it. I taste it. Frank, what are you talking about? Oh, I toss it. They (laughs) run around in them white Converse? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this show. That's I Tupperware Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I Tupperware that big time. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Have you yeah. seen how he looks lately? Yeah. Okay. With the shaved head. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he looks good. I saw some pictures of that. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for that series. I am too. It'll be a fun binge watch, I hope. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, moving on after we toss some shit. After I toss some shit, Frank toss some shit. I taste it. Taste it. <laughs> for for once, I'm the nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> X-Men, Days of Future Past, and Fantastic Four writer and producer Simon Kinberg was asked by ComicBook.com if there was any chance that we'll see an X-Men Fantastic Four crossover in the future. I mean, guys, he's gone on the record in the past, and he's, uh, you know, to say it's something that he doesn't see happening. Yeah. He said that in the past. And Jake and I both agreed in the past that it's nothing that we're looking forward to seeing, a crossover between the two. Yeah. Um, why is that, Jake? Because it just doesn't – those two franchises just don't seem to intermingle. It just seems like a move of desperation. They've done it in the comic books, right? Yeah. Are they some of your favorite comic books? When they when those two teams mingle? Yeah. No. Me either. Yeah. I don't care if it was fucking Fantastic Four versus uh, X-Men. I didn't care for it. Yeah. I, I agree. And Fantastic Four is one of my favorite titles. It's mm-hmm. It's one of the titles that I always read. So, yeah. But merging with X-Men, it seems kind of weird. Right. Now, guys, to be you know completely fair, we haven't seen a trailer Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen a Fantastic Four trailer. So could it fit into the universe? Maybe. Yeah. But, we, but to be fair, we haven't seen a trailer. Uh, but Simon Kinberg has changed his stance on a crossover between those two teams. He said, to be honest, I'm so focused on each of the movies right now. I'm so focused on now we're post on Fantastic Four and making that the best movie it can be. And then we're in prep on X-Men Apocalypse. So those are kind of full-time jobs. I love the characters. I love the characters in Fantastic Four. And I love the new cast. Obviously, I love the characters and cast of X-Men. So hypothetically, the notion of putting them together is really intriguing. And there's something really Fun, there, and there's some really fun stuff that the comics have done in the past. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, of course not. Sure. I mean, if Fantastic Four comes out of the gate and makes a shit ton of money, if right. X-Men Apocalypse doesn't ruin the franchise and makes a shit ton of money, then obviously, I mean, that's the formula. Shit ton of money plus shit ton of money equals a bigger shit ton of money. So that's what they'll do, you know? Right. I, I think if they can extend the life of the X-Men franchise that exists as it is one more time by crossing it over with a hypothetically successful Fantastic Four movie, movie, then yes, it's not out of the realm of possibilities to happen. They might need it, especially if actors like James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, and Jennifer Lawrence leave the franchise. Exactly. Uh, right, yeah. So yeah, I can see it happening. Yeah. So I have a harder time believing the Fantastic Four is going to be a giant success, <laughs> though. Like, I think that's the first step here. Yeah. If, yeah. That, if that's not true, then none of this will happen. Right. Are there any positives that you have for the Fantastic Four movie? I mean, we don't have a lot to go on. but I there- liked Chronicle. Okay. And, and that's the, I mean, that's the only movie that I've seen by the filmmaker. But I liked it, you know? Do you like the actor of... Michael B. Jordan. Do yeah, you- I like Michael B. Jordan. Okay, I do too. But, I mean, it's just like earlier when you were saying, regardless of, you know, Robert Downey Jr. delivering a good performance, like, yeah. you know, he Michael B. Jordan could deliver a good performance in a movie that's not that good. Exactly. You know, it won't be his fault. Yeah. But the movie could still be a stinker regardless of how well he does in it. Right. So, you know, you never know. Yeah. So... I think it all comes down to 
I, I really think this movie comes down to making audiences believe that we are ready for a younger version of the Fantastic Four. I love Miles Teller. Yeah, no, great he's, actor. He's playing Reed. He's playing Reed. No, I've been. Re- he's been having some kind of, in my opinion, he's been pretty bad with the press. Yeah, he has. Where he's been saying how much he doesn't care that the fans won't like him or won't like <sighs> his portrayal. Very much kind of like coming off like uh, Megan Fox did with yeah. the April O'Neil stuff right. to me. And I was like, oh, come on, guy. I think he's a little hurt because of like the way people perceived his um, character in Divergent. Yeah. I mean, coming off a movie like The Spectacular Now where he did a great job. Yeah. And then signing on for a movie like Divergent where – you know, he signed on with his co-star of Spectacular Now, um, you know, and uh, Divergent where he played a lesser role and it wasn't that great of a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, I, I don't know. I, I like Miles Teller. I think he's a little too young to play Reed Richards. I don't know. I, 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 like, I like the actors that they cast in the movie. I just don't think that the casting selection that they made was great. As yeah. far as like their age, I think they're going with more of an ultimate universe. I'm not 100% sold on on uh, the age of the characters, the direction that they're going. Um, I am sold on the way that they are going to make the the thing look. Mm. As you know, if that picture what we saw is real, yeah. I like that. It's a completely CGI fucking thing, Thank and gosh. I like that. Yeah, um, it's not fucking Michael Chiklis in a <laughs> piece of shit like Halloween uh, costume. Halloween costume, exactly. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to see a trailer for that, too. God, we need to see a trailer. Yeah, for there that. hasn't something. been anything. Yeah. Something. I'm a little worried. That's what worries me. I don't know if it should be worrisome or if it plays, uh, you know, to its strengths. To no. To keep it, it back. It's worrisome because a trailer wasn't even unveiled. It's coming around. It's coming out two months, Frank. Two months. Two, three months after Age of Ultron. We didn't even get a trailer released at New York Comic Con. Yeah, at, right. at, at New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. It's Nothing. It's fascinating. Nothing. But there, but there's been continued buzz or not really? There, I mean, what's to get excited about? Well, you got a good point. I'm I'm just thinking that make, maybe they're just trying to be careful because it's not a franchise that was successful in the past. Do you want me to put – I got money on where that trailer is going to be. Go It'll be it. before uh, Hobbit 3. You think so? Right. Isn't Hobbit 3 a 20th Century Fox? Am I wrong about that? Uh, New Line Cinema. Uh, which is owned by Warner Brothers. Gotcha. Okay. So I am wrong about that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the big Fox movie is coming out for Christmas. Yeah. I feel like by Christmas we'll have to have seen it. I think the standout performance in this movie, in my opinion, is going to be the people that they gave the most shit about, about playing the character that he's playing and saying like, oh – we're going to get an African-American Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. I think Michael B. Jordan is going to blow people out of the fucking water. I think Michael B. Jordan is going to be awesome in this movie. And I think it's going to be like characters like Kate Mara who's going to disappoint. Possibly Miles Teller that's going to disappoint. Mm-hmm. I think the standout's going to be Michael B. Jordan. I, I, I do. I, I honestly think this kid, I, I, I think Michael B. Jordan is going to be the Johnny B. Storm that we always wanted. I hope so. I do too. Yeah, so you know, even that character in the comic books doesn't really have all that much depth, right? So there's a lot, lot to work with there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. 
I think it's the age of the characters that we are all worried about. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? You're 100% right of it seeming more like an ultimate interpretation of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, moving on. Moving on. Apparently, guys, if you want to find out if there is going to be an Iron Man 4 movie, the last person you want to ask is Robert Downey Jr. He changes his mind every day, <laughs> every hour, a couple times a day. Exactly. Here's what Robert Downey Jr. had to say about Iron Man 4 on Ellen DeGeneres. Will there be a fourth Iron Man? Uh, I know there's going to be a bunch more Marvel movies, and they have big ideas of how to do it best. Mm -hmm. And, um, (laughs) you know, we're in the middle of a negotiation. So, yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. Okay, good. Yes. We'll get to that. Damn. All right, so it sounds like uh, sounds like what he's saying is like, yeah, there's going to be a uh, there's going to be an Iron Man four when he talked on uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, let's move on to the next clip, right? Let's move on to the next clip. Okay, so like I th- wasn't it later on that same day? Was yeah, it was, it was on Letterman. Letterman, yeah, yeah. So he's saying, yeah, uh, Iron Man four letter uh, on uh, Ellen DeGeneres, and uh, yeah, here's what he had to say uh, later on that same evening on uh, Late Night with uh, David Letterman. And what about the Iron Man four? When will that be uh, out? There's no plans for an Iron Man four, but why, there's why not? You know what? That's a valid question. Yeah. It's right. Like it hasn't made enough money or something? Yeah, they don't want another couple billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, I guess right they have too this. much money or something. Yeah, no, but it, have they given you a script? You must have seen a script for Iron Man 4. Uh, no, there's no script for Iron Man 4. But they, they do have a plan, and I think they're going to announce it. You know, they're very secretive about it. Who's they? Uh, Marvel. Oh, the comic people. Yes, they're the, the ones people. holding up. Well, now they're Marvel pictures, and they're actually quite bright, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly when it comes wow. to casting. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear about Iron Man. Uh, they just couldn't get that together, you said? Yeah. Dang. That's too bad. I'm, how am I going to break it to my son? <laughs> There'll be other stuff. There'll be other stuff. Yes. He'll be fine. Uh, uh, Robert, you're not under oath. (laughs) All right. But let's just pretend that you are. Yes, let's. Are you going to make another one of those Iron Man deals? (laughs) I'm your stepfather. (laughs) Just between us. Yeah. Uh, no, but I'm going to do other stuff with Marvel. I'm still going to be involved with Marvel, okay. and there's going to be plenty of fun stuff to happen. Okay, okay, because I know they spent a lot of money on the Iron Man outfit. <laughs> You're right. All right, what the fuck? Yeah, he's being wishy-washy on purpose. What the fuck? You don't think it's like subtle hints at leverage? Oh, it's definitely that, too. Yeah, I mean, he's like saying all this stuff publicly to try to get the public behind him to kind of get Marvel to get their asses in gear. Yeah. I guess to give him the money he wants. Yeah, I agree. I, Letterman's joking, but yeah. I kind of I see the logic in his jokes about like it's like what the hell you think they would fast track this a little bit? Like, right, Iron Man three made so much goddamn money. Right, why would they want to mess with what works? You know, why wouldn't they have an Iron Man four in the hopper? Is what I'm saying. <sighs> He's not getting enough money. 
Oh, come on. Yeah, I don't think think it's that at all. I don't think that's that at all. I mean, the the fucking contract that they gave him for uh, Avengers 2 and Avengers 3 is phenomenal. Guys, you can think about it this way. The only reason that Chris Hemsworth is able to afford to do movies like um, Rush and then this new movie that he's coming out and he's playing a hacker. Mm-hmm. The only reason that that Chris Evans is going to be able to do movies like Snowpiercer and be able to direct movies that he's doing is because he's doing movies like, you know, Captain America and because Chris Hemsworth is doing movies like Thor. Yeah. That's the only reason that these guys can afford to do those other movies. They would not even be in consideration for other movies as if it wasn't for the successes of Iron uh, for uh, Thor, Thor: The Dark World, Avengers, Captain America, Captain America Two. I totally agree. And I think I don't care. I don't care if the most prolific actor that is in this franchise of the Avengers movies is Robert Downey Jr. After watching movies like The Judge, Iron uh, Robert Downey Jr. needs. The Avengers, he needs Iron Man in order to keep making movies like The Judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because I'll-, I'll be honest with you, I like The Judge, but that is not going to put food on his plate at the end of the day. That movie is not going to keep him going. That movie is not going to keep audience invested in him. Movies like Iron Man are going to be able to allow him to be able to make movies like The Judge. Because what does he have going for him other than that? Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, that's pretty dried up at this point. Thank you. Do you think he was going for like the Emmy angle with it though? Trying to kind of break himself loose? Oscar? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but I think that kind of failed. I, I don't, with the really lukewarm critical reception. This is not going to get Oscar nomination. Yeah. By any means, he needs movies like Iron Man to keep these other solo projects going at this point. So you don't think that that's what his statements are about, though, is the money? No, not 100%. Maybe maybe ta- a tad, a little bit joking It's in there, that. yeah. I mean, it's definitely in there. But yeah, I just, yeah, I, I agree with Brian, though. And I, I just don't see why they wouldn't want it, why Iron Man 4 wouldn't be in the next phase of Marvel movies. I makes, agree with it that. It makes yeah. no sense to me. Yeah. So, it's you know, it's their, the second biggest movie, right? It is. I, and the thing is, I think that Marvel is smart yeah, for I, waiting to see how the judge performed. Mm-hmm. Now that it has come out, and guys, it came out on the weekend of Dracula Untold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It came out on... A weekend where it's the second week of Gone Girl, and how did it perform? Number three to those. Mm-hmm. Okay, if Iron Man four would have came out this weekend, oh yeah, number one. Yeah, oh yeah, number one. Yeah. Number one by a long shot. None of number those one. other movies would right. would have even came out. Fuck no. Now his <laughs> his statements of you know that you the played the clip from uh, clips from yeah they came out before. The uh, judge was released, right? Yeah, yeah, but there there had already been some uh, critics that have seen the movies and, and and test screeners and things like that. Okay, I didn't know if he was banking on that performing better than what it did. And his job, 
also his job. Like, let's say hypothetically there already is an Iron Man 4, like, in the hopper. Like, his job is to, like, stir the rumor mill and to not confirm that stuff. Sure. That's the contract he has with Marvel. Yeah. So I think – and he's he's a funny guy. Yeah. I think one way to, to keep that job is to, on one day, be on two different talk shows and say yes or yeah. no. Right. And you buzz know? is buzz, so. Yeah, That's exactly. So, I, you know, everything could be fine with him in Marvel and Iron Man 4 could already be in the works, but it's just a big secret. And his, right. his job is not to confirm anything. And that's a hard job. Robert Downey Jr., ladies and gentlemen, if he would have come out with a movie not directed by whoever the fuck directed The Judge, if he would have reteamed with a director like John Favreau, and if he would have said, John, you know what? I'm going to play a bigger part in a movie like The Chef, like Chef that mm-hmm. came out. I'm going to play, I'm not going to play a cameo role like I did in that movie. If, if he would have came out and he would have been a bigger part in that movie, let's say he took Dustin Hoffman's role in that movie and they made that, they expanded that role a little bit more. Okay. I think he would have been perceived a little bit better, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I think that's what he needs to do. I think Robert Downey Jr. needs to be a little bit more picky with the roles that he does choose. Because The Judge was not a bad movie, but it wasn't a great movie. No. It was definitely a taste it, in my opinion. Chef, in my opinion? Fucking Tupperware. If he would have been given the role of, like, kind of like the asshole, you know, like in uh, Chef, mm-hmm. uh, Dustin Hoffman's character, I think it would have been a, a, a little bit better. I think it I think he needs to, I think he needs to really seriously think about who he's working with in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all, that's always tough for any actor or actress. Yeah, You've got making those choices for you know. Sure. Keeping keeping the ball rolling. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't blame I don't blame any of the uh, critical uh, uh, the critical negativity to that movie to Robert Downey Jr. I think he did a good job. I just think that uh, the movie was a little all over the place mm. when I watched it, man. It was a little all over the place. You never really got the sense. I mean, if they would have just made it a fucking courtroom drama, mm-hmm. it would have been awesome yeah. because it was cool. It was very cool. Like when I thought for a second that this movie was about – when I thought that this movie was about like two lawyers going head-to-head against one each other – like a chess game between two fucking lawyers. I thought this is a cool movie. But I thought then, the same. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton mm-hmm. versus, you know, Robert Downey Jr. in the courtroom. That's where I thought they were going with this movie. And then it turns into a fucking like rom com 80s John Hughes movie. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> you see, from the previews, I was thinking it was like a, supposed to be of the caliber of like a few good men. Yeah. And. Yeah, I didn't know there was yeah. any of that other portion. Yo, there definitely was. Wow. That's weird. There was. And then there was like the whole like uh family disconnect and and things like that. It was like three four different types of genres of movies mixed into one movie. Ugh. It didn't work well. I think that they would have stuck if they would have stuck with like the uh like a lawyer versus lawyer thing, it would have been excellent. There was a scene in there. There was a scene in there that was so damn good when he was like sizing up the jury and figuring out who the jury was. Mm-hmm. Like they were looking for jury members that they could sway. 
And there was such a good scene in that movie where uh, Dak Shepard stars in this movie. And he okay. plays like the original lawyer that the father wanted to go with. Because I, I mentioned like the father had a problem with his son. And uh, even though his son was a great lawyer, his father didn't want to go with his son because they had such an estranged relationship at this point in time. He wanted to go with like a local boy to be his lawyer. And this guy was just not cut out for like <laughs> fucking like a, a, a jury trial. He'd never really done a jury trial before to this capacity. And there's a scene where like Robert Johnny Jr. is feeling out the jury members and it is so masterful the way that they did this. And I was like, more courtroom scenes like that, less John Hughes rom-com shit. Yeah. And you've got yourself a good movie. Yeah, that's and a shame. It is a shame. It is a shame. And I don't fault Robert Downey Jr. I don't fault Robert Duvall, you know, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Billy Bob Thornton. They were great. I just think that the movie was a little all over the place. But – this movie didn't do too well. That is good news for Marvel fans. Mm. The fact that this movie did not get like the critical reception, I'm sure that Robert Downey Jr. wanted for like Oscar nomination, mm-hmm. is going to do Marvel fans fucking. We should be doing backflips right now because I think that this movie is just proof that yeah, Iron Man Four is going to happen. I'm calling it. Iron Man Four is going to happen. He needs this movie. He needs this movie at this point after the judge. Yeah. Maybe it won't be called Iron Man 4. Maybe it'll be just be called Iron Man something, something, something or whatever. We have that. And that's yeah. the loophole or whatever. But yeah, one way or another, it's – yeah, Marvel wants another billion dollars. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. They'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Moving on. Uh, let's see here. Badass Digest posted a rumor a few days ago saying that the stars of Avengers 1 and 2 might not return – for Avengers 3. And I'm going to read an excerpt from that article from Badass Digest. Imagine an Avengers 3 without Thor or Captain America, maybe without Black Widow. It's a movie where the secondary characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe get to stand up and prove their worth, possibly even setting up their own spinoffs. With Marvel, with uh, Guardians, Marvel has shown that their brand is the star. And by the time we get to Avengers 3, clearly people will be on board with the entire universe. Keep Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr.'s renegotiated contract, uh, seems to specify Avengers 3 as his next film, and you have a new launching pad for characters to take over from the current big guns. So, Avengers 3. Mm-hmm. Features characters like Doctor like uh, this is speculation. Mm-hmm. Avengers three features characters like Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant Man, and of course because of the contract, Iron Man. But what if they had room for one more A lister? Yeah. Okay. Which brings me to the next article written by our buddy Drew, Drew McWeeny. <laughs> Drew McWeeny. <laughs> Over at HitFix, he wrote up an article and it was talking about how Marvel Studios in the leader, they are the leader and all other things studios are just watching their next move. So basically like, you know, Marvel Studios, you know, yeah, it's like follow the leader. Let's see what Marvel Studios does. Oh, Marvel Studios has a fucking movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. You know, DC's talking about doing like... uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. They're talking about doing... uh, 
what was it? Uh, what's that other movie that they were talking about doing? I, I'm not sure. Um, the other cosmic movie they had, the Legion, Legion of Superheroes, Legion of Superheroes, shit like that. Yeah. So everybody's like basically uh, just watching what Marvel Studios is doing, and, you know, and going from there. So. Anyway, the article is great, but there's one paragraph that really stood out, and I'd like to read that paragraph. Let's do it. So uh, it says, Sony, on the other hand, may be doing things the opposite way. While I can't get the confirmation I need to verify the story, I'm hearing that there are some very cool Spider-Man plans being considered that would help Sony refocus their enormously important franchise while also opening up some connections in the on-screen Marvel movie universe that would blow fandoms' minds. Will it work out? I don't know. I would love to be able to state that for sure, that it's happening. What seems clear from what I've heard is that Marvel wants to be able to play with all of their characters, and if they can make it work creatively and on a corporate level, they will... And that means the world gets bigger again. Okay. The news keeps pouring in, though. Um, no, let's stop here. Let's stop here. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I talked about that. I talked about... I talked about... Uh, what's the first thing I talked about? I talked, uh, I talked a little bit about uh, Avengers 3. Mm-hmm. You know... Um, not including Thor, not including Black Widow, not including uh, Captain America. You know, they're not in Avengers 3. Um, you've got Iron Man. You've got some of the, the new characters that they're planning on introducing. You know, Scott Derrickson's doing Doctor Strange. You know, we've got a Guardians of the Galaxy. We already got Paul Rudd and Ant-Man. Um, and then Iron Man's signed on for that movie. Mm-hmm. And I said, what if they had room for one more A-lister? And then we've got this, uh, you know, rumor from Drew McWeeny about fucking Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Guys, what do you think? Are we getting closer to Sony, Marvel Studios, working out a deal with each other to include Spider-Man into a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Now, I'm also going to bring up Fox is on the outs of this, right? Mm -hmm. What have we not seen Marvel do for Fox? Number one, we're not seeing Fox do any fucking figures for any of these characters in anything. Have we seen any Days of Future Past toys? Mm -mm. What what kind of support has Marvel given... um, Fantastic Four as far as figures. Yeah, not much. Okay, what else have we saw here happening recently in Marvel Comics? Fantastic Four getting canceled. Fantastic Four getting canceled. What else have we seen here? Um, Death of Wolverine. Death of Wolverine, thank you. Now, that leads us to believe that Marvel Studios ha- kind of has Fox Studios on the outs of the ev- everything, like the merchandising and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. But we've seen like the rise of like Spider-Man and the toys and everything, and and Sony clearly is not doing what they want to do um, with Spider-Man as far as like making uh, you know a billion dollars. Which guys think about it? Mm-hmm. Should Iron Man three be making one point three million dollars? 
a billion dollars or should Spider-Man be making 1.3, billion, right. $2 billion? Yeah. At the very least, they both should be definitely more on the level with each other. Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> David, David Farashi from Badass Digest reports that he's heard from more insiders um, these rumors. Rumor number one, Sony is going to soft reboot Spider-Man with the Sinister Six. Having a new actor playing Spidey who works with the villains, Dirty Dozen style, to take down a larger threat. Hmm. Rumor number two, Sony is going to put Spider-Man on the shelf for four or five years and see if they can develop any of the side characters into their own franchises. Rumor number three, the Venom movie is functionally dead again. The Venom Carnage movie. Mm, I believe it. Okay. Guys, I don't know if any of these rumors are true. Mm-hmm. I think they're being talked about. Yeah. I think that there are I think that there are people sitting in rooms down at tables talking about this. Amazing Spider-Man 2 did not do what they wanted to do. No, box office or critically. Right. So, yeah, um when I'm hearing shit like uh the Sinister 6 movie that they're planning on mm-hmm. and the fact that uh they don't have a release date for that Venom Carnage movie that they're talking about, um, I'm thinking that they are thinking about a reboot yeah. and, uh, I think we are getting closer to the fact that we might see Spider-Man joining MCU. Yeah, quite possibly by Avengers 3, according to all this. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I'm excited. I yeah. hope so. Do you think that that's what Sony's hoping that's going to inject new blood into that franchise? Yeah. I don't think they can go wrong. I think it right. will too. Yeah. Something's got to happen there. Yeah. So yeah, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I think both uh, both So when we were shitting all over right when I I'm gonna go out on a limb I'm not going out on a limb. I'm gonna I am just gonna I'm gonna own up to it. So when I was shitting on Rob Liefeld for saying like, you know, everything he was saying, like, you know, yeah, Fantastic Four toys, they're not doing them. Uh X Men toys, they're not doing them. Uh, you know, uh Fox, you know, like Marvel not supporting the Fantastic Four and all this shit. It mm-hmm. it uh it, it all means that uh that uh Spider Man could ent- enter the MCU when I was shitting all over Rob Liefeld for that. Could I be wrong? Yeah, quite possibly. I think I might be. Yeah. I don't think at the time you expected Amazing Spider Man two to be the flop that it was though. Yeah, I think with that knowledge, you wouldn't have been so close-minded to it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, we were all. I mean, you, you know, they were expecting a friend. All the talk was all these three other movies afterwards, and then another Amazing Spider-Man, and it was like the the sky seemed the limit. And now the whole thing just kind of crumbled down around them. Yeah. So it's a whole new story now. Anything could happen. I feel mm-hmm. like. And uh, I think on the flip side, Marvel Cinematic Universe is they're hitting on all cylinders. But on the flip side. They don't have contracts locked up, locked up for everybody. Yeah. But who needs them? I think Sony does at this point. They need to inject some new blood into that Spider-Man universe. Yeah. And right? if you're going to have all those like people absent from Avengers 3, I mean, that's a perfect way to fill in that void. Think about this. Think about this. Good relationship between Sony. Good relationship between Marvel Studios. They do a Avengers 3 where you've got Tony Stark. You've got... A new actor coming in there playing Spider-Man. Guys, are you going to miss Thor as much? Are you going to miss Captain America as much if you, if you do see Spider-Man in one of those movies? 
I'm not. No. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I, I love. I would love to see them all together. But am I gonna? Am I gonna miss them as much? No, not at all. And I'm sure Josh Whedon can write a hell of a Spider-Man. So. Oh, oh right, fuck yeah. yeah! That's gonna be great. Fuck yeah! So yeah, I hope that happens. I Tupperware the idea. Yeah. So yeah. Woohoo! Cooperate Sony and Marvel. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm down with it, man. I hope it happens. I hope this actually happens. Me too. And we're hearing more and more and more and more about this from different outlets. So hopefully it'll happen. Um, yeah, I would not be upset in the least if they said, you know what? Uh, we're not going to do a Venom Carnage movie. Yeah. Uh, instead right. of a, doing a Venom Carnage movie, we're going to have Spider-Man and Avengers 3. Dude, I'm, I'm pumping my fucking fist. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it seems crazy to reboot with the Sinister Six movie. That seems yeah. just like, That's what, weird. The, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, maybe like if like uh, if they reboot with the Sinister Six movie and then in- introduce a new Spider-Man movie in it. As soon as they do that, guys, mm-hmm. I'm calling it. As so- if if they if they reboot the Sinister Six movie and somewhere in that movie we just see we see a new Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I'm I'm calling it. Yeah, Spider-Man will be in Avengers three. Yeah, I, I would believe that too. That'd be bitching. Yeah, we'll be awesome. Be awesome. All right. So Tupperware that? Yeah. Definitely Tupperware Oh, hell that. yeah. Yeah. All right. I think this is episode 62. Yeah. We had to start late, so it's a little shorter than our normal ones. Yeah. I got to get some food and get to bed. Me too. I got to drive here. home. Get... Yeah, shit. It's almost 11. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Episode 62. Thanks for joining us, Frank. Nice to have you back. Good to be back. Yeah. Are you going to be back next week? I hope so. You'll be. <laughs> <laughs> All we'll, right. we'll allow it. We'll allow it. You can come back. <laughs> Yay. All right, guys. Episode 62. All right. Thanks for listening. And, uh, just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags. Thank you for, thanks for <laughs> <laughs> something. Yeah. Okay. Just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags. Thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Later, y'all. See ya. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. And as always, check out our website, www.popcultureleftovers.com. We've got great articles there. Comic reviews, movie reviews, television reviews. It's awesome. Check it out. And if you're interested in writing for the site, uh, we definitely need more writers. So send an email to domesticateddave at gmail.com. And if David Griffin likes what he reads, he'll get in contact with you. And you can be part of the team. Remember, this is a non-paying gig, but it's a really cool way to have your voice heard. And we'd love to read your submissions. So get in contact with David. And thank you. And check us out on Tumblr, too, motherfuckers. <laughs> and don't forget, we're on Instagram, too. <laughs> yeah, that just happened. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But-
scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture, pushovers Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.